PKA episode 450. We're hoping Taylor can join us shortly. He had a uh, last second family emergency, so he doesn't even know the nature of it, but um, hopefully he can join during the show. Well, he knows. He just wouldn't tell us. Well, he didn't tell couple us. Sponsors, <laughs> a couple of sponsors tonight. Dollar Shave Club, Blue Chew, Smart Mouth, and ExpressVPN. Of course, we'll get to those guys later on in the show. We've got Filthy with us tonight. Always enjoy when we have Mr. Filthy Robot on the show. Great guest, great friend of the show. And uh, and yeah, hopefully maybe Taylor joins us. But if not, who, who fucking cares, right? That enormous <laughs> headed piece of shit. Yeah, bails at the last minute. Nobody likes this? him. It's not like he contributes anything to the show, right? What's Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, I miss yeah, him I... already. <laughs> I do <should> too. <laughs> it's, it's, we're, we're 50 seconds into the show. <laughs> I, I want to watch this entitled Country Girl. Hmm. We should have faked his death like we did Wings oh, that time. Oh, we missed out on that. Like, like, like we, we should have said that he was flying tandem with you. That was and the you, same you thought had, I had. You cut him loose. You <laughs> cut him loose. Yeah. <laughs> You're weighing me down. I was going to make it an accident. Like, it was him or no, me. No, no. <laughs> I have responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> There's a crater somewhere in North Carolina. <laughs> I can hear him. I got a, just quick, quick, just quick little break before we do this one, Woody, because this just prompted a topic for me just out of curiosity. Have you ever done skydiving? Uh, one time I did it like Baby Bjorn style where I, okay. we did the tandem jump. All right, because I'm going skydiving for the first time a little bit later this year. And uh, I was kind of curious what you had to say. So what do you, that. so oh. when I did it, there were options. Uh, you could take like, I don't know, an eight or 11 hour course and your first jump would be solo. Or no, you could do it them. baby Bjorn style. Yeah. Yep. And that was fun because like you walk up there, you pay, and like six minutes later, you're on a plane headed up. There's no training, yeah. no briefing, no nothing. On the plane, they teach you how to jump out of the plane. Uh, do they let you uh, jump? Because that's the one I really want. I want to be at that precipice of standing on the edge of the plane, looking down, having no fucking training with this and going, I get to jump here. And then just like fighting the like brain element of that with like, the, you know, because the animal part of you is going to be fucking terrified. Yeah, I want to be in that moment to like be there for that. You'll so, get that. You know? You'll get that. Yeah. Okay. You actually sit on the plane with your feet dangling at like 170 miles an hour. And then you do a forward somersault. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah. And I, I think the guy does not push you. I'm sure there's different cultures, but where I went, like if you bitch out then you bitch out like he's not there to push you unwillingly out of the plane you have to initiate it and then if you like do, i like that idea but i like, hate the idea that what might end up motivating me is like i paid x hundred dollars for this i'm gonna friggin jump when i'm up here i want this to be like part of that to be like shit this is the brain fighting me right now and being like this is rational i can do this i have a friggin parachute there's a trained professional over here you know, like I want that moment. So I'm really I'm asking how many jumps that. he's had because it's usually an obscene number, like 7,000 no. or 11,000. If he says three, <laughs> he's maybe like, Wait, you should. I thought you were the instructor. And then like, <laughs> that, that'd be I a funny. I like that. They call uh, me Bob. <laughs> so, yeah, like he's giving me hand signals during the jump that I did. Like this, that could mean a lot of things. Right, like I don't know what that. What die? I think. <laughs> yeah, the problem. If you're doing this, yeah, I there's think no it, parachute. Not I gonna think happen. It means I'm about to pull the chute based on like context clues, but uh, yeah, like he's he's given me signs and stuff. I don't know what they mean. We haven't done any training. Uh, he taught me how to land at about 300 feet. Like we were we were just about to hit the ground, and he's like, "All right, I need you to do this and this," and but everything went fine. 
We almost hit a sign. There's a, <laughs> yeah, the airport has these signs that sort of, you know, mark the runways and taxiways and stuff. And we landed like, I don't know, say seven feet from it. And part of me is like, well, maybe this guy's like really precise. And he landed exactly where he meant to. And the other instructor was like, dude, like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I think maybe he caught it a little close. Like if the other instructor was alarmed at how we almost hit the sign, then, then maybe I should be. But yeah. I feel like this is very dangerous things that I'm doing for recreation. It's on some level, if I'm with experts, it's better almost not to know some of the things, you know, like I need to know like enough that as a, as a novice, I don't fuck it up for them, but I don't really want to know, like, I'm not going to look up before going like the chance that I'll die doing it. Like, I don't want to know the percentage of, Oh, it's so low. It's, it's, I don't so want to know. Not helpful. Like, like, gonna do I, it. <laughs> I would, I would guess. I would guess that that over certainly over a lifetime, you're much more likely to die in a car accident, right? Like, like I, I, I bet there's like a two percent chance you die, so you'll make it. No, just don't do that's it 50 so large. Times. If you do it fifty times, I'm concerned, but but just once. Remember when you're all right. Remember when we were doing the first survival trip, and Joe Lozon asked Wings, like, "All right, what do you think the chances you die on this trip?" <laughs> I do remember he, that. He, he's like. 30%. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. saying you do this trip three times, you die one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think if I do this three times, I would definitely die on one of them. And we're just like pulling our hair out. Like, like, like I don't think you know how probably two and a half works. miles from the car, Wings. Or five. I don't know what it was. It's, like, it's, you know, maybe that. Like, I doubt it was five. Like, we walked for a good 20 minutes with packs. Like, whatever. Like, like it's not like I was in, like, run across America Forrest Gump shape and I wasn't breathing heavy. Like like we got there as normal human being man's. The river and crossing like, was hard, man. <laughs> I, I don't talk about the river crossing because I love you. <laughs> I struggled with that. I don't know. You know, wings would have been like a bu- if wings had have been there, yeah. nobody would have given you shit about your river crossing. <laughs> there all of a sudden there'd been like a you know when you're fishing and you've got the float. <laughs> He'd have been that float, just just ah, oh, we lost oh. him. <laughs> He'd have been gone. I used to go hiking a, a bunch, and I always liked having that one guy who was, you know, carrying 25, 30 pounds that he didn't need to, like body fat. I'm talking about, and yeah, and just like, duh, all right, I never have to ask to stop. All I need to do is outlast Ed over there. And, yeah. and it's nice not to be the weakest link. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you get to the top of the hill, you stop to let him catch up. Not because you're out of breath, not because oh, you need a moment. Me, you gotta, out of breath. It's respectful. It's for yeah. Ed over here. It's for and by the time he gets there, you're not out of breath anymore. And you don't even <laughs> no one had Perfect. to know. That's now you're looking at your watch like, ah, come on, Ed. Yeah, we got <laughs> on over there. Uh, poor Ed. He's a real person, too. <laughs> oh god damn it why don't we use his real name i don't even talk i don't i haven't talked to him in a decade but i, nice I love that though he thought he was gonna die he thought he was gonna die out there oh, i was god. talking to my dad just like uh like two or three days ago they came out here and uh on saturday my mom and my dad and we watched the ufc event and i made uh, i made dinner i made my fancy duck fat uh apple coring french fries and made some filet mignons and uh we had we had a good old time we watched the ufc event like i said and uh and I was telling the whole story of like both of our survival trips. We had, we had a good old time. A good time. Can we watch this woman? I'm very excited. About oh, her. man, this video yeah. is great. This is <laughs> this is a mixture of so many of my favorite things. One of them, of course, is like entitled women, sort of a pussy pass denied kind of scenario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other is sort of, a, I don't know, just, just sort of police interaction type thing. I really enjoyed that. I like seeing like body cam footage of any kind when when seeing how cops handle themselves and and. This is this is just 
a perfect storm of uh, of hilarity. This is good shit. All right. So you're going to want audio on this uh, if anyone's listening. This is on Reddit. <clears throat> but uh it's on um what's, what's it's called it's on the well that sucks subreddit. I think it well was on a sucks. few. It's on a few for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, this woman's she's a star now. She's no bagel boss, but she's a star of some sort. No, no, yeah, she's no bagel boss, but she's definitely a star. Are um we, I like her. I like her. Good to go. Let's put, ready, yeah. set, play. But it is uh, for a defective equipment. It's eighty dollars. Uh, you have till September sixteenth to take care of this. Uh, get you to sign there with the X's. So you don't even give a warning for this. You've been driving around for six months like that. I'm truthful. Well, I'm not going to give you a warning for something you've been driving for six months. But well, I don't want to sign it because I don't want to do eighty dollars. You don't want to sign it? No, because I don't think that I deserve to pay so eighty dollars for something that is fixable and I can fix it. Right. That's all you want. Go ahead, to do. step out of the car. Why? Because you're under arrest. Step out. <laughs> step out of the vehicle. All right. Now, on a scale of one to ten, her problems went step from a one to a five. Or step out. Yeah, we're at a five now, for sure. On the Fukushima shit, uh, on the Fukushima scale. <laughs> you be fair with me, and I'll be fair with you. Step out. Oh yeah, that's a good no. thing to say. Oh, yeah, she thinks she no, has not. power here. I'm placing you under arrest. Step you out. You are full of because you're not placing me under no arrest. She's lost the moral high ground. Do church. not, do not uh, take off. Shut up and give me that, and I'll sign it. Step out. Uh huh. Now she's that. willing to accept out. the original terms. Nope, so she she's left. Thinking in, right? Yeah. And now she has fled a police officer. We are at a solid seven on the Fukushima scale. <laughs> and now there's Get a gun out. Get out of the car. Get he, out of the car. Literally, that's not a taser. That's a Get gun. Get out of the car. That's a fucking gun. Get out of the car. Seems excessive, frankly. She's still uh, making the rules around here. You can't do that to me. Get out of the car. You better leave me. Better or what, woman? Now he's throwing her to the fucking ground. She's 65, by the way. Put your hands behind your back. Is that estimated or confirmed? Confirmed. She's kicking at him. He's like, are you gonna kick me? He put the taser out. Put your hands behind your back. Now he has tased the fuck out of her. Put your hands behind your back. Which I'm told is one of the most painful things. <laughs> You're told? Come on. You would know. I've never been fucking tased. You've never been Hell tased? Hell no. What have Fuck we been? No. What is that other thing called? Pepper sprayed. No, I mean, it's uh, like a low-grade taser. A shocker. Oh, a stun gun? That's, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's something. Yeah, about. yeah. It's it's like the difference between a hand job and anal sex. It's a, it's a far cry. Ah, say no more. <laughs> 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 She can barely put her hands together. Couldn't have done the double handcuff She's thing. She's a sixty-five-year-old woman. She's for what? I told you you weren't gonna arrest me. I pulled in here thinking that you would hurt. Yeah, I'm hurt. What hurts? Everything. All right, I got EMS on the way to oh. You got a what on the way? I got an ambulance on the way to check you out. Ambulance? I don't need an ambulance. Well, you got tased, so they got to check you out. You did not have to taser me. You wouldn't comply. You wouldn't get out. And then you tried to kick me. So, Why? yes, I did. Yeah, I tried to kick you because yeah. I'm a country girl. Because, no, I and didn't you got like Solid logic. Yes, and I didn't like being thrown on the Yeah, well, what a clusterfuck. Like, there's no winners in that. Know. Like, that's no. not good. Really? Like, I agree. Not good. It's not good. I thought it you was know, great. Like, 
I, I, like, I, I didn't <laughs> want him to taser her. But, I but did. Was just like, God, I just felt pity for the, the woman the entire time on that. Like, this is I, so, I did like, too. Like, pity on some level. Yeah, like on some level, like I get it. She's she's behaving like she's behaving like a douchebag, but she's behaving yes. like someone who's basically never had any trouble with the law, right? She still sees this person as essentially she's not in much trouble. She's like she can have a conversation with the person. She can try to like she's not being reasonable about it, but she nevertheless feels like she can like do this type of thing oh. as opposed to just like like you know what you mean like yeah, this I, is like I want to ask you this question. On her side. I, I, so a little introspection, please. Would you view this differently if she was like young and pretty? Would you view it differently if she was another race? Would you view like would you be? Less sympathetic it's if she age. wasn't such well, a powerless. I'm not sympathetic. Demo. I am. I'm kind of saddened by it. Uh -huh. I don't. I don't just. I don't think she's justified in anything she did. Everything mm -hmm. she did is going to set off a cop, and everything she's going to do is going to result in this. But nevertheless, I could see like my mom doing this, right? Like I see my mother being in a position where she's just like, you know, like this is nothing. I haven't done anything wrong. How dare you touch me, kind of thing. And like I could see exactly this type of escalation from that. You know, I, and it's just if, like. If my mom were in this situation, I could imagine her trying to be kind and charming. You know, like, like I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I knew that I had to get it fixed and I should have had it done sooner. You know, it, it, like try to work her way towards a warning perhaps, but with politeness and, uh, you know, apologies. Certainly not. I'm a country girl and I can kick you. And I didn't well, think it was, was right of you to she do this. She almost said it like apologetically. Like the well, way that she said that, it was almost at the end. She's like... I'm a country girl. I'm not just going to put up with that. Like, it's so weird. I, I, Again, I got like, proud I think... not apology out of it. I got a, I, through the whole thing, I got a, you think you can do this to me? I, I'm not the kind of person that you can do this to, which is why I liked it so much. I liked it so uh, much because I because just they saw. Got come, they got their comeuppance for being. Yeah, like, like I'm above this kind of treatment. No. You, you got an idiot. I got, I got kind of incredulity, like incredulity, incredulity with her. Like, but she was like, at no point did she really register the reality of the situation. Yeah, you know, like she's like, she's not tracking that she's essentially assaulting a police officer, and you're fucked if you do that. She's not tracking that she's in real trouble. She thinks that you know she can kind of like you know show some disdain for this and be like, this isn't reasonable. This is reason like like not reason her way out of it, but um, justify her way out of it, that she's going to walk from this and nothing's going to happen. And she keeps escalating it, I feel like, unknowingly. So I don't it know. Is a, it's literally a 65-year-old grandma. You know, you, she's... <sighs> I, the, I'm, the, I'm the, torn the, on know. it. I, I've seen... Uh, I don't know how to say that. I've seen strong black men do the same sort of, like, half-hearted resisting. Heck, that football player uh, we saw a couple weeks ago, yes. right? He was yeah. telling him to put his hands behind his back and the the football player was kind of meeting him halfway like i'm willing to sit here but you're not going to get me to lay down and put my hands behind my back and it's like no man you're not in negotiating position and sure enough they had a couple cops in and they had to subdue him she did the exact same thing so the question is does she get the exact same treatment i'm thinking in my head i've argued against what i'm arguing for right now and in in particular it was like a 12 year old skateboarder in the wrong spot you don't need to tase and beat down that you know what we need automation kid. for the police mm. i would like it if a robot pulled you over and it was just like i think i get off with a warning warning does not compute <laughs> like, like you, you just shut the fuck up and you take your yeah. you, you take your ticket you know I, I just feel like the, the 
Those, those you can do some are, really like uh, nonverbal aggressions with robots too. Like the like a compartment with a taser just like opens up when she says she's not getting out of the car. You know, like there's some anything going there. You can go yeah, the other right. way Tazing too. Protocol activated. Yeah, you can right. flip the robot Targeting. the bird, tell it you don't like the way it looks and you think it's ugly, and the robot won't get so offended. Yeah. This is a, a design 17BR. It is the finest in automated police <laughs> technology. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm really torn on it. I can see why. I don't know. Again, she like literally shut the door and ran away. I didn't see the cop unnecessarily yeah, that's, that's so escalate, right? No, it I, wasn't. I don't think, so I don't think he tried to roll her wrong. over and she kicked at him. So. Although I, the cop was pretty quick from, she's like, he's like, you know, you're going to need to sign this. And she says, I'm not going to sign this. He confirms that once without, without like, he, he has the option of being, you understand if you don't don't sign this you're going to be under arrest like he never he never says that so like it's not i'm not i'm no way is he wrong here this is totally within his rights he hasn't done anything wrong i'm no way suggesting that but nevertheless he has chosen at some point that this woman's irritating <clears throat> in some degree or or he's short short of with whatever it happens to be he's not giving her leeway here not that she cut, deserves yeah, yeah, he, it, he could have but, thrown in one more like hey neither of us want to go down the route you're headed you know right. like let's just let's not Let's just choose not to do this. You know, the, the end of this road you're taking is you on the ground, scratched up, post-tasing. Let's not and, take it. Let's not go and there. I, and I can understand this, because I hate stupid rules. Stupid rules are dumb. Like, I, I don't want to follow stupid rules. Stupid rules are dumb, you say? Yeah, stupid rules are dumb. <laughs> this is advice. Let me just give this advice. <laughs> you should now, do Mail Monday. Being, <laughs> yeah, right. No, but the point being that there are there are times when rules need to be enforced and times when they're not. And this may or may not have been one of those rules. But it's nevertheless, she's talking to a police officer about this. And you're never going to win this, right? Like police officers care about rule enforcement to a degree much more than I think most people do, right? So this is her... I, I, I don't know. Again, I have pity for her. This this scenario. It's really it's, interesting to me because I I asked you if you had a bias, say five minutes ago, and now I'm asking myself if I have a bias. W would this you know little emo skateboarder who's still figuring out who he is? I say cut that kid a break. But this old heavy set woman who's proud of who she is, you don't cut her a break. And why? Yeah, maybe they, they're maybe neither, they're both non threats. I was gonna say maybe there's some sexism in there for me. Like I guess I see her as so non-threatening, and even her attitude, it didn't seem aggressive. It didn't seem belligerent. It seemed Entitled. it seemed like she wasn't tracking on the situation. It seemed almost divorced from reality to me to some degree. Like she thinks she can dictate to a police officer how the terms are gonna be of when she does and doesn't get out of the car. Like, right, because I thought she thought she was too good. To get tickets. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, I, and I might be painting yeah. that on there. Or it might have been there. I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, interesting. I found it a little. I found it hard to watch because I'm just like, this is so clearly going to go so poorly for her, and it's like so clearly not something she understands that she's getting into doing it. So. Yeah, she should have. Uh, should have handled that differently. I, yeah, no, she, she clearly hasn't watched a lot of the internet over the last. Day. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd have known. She's a country that, girl. She doesn't have that kind of bandwidth. I don't think she does have the correct <laughs> bandwidth to, to understand the, the consequences of those kind of actions. I got pulled over the other day. I was going like 25 over. I got a warning because I'm a nice guy. So I don't have, here's, here's the general approach that I take, and then I want to hear what worked for you. Yeah, yeah. Lies. For the most part, I go with, whew, I spilled milk. I'm so sorry. I'm not typically a milk spiller, and you won't catch me spilling milk next time. What did you do? Yeah, I was like, the speed limit's 35 here. It looks like a highway. 
And he's like, nope, it's a residential area. And I'm like, I had no idea. I've never been here before. I'm so sorry. Was that part true? No. No, okay. I go there every day. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually lives there. The residential area is home. <laughs> yeah. I, I live three quarters of a mile away. <laughs> he's like, you know, but this is your address. We're at. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that your wow. house there, sir? Well, I've never come this side. I always leave the other way. Yeah. <laughs> it is bullshit, yeah. though. It's uh, It looks like it should be a 55. It's a two-lane highway, but. It's a 35. It makes no sense. And uh, But yeah, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't get that crazy ticket. I got a warning. I didn't get tased. I didn't get restrained, pulled out of my vehicle, anything like that. I was told at a young age that I would either get a lecture or I would get a ticket. And that's always been my... And and I've heard so many stories from you know generally cute female friends have been like, oh, I cried and smiled and didn't get pulled. I've always just... I got one warning, I think, very early on. And then from then on, always, it was just tickets. And then at that point, I'm just like, so I just assume if I'm getting pulled over, I don't try anything. I just assume I'm getting ticketed because that's what's going to happen. I get a lot yeah. of warnings. You get a lot of warnings. That's good. I haven't got pulled over in a while, you know, knock, knock on wood. But I don't get pulled over often either. Like like the last time before, um, this is recent. This is like a month ago I got pulled over. But the time before that, it was literally like four years, five years before then that I, I ran a stop sign or something like that. I, I usually try to keep it. Under the speed limit and stop at red lights and shit like that. I don't. I don't want to deal with <laughs> fucking traffic cops. Yeah, no, no one does. Yeah, I don't think they want to deal with you. They'd rather just sit there in that car all day and listen to the radio or whatever they're doing. And they jerk off. Pro- I'd jerk off. I'd be watching porn all day. Yeah, I don't even want to speculate on that. It seems like nothing good could come of that. What would you do? Imagine that. Have you job. never orgasmed? Great things come from jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Uh, I wa- <laughs> what are you thinking? No, I, I I just watched this Saturday Night Live bit or a little little bit earlier, oh. and it's like Blazer, and it's like this this whole montage of this cop like fighting crime, and then like three minutes in, you realize he's only beaten black men so far, <laughs> and literally like like he gets into this thing where like he's running from one bad guy to the other, like one punch KOing them, and he gets to a white guy, and he goes. Pushes him out of the way. <laughs> like, goes to the next black. <laughs> the police chief's like, you realize why I got to fire you, right? He's like, um, because I only beat black men. Yeah. And, and uh, my partner recorded it all on his body cam. And, and I edited it all into a YouTube montage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, it must be kind of newish, I guess. It sounds new. Yeah, yeah, it's fairly new. Like, there's no Eddie so Murphy in that one. No, no, no. I don't know. Like, yeah, have, have you guys had a lot of run-ins with cops? And you're like, I guess, Kyle, this is maybe like something in your life since you've just done this prosecution shit that you've had to go through. Like, Yeah, is, I, I've had a few interactions with law enforcement. Yeah, I guess it might be different for you. I guess. What a wonderful I, I, group of men. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a book on it? Like, like, yeah, yeah. This is what ATF is like. This is what the explosive dudes are like. I guess that's ATF. These are what local cops are like coming. and traffic cops are like. like I, you know, I, got, I got a ton of trouble in high school and college with, or high school before I was 21, most basically. I got a ton of trouble with uh, cops, mostly alcohol related things, believe it or not. You know, that probably, believe. probably shocked you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like some weird things with that, like just finding them to be, I had some interactions with like, a, I'll give you give me a random example. It was uh, at a girlfriend's, um, it was her, my girlfriend's mother had remarried and they were having their year anniversary. And uh, we were there and we were there early and we're helping set up the party. And they had asked, and I was in college at this point, I was probably 20, but not 21. 
and they asked, you know, could could I help uh, um, tap the keg? So I tapped the keg for them. And then I asked the the father, the the husband. So this was the person, not my. This was the the stepfather of my girlfriend. Then, all right. I asked him, like, do you mind if I have a beer? He was like, no, that's no problem. So I had a. I was having a beer, and this was pre anyone being over there. And then one of his daughter's husbands was a police officer, and they cornered me in the the kitchen and were like, you need to pour that out before I call my my friends at the station and come down here and arrest you. What? An and I'm just ass. like, you're in a house. I'm in a house. I have permission from the person's party who it is, who is also the patriarch of that family. You should have poured it down the gullet, baby. Just chug, chug. I left, actually. I dragged my girlfriend out of there. (laughs) We fucking left. How old were you? Because I was like 20. Wow. Yeah. You went after a guy who was months away from the drinking age. With that kind of aggression. But I tell you, like this is someone who has some sort of buy-in to the law that I don't there. So I'm I'm for the buy-in for that in terms of drunk driving, absolutely. In terms mm-hmm. of you know underage like damage being dealt or something like this. But I'm there presumably to stay the night at a house with the permission. It's just it just blew my mind. Like that that, that I mean that stuck with me. This is I'm 35 now. This is 30, 15 years later, and I'm still annoyed about. I read into that power not. trip. You know, that, like again, you know, sometimes you wish cast or paint your own uh, biases on it. But I I see a guy who thought it'd be pretty cool to fuck with the 20 year old. Yeah, you know? like, it would have been great at the end, and not great, it would have been still fucking shitty, but at the end of it, they'd be like, oh, I'm just kidding with you, enjoy your beer. But there was no, I'm just kidding with you, enjoy your beer at the end of that. No. That was like, pour the fucking beer out, can't I, believe you have this kind of disrespect. I fucking cleared it with the man whose party and house it was. Like, I, yeah, yeah, and, and like, if you were 15, like, I get the naughtiness of it, <laughs> or, or maybe he's trying to, but you're 20. Yeah. And you're having a beer. It's yeah. not like you're wasted over there with a bottle of vodka or something like that. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah you and and kind of weird too, right? They asked me to tap the keg because I'm at college and around this stuff a lot. And then... Was he there for, the, then, for that aspect of the night? Like, uh, the, I don't remember. If okay. he, uh, the, yeah. yeah, I don't remember that one way or the other. Sorry. But anyways, just blew my mind. So again, like when we're here, like who is this person on the other side? Like cops seem totally fine in this scenario, but like, it's like, when are these laws enforced and when are they not? Like, yes, it's absolutely a law. And yes, she absolutely cannot say, no, I'm not getting out of the car. But he could have been like, look, you're about to get in a world of trouble here. You cannot, you cannot say no to an officer in this scenario. You're going to get arrested if you don't sign this. Clearly, there's some, there's some other motive. motive I love law enforcement. They are the best (laughs) citizens among us. The finest. They keep yeah. us safe in the night. It's funny, but the other way is true too. I've met some really cool guys from that. Like I just um, all of them. I was gonna say law enforcement, but it's not quite the same. I just came back from um, Salt Lake City Gaming Con, and I did a collab with the U.S. Uh, Army uh, esports team, and was working with uh, around a couple of the Army the guys. Army and I was has feeling, an esports team. Yeah, they fucking do. They have a Twitch streaming team. They have an esports team. It's volunteers, uh, but the army funds it. And it, they, I asked them about this before I, because I did a collab on my my channel. And I, before I wanted, before this, I allowed this to happen, I wanted to make sure I understood kind of where they're coming from, what they're doing, what it is. And part of it is a promotional thing for them because it's like the overlap of the gaming age group with the military, like male military sure. age group is perfect, 100% basically. And that this is part of, this is who they're trying to get to join the army to some degree is. And there's no communication there. It's like this, like it's almost like two different worlds in some levels. So part of this is a community outreach attempt. You know who the U.S. Really, Army really cool. needs on their streaming team? Help me, Kyle. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Where are you going? Wings I, of I, Redemption. 
How fucking awesome would it be if Wings of Redemption was on the United States representing America once again? You got to pass the fitness test before you're on the Army fucking esports yeah. team. Plug a modem in and you're passing the esports fitness <laughs> test. <laughs> I need one chin well, up. I need, I need one chin up, one push up. I'm gonna, all right, all right. I'm going to need you to lower the so bar. What do you do again? Because I, I actually thought they were really cool guys. I don't want to shit on them at all for, uh-huh. for that. What, what they, they were all active. Uh, well, they were all in the army with other jobs and this was volunteer they did above and beyond so it wasn't their job to be the army esports that's not how i choose to believe it is i i I, I choose to believe that like they're getting all the other jobs sort of relieved off of their schedule you know there we have helicopter pilots we have i don't know jet pilots and uh maintenance guys and infantry and paratroopers and twitch streamers and then the twitch streamers they just have the all of these roles should, if I were king, have fitness requirements that fit the roles, right? Like if you're infantry, it might be cardio-based. If you're artillery, it might be strength-based. If you're a jet pilot, maybe you want a short guy with high blood pressure or something to handle all those Gs. <laughs> I don't know. But if you're a Twitch streamer, it should be... You need a short guy with high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... Uh... That's a jet pilot, like, um, I don't know, uh, stereotype I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if they make a plane big enough, but Wings fits most of those criteria. <laughs> I don't even this know Wings, thinking. but I've been on enough, and every time I'm on, you guys are like, tell them enough stories about it, shit on them enough, that yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I come off as hating on them, even though I don't even know it's the It's really guy. you. We don't talk and, about them all the time, honestly, but when you're when here... You're like, when you were like, uh, you, you were like, what do you know? You know, he'd be perfect for that. You're like, you're, and you're like wings. And I'm like, no, he wouldn't be that. He'd be terrible for this. And I'm like, wait, I don't even know the fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. I just want to well, see he's him. an international gaming phenom. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> it would be he's served his country before in, in, in the Korean peninsula. <laughs> 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 That's no, the best no. story. It never gets old. It never gets old. It's never not funny. <laughs> I don't, I feel bad because I'm not just a part of it. I brought him up, but but if Wings was on the U.S. Army Twitch stream, that would be the greatest thing ever. I think you should have to be in the fucking army, though. Well, he could. Gen- He's thirty-two, right? You got to be under thirty-five. It's not too late. Yeah, I was real pleased about that too. When they're like, "Yeah, we're," I'm like, "I'm thirty-five. Sorry, you could still do it." <laughs> No, I don't think I can. I'm almost, well, I'm not almost 36, but I think it's too late. I'm I'm time you, the other side really of that doesn't I mean. get a lot better, right? It, right now, you're yeah. like, yeah, you know, if there was a war or something, I would escape that responsibility. Come like 38 or so, you realize it, it's not you not wanting them. It's them not wanting you. Yeah. I almost, well, I didn't, I don't know if I almost joined the military. That was, uh, so when I finished undergrad, I was super pissed off with the fact my psychology bachelor's degree didn't do a goddamn thing for anything. Uh, and I was sitting there, done a couple years of like getting jobs that were opened up from that and whatnot and kind of just bored. I was annoyed with the fact that I was going to be poor the rest of my life if I continued working like that. And then I went back to, and I, I sat down and did basically three things. I applied to graduate school, a community college. And then my third plan was if I didn't get into either of those, I was going to join the army. Wait, so you had a bachelor's and you applied for community college? Yeah. Well, I was going to go, it was a trade, it was a technical college. So I was going to go oh, and get a technical degree. You're going to learn. I see. I think actually that your psychology degree helps you in civilizations. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a profession, Woody. I'm sorry. It turns out that it is. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing now? 
Um, so I'm playing a little bit of Team Fortress, Team Fortress, excuse me, Team Fight Tactics, TFT, the no, uh, League no. of Legends. Uh, so uh, you know how, do you guys know how uh, like Dota came around? Dota yep. was a Warcraft 3 mod, right? This is a, and League of Legends is a Dota clone essentially, right? This is the next generation League of Legends. Anyways, this is a mod of League of Legends now, and it's called Team Fight Tactics. It's like, a mod of a clone of a spinoff. I got you. Yeah, exactly. But it's like a hundred thousand. Like if you check that right now, there's probably a hundred thousand viewers watching that right now on Twitch TFT. And like as a, not not in the same category as League of Legends. It's a totally separate category and ridiculously huge. It's fun. It's like um, it's like a combination of drafting and magic with um. You ever played Slay the Spire? Mm -hmm. So it's it's a game. It's about it's about potential, right? right? You're always having challenges in the moment, and your goal is to simultaneously overcome the challenges in the moment while building something in the late game that's going to be strong enough to win. And it's against players, so it's player versus player. It's actually it really cool. like So I want to see this. What would it, practically speaking, what would it be called? It's TFT. Uh, I'll, gra I'll grab you. Um, I'll grab oh, you. Oh, Team link Fight to Tactics. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not showing it properly on my screen, but uh, it is the fifth biggest game right now, and 65,000 viewers. Yeah, so. it's not. It's not messing around. It is a. It's actually scary because I normally play games that are a little bit. Um, off the beaten track, like I tend to be one of the larger, you want to be anyways, as a streamer, you always want to be on, if you can, like the top couple in a category, like mm -hmm. to own that category. And I like I like advanced, like heavy strategy games that require a lot of thinking, a lot of effort, et cetera, and that aren't like super commonplace for people to enjoy, right? It's a niche, niche uh, audience for that. And TFT is like huge. And it's like, it's, it's annoying for me because I'll like stream that, I'll be like, 15th in the directory as opposed to like second. Super bad for viewers for me right now, but I'm really interested in it. I'm so hoping if I get- it's worse to be, I'll make that up, 15th on a super yeah. popular game than third or second on a yeah. less popular game. Yep, by a lot. You miss all the kind of like floating traffic. People who are basically interested in the game never find you. So the people who come to find your stream are people who are interested in you as a streamer. So you're bringing your audience to that. And there's ways to break out of that. So for example, if I become like top 10 of that or something, I'm going to pull a lot of viewers just from the quality of play that I'm doing for that. But I'm, I'm not there yet. So, I've, so sometimes I... I'm interested in a game, not a streamer, and I stopped by Twitch TV just to learn something better about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Trying to quickly mute. Okay. So if I hit it at the wrong time of day, I'll call it 11 a.m., there's a lot of non-English streamers, non-English speaking streamers. Do you ever target that? Like, dude, no one else is at this time frame speaking, you know. Um. Yeah, I mean, you could it with a different game. This game has English speakers, English speaking streamers all the time. There's things you can do. Um, I have some friends who I'm, we're a couple of us are breaking, attempting to break into this together, and we've been doing things like just 24 hour hosting between the three or four of us. So like a cycle of seven or six or seven hours with hosting our viewers and whatnot, which is really cool for our viewers. They like that. They like seeing that. It's like it's almost like a channel. It's like our channel of this game style thing. You can do things like that for viewership numbers. You can do things like have breakout performances or something. But yeah, it's really hard as a smaller, medium-sized streamer to break into a heavily populated spot like this. I don't know if I can do it yet, honestly. Like we'll see. We'll see in like another month or so Are you if good? I can do it. I'm moderate right now. I'm, yeah. they, it's a it's a ranked thing, and it, I'm definitely still getting better. And I'm aware of how, the ways I'm getting better, although not necessarily the ways that I need to improve still. So I'm I'm okay right now. Is the answer? Okay. Sooner or later, I will be good, but it might not be soon enough. We'll see. I'm. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm doing the old man thing. I'm really attracted to non-competitive games. Uh, the stuff I've been playing in the last year really are all like PVE 
player versus environment. Oftentimes, like Left 4 Dead or World War Z or I don't know, just something else where your KD is going to be like a thousand to one, you know? And yeah. uh, I, I guess I just don't want to put in the kind of time it takes to, to become competent at something like this. It's funny yeah. though, like I almost approached the other way because I played a couple years now. Like I started every, like for me, gaming, gaming was a hobby while I was in graduate school and school and just my life, right? Like, and I was doing work and life outside of gaming for forever. And what I always found relaxing about gaming was the super in-depth involvement. That's how I relax. Like I don't, my wife shuts off. She goes and watches a TV show. She relaxes, sits on the couch and lets something else take over. For me, like I want interactive and I want engaged. And what I actually found for that is most PVE games don't give you that enough for me. The only way I can get that real engagement is PVP. And the last couple of years have actually been the games I've been playing ended up being very challenging PVE games, but I got bored of all of them and moved on. And I'm actually really excited to be in a PVP environment again, even though I know I've seen that I've seen the graphs of like, um, like aging, like, like it's like male aging and like competitive gaming. And it's like, it just goes down over time. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not super like big on the competitive element. I certainly don't want my income related to like tournament performance. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm really enjoying the fact there's players on the end of this again. You know, they, I like the fact that when I fuck someone over, it's another person on the end of that. Yes. They say that it's, it's fun. Like, you know, like, like guys don't do well. I'll make it up like post 35 or something at these games. But I think a lot of like my experience in it anyway, is that it's really attitude. They act like it's reaction time and such. I don't think so. I, I think yeah, this is, is not a Twitch reflex game uh, so. for me in particular. Anyway, I think it's just like, I only want to play for 30 or 45 minutes and then I duck out and do something different. And like, that's, that's just my style of approaching games now. Whereas at like in my COD peak, for example, I'd, I'd want to be good. And um, now I, I, even... I, I really like games where if I'm doing well, someone else is doing poorly. Uh, like, I, I like the idea that their fun has been ruined, <laughs> that their time has been wasted. And, <laughs> and, and that as a result, I have profited. That's, that's why I really enjoy Rust so much is, you know, you, you raid somebody's base and you're just taking dozens and dozens of man hours and you're just devouring them and making them yours. And I'm, and I'm, I'm so a very related track. I'm a related track. This is interesting. So you go first, Woody. I, what I like to do in these PVE games, and, and last night I was the best version of me. I'm not always pulling this off. I'll play like, like there's six difficulty levels. I'm on four, which is kind of hard. And I go and I see my teammates you can tell by their level that they're not very experienced. And then like, I'm like 187 or something. And these guys are in the 30s. Years old or sorry? This is my level in game. So 187. Oh, gotcha. And they're like 32. And they're, the point is, they don't have the time in this that I do. And I'm like, oh, if this goes right, I'm going to backpack the fuck out of these guys. And that's my version of fun. And uh, Sorry, like, I'm not even familiar with the term. What is backpack the fuck out of someone? That means I am carrying you. I, oh, like, okay. You would okay. never I get through this level gotcha, without gotcha, gotcha. a guide like me. And yeah. uh, the, the class I run, my, I've leveled up all the classes now so I can run anything I want. And uh, I run a fixer. And it has this thing where I can throw this masking grenade into a crowd of zombies and rescue you while, every, while all hell is breaking loose. I have like five seconds to go in, pick you up, slaughter the crowd, and save your day. And that is, that's my version of fun. Hmm. No, yeah. no. I like finding out <laughs> yeah. where you live. <laughs> I, like, I like stalking you back to your home and watching you from some bushes. And we talking and to my IRL about or Rust here? 
Both. Does it, both. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, 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 I exactly like, the same. I like going to bed at 7 p.m. because we're going to wake up at 1 a.m. and we're going to start mining sulfur. And we're <laughs> not going to stop mining sulfur until about 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to craft all of that sulfur into explosives. And then we're going to go over your base when everybody's asleep because y'all got schools and jobs and shit. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> and we're going to blow a hole in your roof and sneak inside. And we're going to murder you with jackhammers with glee in our eyes. And then we're going <laughs> to scoop up all of your delicious loot take it back to our base trip after trip in a little mini gyrocopter. And then we're coming back because we're not done yet. We're going to wall off the hole we made. We're going to wall off your doors. We're going to make it so you can never use your base again. And we left mo- some of the loot, the stuff we didn't want, but you can never access it again because mm-hmm. we walled it all off with, with, with stone and steel. I had a moment last night where the guy was surrounded by hundreds of zombies. It was hopeless, and doors were closing, separating that aspect of the map. And I threw in the grenade, got in there. They're writing in the chat, the key has a death wish. And it's like, no, I have a life wish, and it's his. And I wish to keep him alive, and I got it done. And it was, uh, that's my, like, uh, the, my favorite moments in gaming. I... I see. I'm much closer to Kyle than you, Woody. A little different <laughs> than Kyle, but very close in some sense. I really like the challenge of starting on even footing and then uh, and then beating someone, like building, like especially if it's complicated and building, right? I like the fact that the cumul- the cumulative impact of a dozen or a hundred or a thousand decisions over time advance me incrementally compared to somebody else, and that ends in a result. That and like that, my, my go ahead. That's rust to such an nth degree. Like everybody starts literally with their cocks hanging out naked. Like rock, you've got a rock in your hand. That's your only tool and your fucking pussy or your dick is hanging out. You're completely naked and you go from there. And the people who work harder get ahead. And like as much fun as it is, as it is to raid somebody, my, my, the most fun I think I ever had, I happened to walk into my office at like 6 a.m. in the morning. I woke up just, just randomly. I woke up in the middle of the night and I, I come in here to to get something i don't even remember something was on this desk that i wanted like some alka seltzer or a headache pill pill or something and i and and there's i can see on my screen it says raid blocked one minute which basically means that combat has been initiated in my vicinity and for the next 60 seconds things like teleporting away from this position are disabled that only happens if somebody's blowing into my goddamn base and i'm just like oh 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 they're on my base. They've, they've done that thing I was describing. They have, they have built up enough explosives and guns and ammo, which takes hours and hours and hours to go into my base, and they're doing it. And I look, and there's only three people online in a 150-man server. I'm one of them. The other two are on my roof right now throwing C4 onto it, and I'm just getting suited up. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger commando when he lands on the island. I'm fucking putting my face paint on. I'm fucking putting my Rambo knife in. I'm Get getting loaded to fucking go. And I wait, and all of a sudden a hole appears in the roof, and I'm just like grenade launcher, just thump, thump, thump. They're, both of them are dead. I have all of the loot they brought, and I instantly seal the holes they've made. And I see them both log off. They both log off and they never come back to the server again. That's so satisfying. Yeah. It's so satisfying. In Rust, okay. it doesn't look like the defender has a huge advantage over the attacker. You oh, think yeah, he does? Advantage. Massive advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spawn here. This is where guys, I'm from. Do you guys know Eve I, Online at all? Uh, I've watched a lot of videos about it and I've seen the crazy shit that's gone down over the years, like like the so ridiculous betrayals. Game. 
a long time ago I used to play that game. I still think it's probably my favorite all-time gaming moments when we're in, we're in uh, Eve. And I, I got to tell you, just, just if you want to like talk about like a difference in like gaming mentality, uh, Woody, I used to um, my first billion I made in Eve. First of all, I used to pay. Eve was a pay-to-play in the sense that you paid a monthly, mm-hmm. and I used to pay my monthly. You could pay in Eve your monthly subscription via in-game currency. Okay. And I used to make my in-game currency. It's the only game I've ever been to do this in, uh, not exa- exactly that, but the only way I've ever had this exact experience by pirating and ransoming people. This is not. This is. This is. And I'm not joking. This is. Was this wasn't exactly supported by the game, but it nevertheless was possible in the game. It would be people who would be doing PVE, right? They would be doing PVE in their expensive PVE spaceships. And they were very like fancy, fancy spaceships with lots of very expensive components. And if you blew someone up in that in that game, a portion of the components dropped of their of their their thing. And I would I designed this ship, and this this was really fun in E. There's so much diversity of ships in there. You could do all sorts of crazy things. I designed this ship as like a submarine. It would drop these fucking sensor probes, and I'd have to find the people in their mission. It might take me 20 minutes, half hour to find them in this mission, pinpoint it. Literally triangulation of dropping probes in a fucking mm-hmm. 3D environment to pinpoint their location. And there was like a dozen ways they could get away. Like when I entered the mission, I would become visible for half a second on a directional scanner. So if they're paying real good attention, they might catch me. Mm-hmm. But I had stealth, I had cloaking on this ship. So like <laughs> I'd get uncloaked for a second and then I'd burn away from this location to get off that again. And then I'd land and they'd be like 90 kilometers away and I'd have to get within 15 kilometers to prevent them from warping out. So I'd sneak up super slow because I'm cloaked and they can't burn any like propulsion mods, like st- stalking them as they're in their mission, oblivious to this. And then as I get a little bit closer, I got to now kill them and fight them. I got to beat them mm-hmm. because if I can't beat them, I can't get them to, to I can't get their stuff. So now I got to fight them in this ship that's designed for stealth and sneaking and probing. I got to design a ship that can beat their mission ship. And then finally, when I when they realize they're dead, I have to communicate with them quick enough to ransom them. I have to guess the amount of money their ship is worth, tell them an amount of money that they need to transfer to my account that I'll let them go. That is both more than I would make if I blew up the ship and less than they would lose if they didn't pay. <laughs> and then I have to do all this all the time while their friends are they're they're desperately sending out invites to their friends to come help them and save them. <laughs> and people are showing up, and that's how I made my first billion in Eve. And like for me, it was like I would be sitting there like your psychology you know, degree I, did come in handy for this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. That was just like the most fun experience ever of doing that. Like the satisfaction of like netting this whale of like this insanely expensive ship that some guy had put out there in some stupid position and doing that to it was just so amusing it's so good such a great game <laughs> that does sound fun but you know what the defender has a massive advantage massive advantage okay this is where we're from you know this is our base but they, they can have, put spawn points right outside your base uh theirs are different though like like, like uh we can have multiple beds spread out so that we spawn uh almost instantly like our, our spawns can come more rapidly and from from various locations even if they build what's called a raid base like they build their own base just outside of our reach they've still got a, a ways to come because we put external tool cupboards which prevent them from being mm-hmm. within a certain perimeter of each tool cupboard and there might be 30 of those outside each of them protected by steel or stone, depending how rich you are. And like, like they spawn out there and we spawn in here. And if we just break their, their, their raid base is probably pretty rudimentary. It's, it's probably just a, a rectangular two or three story building. We're trying to make a profit. Our, our base is that, well, it, materials are worthless at, 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 a, at, a, at a certain point. It's like, yeah, I've got hundreds of thousands of stone. I've got hundreds of thousands like of effort, like to set it up. It just takes too long to set up a base out there. Would you remove their base, for example, if they were building some elaborate shit right outside your base? It would just be ridiculous for them to like, like that's just sort of the meta is to build a really you want to be quick. 
you want to have your their, your raid base up. It, it, it expediency is very important. Like you want to get this things as soon as you start raiding. Raiding is very loud. You're shooting rockets and using explosives, and you can hear them from an extreme far distance on the map. And if you hear somebody else raiding, the risk reward of trying to counter raid is off the charts. It's like all right, we might lose our guns and armor, but we might gain explosives. Explosives are the most um, labor intensive thing in the game. Like to make one rocket might literally take. 10 i don't know i don't know how many man hours three four man hours a rocket or something like that when you average it all out because there's also so if someone's raiding they're walking around with a fat wallet and it attracts yes. all the other sharks do you ever yes. play do you ever play shadow bane no okay another very similar they had um all player constructed um environments and player constructed economies and uh you you could you could you could bane it was called you baned it made it vulnerable to attack and you could break that stuff down but I had another, another just very quick one, one of these stories. So in Shadowbane leveling, right? Like there's this very expensive thing that could drop. It was like, a, it was called a ruin or something like this. It was an attachment to your character. It was not, it was non-replaceable. And uh, this, all the final character builds required this thing, right? And uh, I used to, on this server, I, I played on a PVP server on this. And it was, I played a, in a guild that was hostile to the entire server. So you couldn't level. So what you did is by leveling is you create, when you created a, a new guild character, that's hostile to the entire server, meaning everyone just yeah. hates you. Yeah. Our, the whole point of this was that you're hostile to everybody so that no matter when you log on or when you're playing, you always get player versus player combat, which okay. is the fucking rush of the game, right? So, so to level characters in that game, you had to, you had to smurf. You had to smurf. You had to basically get accepted into other guilds on a new character, level up, then leave the guild, and then fight that guild later. And what I had for that, I did that, you had, and you leveled a lot of characters in this game. So there's a lot of different like contingency things, especially if you're a little tiny guild fighting everybody, you need your siege character, you need your base breaker character, you need your raider character, right? So you had to have all these characters leveled. So uh, when I would level with this, I'd level, I'd join a guild and I leveled a thief to the top. And this, in this game, you could actually pull out of another player's inventory with a thief. And I leveled a thief. And as I was leveling my new character in this guild, uh, if one of these ruins would drop in the group I was in, I would disconnect, log on to my thief, and then steal that ruin, and then go back and log <laughs> on to my other friends. Kind of keeper. They weren't my friends. They were, were the, they were the host <laughs> guild. This was like the cuckoo in the fucking nest here. This was, they were the people getting me to my position so I could go back to my friends to keep playing the fucking game I was playing. But like, I don't understand how this joining a guild works. I, I, like, you have to join a guild and then backstab them? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't get it. Wait, well, to, because because all the because this was this was a pure PvP game on the on this server, right? Mm -hmm. So all the there were there was the ways to level was the the efficient way to level was essentially to group level with a, with area of effect spells and healers in a in a concentrated experience group on these very specific spots across the world, and because it was a player built world in the sense that all the buildings and castles and fortifications were constructed there, guilds controlled these leveling spots. So if you were some small guild that everyone hated on the server, you didn't have access to these leveling spots. It would take me 10 or 15 or 100 times longer to level a character without access to these spots than it would take them to level that character. Mm. So to get that character level in any sort of reasonable amount of time required I join their guild and be part of their guild long enough to so do that. So what was the social contract in allowing you into the guild? Did they think that your friends yeah there was some guy who was throwing these special grenades that would protect me from the enemy and he was telling me you need to live and I do need to and then at the end result of that, it'd be like, but now I'm going to leave your guild and fight you for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that aspect. And Rust has that a lot. People don't like it. And one of the things the Rust has an in-game chat. So if someone it's called inciting, like if you uh, if you join someone's group, 
and you betray them because you you end up with like access codes and that sort of thing. Everything's locked behind a key or a code. Yeah. And if you have those codes, you can essentially wait till nobody's around and you can just walk out with everything that's valuable. And some, some items are just so valuable that 10 of them are more valuable than everything else in the base. Like, oh, you've got, you got 10 semi-automatic rifles. Big fucking deal. I took 10 rockets. You know, it, it, the rockets are just so valuable. C4 is so valuable. It's it, the, the amount of time you have to, you have to mine ore, let sulfur ore and turn that into gunpowder. And gunpowder is, is sulfur ore plus, plus charcoal. So you got to burn wood to make the fucking charcoal. And then yeah. once you have the gunpowder, once you have the gunpowder, you got to make explosives and to make explosives. You need fuel. You need this low grade fuel to mix with the gunpowder. And yeah, now you, right now you don't need any of those things. All you need to do is be the apex predator because what you have is you have a whole set of people who do all those stupid things and even <laughs> mining asteroids and putting alloys together and shit like, this. yeah, yeah, I could do that or I could kill you and take your shit. Like, exactly. There's, a, there's one way that's a lot more fun and a lot easier and a lot quicker. Inside in, time. in Minecraft wasn't highly respected, but it would happen to people. Now the Minecraft, we had customers of all ages at Woodycraft, but sometimes they'd be young. And uh, in in Minecraft, the spawners were the thing that were so valuable. And the spawners, when a creeper drops, it dies, and there's a chance it'll drop a uh, piece of gunpowder. And with that, you can build more explosives and raid people, or you could sell it and then buy anything you want at the store. So when people got incited, like <laughs> there were people that would come to us with tears, right? And they're 13 years old. And yes. not only have their last, like, 200 hours been wasted weeks but they've lost a friend a person they considered a friend stabbed them in the back and took you know i'll make it up like 20 spawners and stuff and uh we would we would be that was one of the reasons i think woodycraft was successful it's like all right they took all your stuff it's, i'll tell you it's what the human relationship you lost 20 yeah. spawners we're going to give you five or eight to get you back on your feet again. I've never seen that happen in a, in a Rust server. Oh, they're like, it they're like bro, get the admin or the, the mod will be in the chat sometimes. And they'll be like, bro, get fucked. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, like they might be older or just crueler, but we would, you know, just, uh, and I think it this was even good business. Lessons. These I think, are valuable lessons you're I, learning. There. I think not only was you. it nice, but it was good business, right? Because if these guys yeah. just get fucked. Well, then they don't want to play there anymore. Welcome to Rust is a very common phrase. That gets used a lot. <laughs> like, like any complaint that somebody has, it's yeah. usually answered with "Welcome to Rust, dummy." Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is this is how it goes. What about like your neighbors in Rust? Like like the relationship you have your neighbors can be so like one way or the other. Like we'll have neighbors where it's like, oh, if if Pete calls and needs help, we're gonna go. You know, I'm, I've added him on Discord. If he needs help, we'll go help Pete. Now, if we ever get a chance to raid Pete when he's not online and we have enough explosives, of course, we're going to rob Pete blind. But I like Pete. I, 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 and we have a non-aggression pact. We won't shoot each other on sight. Sometimes yeah, but you've I got love a neighbor. That because there's, there's this, that's a social interaction. That gets, Eve was like that, too. Eve had elaborate webs of alliances and betrayals and like corporate espionage and every every group worth its salt in that game had spies in other people's discords and names they could log in to get in on their fleet comms as these things were happening as these operations were happening and it was like it's the meta portion of it right it's like you built this game and the game supports it and then look at what people when they're all their fucking brilliance do with that yeah. and the things they build and the systems are not they're not nice systems they're not like your your 13 year old is gonna get burned he's gonna get hurt but it's like the end result of it was this fucking environment where you're in where it's just like everything was so 
so epically ridiculous in what you could do with that, right? And exactly, like we had huge, like we could get in a point where um these these mission ganks sometimes would escalate and they'd drop capital warships on me and I'm in some like cruiser, right? So this is a capital ship. There's no way I can do that. Capital ships are extraordinarily expensive. From their perspective, they're just swatting a fly with like a sledgehammer, right? Mm -hmm. But my response to that was to develop relationships where I could call for help. If I got some capital warship grabbed on me, I would keep it busy long enough that we could counter gank it with something ridiculous and they would lose even more on that. And that's exactly right. Like a, a, a corp that I might not be friendly with, but it's like, hey, you want to get a cap kill tonight? Like we can get you a cap kill tonight. Like that. It's just love that. I love that. I love yeah, that. it's yeah, neat. It's fun. It's cruel. It's mean. It's it, it, like there's stakes in here. And I, I uh, it's it's Hunger Games. It's a, Kyle, it's you and I against the rest of these guys until some point where it's you and I against you and I. But let's not talk about that right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And, and, and like I've had 100% like symbiotic relationships with strangers, you know, be like, like, look, man, we're the low guys in the totem pole. We got to get rid of that neighbor or he's just going to get to a point where he just smushes us both like bugs, you know, like, let's go get him and you, let's pool our resources. And we'd literally do that. Like, like, look, I got. 8,000 gunpowder. How much do you have? And he's like, well, I got 4,000. I was like, all right, well, you throw in three AKs and we'll go together tonight. And, you know, m my four guys and his four guys work our asses off for five hours straight and then we go get them. And the end result is literally children on the other end crying. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> fucking sad. It's like, wait a minute, we're worried about actual children? Fuck these losers. Fuck them. <laughs> you know what? I'm staying up another five hours. I'm just going to spawn kill them every time they spawn back <laughs> in. I'm not letting them back in their base. Just just the cruelty in Rust is so much fun. That's why but, I prefer And I've been on the receiving end plenty of times. Yeah, plenty of times. Yep, for sure. I've been sure. I've been station camped for hours in Eve where I can't, I can't undock. If I undock, I'm going to be locked, blown up. And like yeah. in Eve, like all your losses were very fun. Like you could you could directly financially equate those. I mean, I used to fly ships that were in the hundreds of dollars worth of do literally hundreds of dollars in cost of those ships, and I would lose those from time to time. Yeah, that shit is like, well, I'm not fucking around. Like, I, but again, like huge adrenaline rushes off these really big highs in this game. Really, like it was in, in a game that was impactful. I felt that emotionally and I had a blast doing it. Made some is really there, cool friends with that. So. Is there a chat where you can rub it in when you like take somebody's stuff? Like, like so even had killboards. So any and they, a lot of them are automated, but this was a big prestige thing for corporations and for uh, like groups. Basically, you'd have an Eve killboard, and like your killboard would show your KDR on that, and it would show like the stuff that you had killed. And then like if your ship blew up, you would show the modules fitted to it, so people could find your fittings out. And a lot of this game was like counterfeiting the other person. So you're like, shit. Well, I'm running, you know, X Y Z, and they've got the counter to that. I need to switch this up and change my group. And it was super fun. Yeah. The the closest thing to that would be like some of the servers for like two or three dollars you can buy an airdrop and an airdrop is usually kind of garbage like you might get a a, a mid-grade weapon or something like that but if you're like primitive like an mp5 is like oh my god we just went from a bow and arrow to mp5 we're so happy and like i said they're two dollars and fifty cents each on a lot of servers and somebody would call in four of them and we go take all four of them and it'd just be like an all chat like we just took ten dollars off of you keep them coming and they just get so salty because we just took 10 real world dollars off of you. And I know it's just $10. I don't but understand. How are these things costing real world dollars? I missed the connection between. Because of the, because, you know, because sometimes a lot of times there's either a secondary market or a direct market in these games. So like the secondary market might be like a character at XYZ level sells for this hundred dollars. Or mm -hmm. a, if you have components in that game, like a weapon or a ship or a module or something, this might sell for XYZ dollars. So you get very cl clear on this. If there's a rare drop that is part of the economy of that game, it has a financial value attached to it very quickly, especially if there's a currency to game. Yeah. If it's like a pay to play game and there's a currency to. What? um. 
Why isn't there more, um, you know, the, the ship of the cargo ship when you go out and you sort of kill all the scientists and get loot? Uh, it seems like no one does that. See, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, in, in Rust? In Rust, yeah. In Rust, there's a mechanic where a cargo ship comes by. It's filled with yeah. treasure. You can take your little boat out to it, hop on the ladders, climb up, kill the scientists inside, and get your treasure. It looks super fun and profitable, but I don't see many videos on it. Um, I think that when it first came out, like, like, like so that's called a monument. It's uh, any. It's sort of a um, an in-game area that includes non-playable characters that um, can also be, you know, countered by other human beings. Um, and it's it's usually a big risk-reward type scenario. We did it a lot. Um, I think that it's probably the reason you don't see videos is probably because it's one of the older monuments. It came out like two years ago or something like that. And recently, you probably would have seen a lot of um, oil rig gameplay because that was the newest. Um, monument it's where you just take the boat out to us one of two oil rigs there's a medium size one and a large size one and you fight off the scientists and I've you, and you get yeah. quite a bit of loot and the newest thing is the excavator i think that just came out uh that that's a little bit different kind of a monument but we did the cargo run anytime we could i can solo cargo i can i can do mm -hmm. cargo by myself with with like medium tier gear fairly easily um and it's an it you come back with so much loot that you're just, your your inventory is just brimming with you know really expensive <laughs> yeah, stuff. It looks fun. Stevie, the Rust player, need you to show me the excavator. I'm curious if you're out there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the newest thing. It's um, this um, is I don't an know excavator a like um a traco. That's that we're talking. Um, about? it's more like an ex excavation facility, like the biggest, like like the kind you might see on Mega Machines on the Discovery Channel, like like one of those gargantuan, like fully industrial huge dig site type things where uh, and i think you feed it a certain amount of fuel and it fee it gives you back a certain amount of whatever kind of ore you want um but uh but yeah the 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 cargo ship i you know we'd run that as many times as we possibly could um yeah. and, because it's just such good loot it's such you know it's it's level three loot tier three loot you know things like explosives and bolt action rifles and ak-47s and not to mention all the little the scrap and other random shit that you would get, and it's easy. It's easy. You're killed. The NPCs in Rust are fucking garbage for the most part, which is fine. I don't care about NPCs one way or the other. They're uselessly. They're they're. It's a different type of game, right? And I, I I I'm I'm constantly looking for the next round of MMO that will do this for me in the same way that Eve did it for me, that Shadowbane did it for me, that Asheron's Call did it for me a million years ago. This type of thing, right? And I'm hoping it's like Crowfall. There's like two that I'm keeping my eye on this year. Crowfall, and I've forgotten the other one's name right now. That, uh, that I hope one day will get there because I'm really, really looking for another sandbox MMO PPP game because it's just yeah. so good. I would like to get in on one from the ground floor. Yeah. Like, 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 like I, I've to read, build, I, that, like, build the super, like, whatever corp of like super, like, you know, into it PVPers who are, yeah, I know those have been so. Like, I've know. watched a lot of Eve gameplay and I've watched like 45 minute videos where they tell a story about a big, like, bamboozle or, or, or you know, like, 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 we we did this this and that and by the end we took it all mm -hmm. and it's just like oh my god that sounds incredible like I, I i i only understand the concept like like tentatively and yet i'm i'm blown away that you did that i get it like i i get the the, the skill the skill and the effort required and i and i can yeah, but I like can... you see like the whole like spectrum of human like i remember both in shadowbane and in e there were legitimate businessmen in that game like people who were big portions of that economy and as a pirate or a PvP or like a ganker or whatever you want to call what I used to do in those games, 
they would have lucrative side businesses with us. And you would see like the full spectrum of humanity there, right? Like they are a legitimate businessman. They make like, they are on the one hand are opposed to the ganking of XYZ. But on another hand, they sell to our market. They are like our primary providers of arms and like the rest of it, because like, it was just like, it was, it was just, you saw people in that game, which was super fun. So, hmm. anyway. so what do you, I, I, um, I got a text message from you last night. Um, I believe it was <laughs> last night. And it was, it said something like, I almost died today. Um, guess it's a good thing I have uh, a second uh, parachute. Um, oh, yeah. Your reply was the greatest. You, Kyle, I, I was like, almost died tonight. It's a good thing I carry two parachutes. And Kyle goes, yeah, it's a good thing you didn't. That uh, Who died? Uh, oh, yeah. The, the King of Random. Yeah, uh, the King of Random would have stolen your thunder. That. He has 11 million subs. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> if, if you had died last night, nobody would no have No one would care. No, it. <laughs> it would have been nothing. It would have been, it would have been a blip. He's like, uh, the King no. of Random, 11 million subscribers died today in a paramotor incident. Also, it's sunny in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. In other news, Don, how's it going down there on the street? Oh, wonderful. You should skip right over you. You'd have been a footnote. But I, when I you die, you need to die all alone. I like yeah. the way you're thinking. Yes. I um, What I did is that I almost died. I hit the ground. And within like 60 seconds, I was vlogging about it. And I put it on so we could watch it together. I'm the only one who's seen this. Okay. Um, it's four minutes long, but I think it's kind of interesting. I, I'll watch it. I want to see your po post almost. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you could try to turn the camera on a little earlier next time too. <laughs> I, I had it on <laughs> for the crash, but the battery died. I, I have like the first 20 seconds so of the clearly run. extra weight, extra parachute, necessary missing weight, extra battery. <laughs> I'd rather see you die than keep you alive. Come on, we need that battery. Are you guys ready for this? I'm yeah, I'm ready to zero. All right, ready, set, play. Oh my god! So this just happened like one minute ago. I thought I'd record while the feeling was fresh. I am 100% okay. It wasn't even that hard a landing, but. I was trying a helico, something I've tried about, I don't know, maybe uh, 75 times before. The risky acro move. And uh, the reason I thought I'd be okay on a motor is like, even if I have a bad helico, it seems to go okay. I find tail slide and it's all cool. A safe exit. But I don't know, maybe it's the extra inertia on the motor, but... I, uh, I didn't keep up with the spin of the heli. So I found myself in a riser twist. Now I've had like a half riser twist, I don't know, 15 times, like 10 times. It's not that big of a deal. But if you imagine yourself on a, uh, on a, um, a swing, like a playground swing, and like the first half twist is really hard to accomplish, then after that, twirl 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 easy and that's kind of what happened and it was like spiraling and the twist was getting worse but I was way up high like 3,500 feet which is pretty high when I started this move and uh, I was like I've got some time to sort this out I can fix it I can fix it and I really didn't want to throw the reserve which probably is the wrong mindset but uh, people I get worked hurt at it and on worked reserve. at it and tried to get it untwisted and I'm like, it's getting worse, not better. 
and I don't know how many twists I got up to, but you might call it seven. And at one point it started rotating fast. And like now my wing's not flying, I'm kind of spiraled down, nose down. So I was like, heck with this, you know, I'm throwing the beamer. So I take heck my right hand reserve and I take it and, and I did a good toss. I wish I had it on camera, but I've seen so many tosses and I did once in a SIV course, thanks Gabe. <laughs> and uh, so I pulled it, got a grip on it and tossed it out wide and it got tangled in the risers. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> if, I, if I throw this other reserve, I'll have no more reserves. <laughs> but it still seemed like a good idea. So I took my square, which was uh, an Independence Ultra Cross, I think, something like that. Ultra Cross for sure. And I uh, left-handed, you know, get it free, toss it far. And um, I didn't actually get a visual on what happened. But all of a sudden, boom, it pulled me. And uh, <laughs> and uh, then I knew that, well, then I didn't know. I had traded one problem for another. I, when I threw a reserve in training, I actually hit the water really hard. So I was nervous about how rough a ride it would be. And I saw myself coming to the ground, and you can only estimate it so well. And I was like, I think this is going to be all right. And... Uh, as I got real close, I was like, I might even try to nail this, like stay on my feet. Well, that wasn't meant to be. I, I kind of hit feet and then cage. And then I found myself laying on my back on the prop. Like a turtle. And I'm like, that wasn't bad. That was okay. So one, I'm really glad I had two reserves. If you're going to do, if you're going to make questionable decisions, you got to have two reserves. And uh, two, I guess I'm just glad I'm okay. Yeah. All right. I need. I need like. A, okay. I need a translation. Yeah. Like, I got about a third of that. Maybe two thirds. If I'm Maybe really generous. <laughs> so what's okay? A reserve is clearly something when something goes wrong. But why is one reserve better? Why is two better than one? And why do you throw your reserve? What are okay. you doing with that? What does that mean? So, paramotoring looks a little like parachuting, but you have a fan on your back, a prop, with that propulsion. <laughs> yeah, you you can stay going, right? Sure. I'm doing this acro move. So what you're telling me is you have a parachute and a fan. Yes. Yeah. It's called okay. a paraglider. It's different in that it's not meant to descend. It's meant to fly. But it looks yeah, okay. like a parachute. Gotcha. And I have a prop on my back. And with that, I can fly all over the place and have a good time. So what prop I did is... I, for propeller. Yes. So okay. what I did is I flew really high, which gives you sure. time to sort out problems if something goes wrong. And I practiced yep. an acro move, an acro, like an aerobatics move. And sure. uh, you know that so you scene kind of like, where you drop it? You kind it? of learn to do a somersault in the sky. Yeah, yeah. But this okay. particular one involves like spiraling down. So the wing is flat, but it's turning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've done it without a motor a bunch of times, with a motor a couple of times, but I just sort of upgraded wings to something more advanced and it spins faster. And to my surprise, the wing spun fast and the pilot didn't. So... Imagine being on a swing set, but the whole contraption mm -hmm. swings and, the, and the, the swinger himself doesn't keep up. And like mm -hmm. I said in the video, I'm calling them risers, but you could call them the swing set chains. Mm -hmm. um, the first half twist is pretty resistant. Like you can keep up, but then once it gets fully twisted, well, the other twists come easily. And when that happened, it started pulling in the wing and then I get in what's called a nose down spiral. So I'm just like, I don't know how to, how to demo it, but I'm, Facing down, it's the fastest you can go down. 
and it's spinning and it's a big problem and it's pulling a lot of G's. Uh, people die from this. One of the bigger killers. Someone just died from it a few days ago. And uh, she was a professional pilot. Like she didn't just suck, but she blacked out and stayed in that nose down spiral all the way to the ground. And a reserve is a parachute. So I, I, I took my reserve parachute and I threw it. But because I'm spinning around like that, it got caught up in the wing or the lines. Connected so the to goal the is wing. to throw it. Then it, it like what deploys and pulls you out or something exactly. like this. Exactly. You throw yeah. it. The parachute you're trying to get, catches, What are you trying to get out from under? Your, why, why is it a throw as opposed to something else? So it's attached to your hip. He's deploying it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's okay. attached to your side. It's there all the time in case something bad happens. And you pull it off and you toss it far. And then when it gets to the end of the line, the, it's called a diaper, but the bag that it's held in goes away and it catches air and inflates. So yeah. it's a little you know, wad of fabric at first, but as soon as some air gets into it, it's folded in a particular way to make it catch air and expand. Sure. He's heading toward the ground at about 50 miles per hour and he's trying to slow that down so he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm familiar with the general idea of parachutes. Yeah, I'm going, yeah. I, I actually have some telemetry on my phone. I was going down at 3,300 feet per minute. I don't know, I didn't do the calculation on that. But yeah. um, too fast. 3,300 feet per minute. So, uh, and this is similar to Kyle. This is like your parole. You have to do this. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. This was, this was entirely voluntary. 38 yeah. miles per hour. 30 okay. miles per hour. All right. 238. No, 38. So it's, it's too fast. to hit. It's, it's survivable if you're lucky, but it's easily fatal. Yeah. I, I think that's about right. And, uh, the first reserve got tangled in the wing because it's spinning around and we've got this big problem. And then the second reserve you, I threw... You cut it? Or is it like, how does it not then there, tangle? There wasn't back? a lot of time. I spent a lot of time trying to sort the wing out, trying to get the wing to fly again. To un I said there were seven twists in there. Um, I got them all out but one. And I don't know why, but the last twist was just so locked in there. I think it has to do with the G's pulling it apart. It just... It wouldn't let go. Yeah. And uh, so that last twist, I, I couldn't undo it. Threw my reserve, got stuck in the wing and the lines leading to it. Threw my second reserve and it worked. You're supposed to do a, a PLF. So when you fall, you kind of fall like feet, knees, hip, shoulder, and, and distribute that uh, across your body. But I was going so straight down that I felt like I couldn't make that work. And I, I kind of just went feet and then... You'd call it butt, but I'm wearing the paramotor, so it hit mm -hmm. the cage and it's a little bent up. So I might bend it back so, and I might replace it. So what did Jackie have to say about all this? <laughs> yeah. You show her that video? We've been feeding in the details yeah, <laughs> over time. Over been trickling information. Yes. Like, 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 at first, at first it, just like, hey, I bent the frame a little. Yeah, at first it was like, uh, so in the field, farmers came by. And they were expecting to find a body. And, uh, you know, they were like, you were coming down fast. And I'm like, it wasn't that fast. Because I'm thinking about the last 100 feet when the reserve <laughs> worked. But uh, they're thinking about the rest of the descent. And they took me to the road. And they, I was going to have Jackie pick me up at the side of the road. But then they offered to drive me all the way home. And they, they almost That insisted. seemed better than like, they were waking really nice. the wife. Yeah. Well, she was up. I mean, it was like 7 p.m. But, um, uh. Yeah, so yeah, I, 
not quite not really waking her i meant she's yeah. oh, anyways she's picked me up a couple of times before but it's usually motor problems like hey honey i landed in a farm you know like i, I got it going but i don't trust it i want to really do you know look it over in the garage can you can you pick you know, grab the truck and drive me home there have been a couple of those hey it started raining the yeah, sure. I, so when she when I asked her for a pickup, it wasn't immediately like, man, I threw my reserve, it didn't work. I threw my other reserve, and thank God, like, you know, that's not how we. Because the text message I got was, I almost died today. Mm. <laughs> I bet yeah. that's not the message Jackie got. No, <laughs> no. The she got was a lot. Hey Jackie, messy. you know that that life insurance policy? <laughs> it almost just paid off. <laughs> <laughs> a little rougher than normal. I want to ride, a ride back if you're not busy. <laughs> no. So uh, we got the ride back, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like I think she might have known I threw the reserve when I got home, but like I don't think she realized the, the brown stains in the back of your pants. <laughs> it just kind of like I, I sort of trickled in, just like how bad it was and how close it was, and that um, it was. It's a weird feeling, like that night, right? So I'm at home, everything's settled in, all my gears in the garage, and like I'm okay. And in my head I'm like, my like it's just normal. Like all my friends have processed it, said, Oh, thank, I'm glad you're okay. And now they're living their lives. It's trash night. How am I supposed to process trash night right now? <laughs> <laughs> like I j- just do it? Like <laughs> Like, okay, I guess. Like, it, to me, a really monumental thing happened last night. And to everyone else in the world, it's just a footnote. And I have a friend who's thrown a reserve twice, but two different flights, not, not one in one flight like me. And uh, I, so I've been on the other side of this, and it's just like, yeah, you know, Johnson's good at throwing reserves. That's, you know, he's got a knack for it, I guess. It, it, like, it's not that I don't care. I care a lot, but... It like my life wasn't diverted like his was. He had a near death experience, and now I'm on the other foot. The other. Shoe. I'm glad you made it. Can you imagine? It you would just have, be me and Filthy. Yeah, that's here. what I was thinking. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual tension would be extreme. Our shirts would be off on video. half an hour. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to record and release it. Absolutely. Uh, no. It'd be copyright it, or flag. This would be a whole different kind of show. Like, like we, we'd honestly just have to go play some Eve or something yeah, like that. That's right. Some point. We'd run out of stuff to talk about. Tonight's PKA yeah. will be found on RedTube. <laughs> <laughs> I I get out the hooks, the treble hooks, and I'd be I'd be oh. suspended in here like like, like I'd be like you're you just know. like a spaceship. <laughs> uh, I'd be like a model airplane hanging from a, a 13 year old's fucking ceiling in here. Just oh, you're right. It's so amazing. <laughs> I the packed euphoria. my own reserves. They're right back there. Like I haven't packed them yet. I have a, <laughs> like. I don't know. Like, again, like all day long, I've been in. I talked to um, a very experienced paraglider guy. He actually had had a serious injury, and he's like, you know, you're in that like post adrenaline kind of processing stage, and it's like, oh, he knows. Like, he gets it. He's probably been there half a dozen times, and uh, yeah, that's where I am. Like, I'm not fearful. I was fearful once when a f- friend got hurt. Like, I I kind of want to rematch. That's what happens when I got it. When I broke my leg. I, for eight weeks, you know, I did rehab and dreaming of a rematch. I, I want to get back there. I want similar conditions. I want the new me to try it. Um, 
but when my friend got hurt, like that, that really spooked me in, in a way that it doesn't happen personally. I don't know. I yeah. can't, I'm sort of getting my arms around the pretty close oh, call you had there, dude. I had my radio on and while I'm spinning 38 miles an hour headed to the ground, like I don't make it up six G something like that. What's playing in my ear set is that uh, Bonnie Tyler that I need a hero. <laughs> I need a hero wait, wait. to the end of the Is night. it literally playing? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the song that's that's going on in my. Is, when I picked oh up Colin God. today, the song was only two thirds through. Like I, I was like, I will forever associate that song with that nice. event. Yeah. He's gotta be strong and he's gotta be fit and he's gotta <laughs> yeah. be larger than life. And, and like, so I have a I have a helmet on and it's midway through, so it kind of got like tipped forward. And my vision's a little obscured. I can like see the shit in my lap. I need to sort out. And that song is blasting. And it was like literally encouraging to keep going. Like <laughs> there are lots of people who give up in this scenario. And like yeah, the coaches. If you had a different, if you'd had some Johnny Cash on, I woke yeah, right? up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head. But it didn't hurt. You'd be like, uh, well, just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah, that's I. I that song and that event are forever linked for me. That I need a hero <laughs> is the time I almost died. Oh, uh, that's good, man. I'm I'm glad you lived. I'm glad you lived. Me too. Um, well, thanks. I, I hope Taylor's okay. I'm I'm I hope I hope I hope everything's okay with him. You know, haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, we're yeah, a couple I hours think, in. Now. I think a family emergency generally is less it's, immediate life, like immediately life threatening than that most of the time. I mean, highways or dieways, man. You know, he had to drive. Yeah, and I guess he is moving faster than 38 miles per hour. I guess he was, I wasn't oh. thinking about, you know, granted he's not headed directly at the center of the earth. That is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, I got your message and I was like, God damn it, that is a ridiculous hobby he's chosen. <laughs> ridiculous. I've always, my dad and I have this conversation all the time because my dad was wanting to get into paramotors 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like 20 years ago, we we uh, we played poker with this guy who was into paramotors and he was like, "Yeah, I got this one for 10,000 and this one for 15." You know, it, like the 15 was a trike, I think maybe. Okay. And we were interested in the trike because we saw it as an aircraft essentially. It's like, sure. it's like why would I want to run when I could ride? And uh, we were we were so close to to getting one of those trikes and just have, you know, we got the land to land it and stuff like just like mm -hmm. you do and, and 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 we never did. So I tell him about it and I'm I'm like, "Yeah, he's got the He's got the backpack fan deal. And, uh, you know, he broke his, I told him about you breaking your ankle and everything mm -hmm. like that. And you know, he's always asking, does his ankle heal up okay? Sometimes you get a, sometimes you get hurt like that and you never heal up right. And I was like, I think he had a good surgeon. I think they, they fixed him up. He's like, that's dangerous. Man with a family like that, that's dangerous. He's and I'm like, wrong. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. I... I was like, Dad, weren't you driving race cars when I was four? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird that stuff. My yeah. dad did dirt bikes for a while when I was um again again he got back into motorcycles again as uh, as I was in high school or something. And then when I was out in college, he got into dirt bikes again. You know, he's probably in his early fifties, late forties around then, right? And uh, did so we were he was living in West Virginia then and brought, had a dirt bike and brought it up some hill and dropped it on his ankle and broke his ankle out by himself entirely in the middle of fucking nowhere on that and uh, hiked it back walked it back to his trailer put it on the trailer drove himself to the hospital and then had a number of surgeries on his ankle from that he's mm -hmm. like he was like i just he's like i just didn't look down didn't look, take off the boot was his thing for that but like that mentality of like these are hobbies these are like essentially things you're doing for fun 
And oh. at the same time, they're extraordinarily dangerous in some level. I like so the like, post-accident mentality or, or like I compare it almost to my like on the way down. Like, all right, we got a problem, but we got shit to do right now. You know, like I'm in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. I got I got to solve a thing right now. And yeah, your mindset changes instantly. Like, like, like you're just like, all right, well, we're in this mode now. You know, there's there's nothing for it. There's no there's only plan A. There's no B, C or D. It, there's there's one route out of this and, and it's time to fucking move forward. Like, like we're, funny, we're essentially I, animals. Like, like we know what to do. I, my yeah, in my case, so I went to C. Like plan A was to fix the wing, was to fly out of this thing, to get it untwisted. And I, I just tried that plan. Okay. Yeah, I, I follow now. I followed that plan. If I started at 3,300 feet, I followed that plan to about 1,000. And then it was like, well, it's not making any progress and it's time to throw the reserve. And when that reserve didn't work, you can pull on the lines that go to the reserve. And sometimes that'll help it like catch air. And just, if it just catches a little, it usually will catch a lot. And uh, I tried that plan briefly, call it five seconds. And I'm like, I'm going to reserve number two. And then that plan worked. So, <laughs> like, dude, maybe 1% of pilots carry two reserves. Like, it's mm. not a normal thing. You going up to three after this? I'm thinking about it. That's what I said. That, that was my text message. It. Like, maybe a third is in order. <laughs> no one, I've never even heard of three on a paramotor. Just, just it's one funny, though, your stress ankle. responses. Like, my wife's stress response and my stress response are so different. Like, she gets upset with me with my stress response. My stress response is essentially, like, truncate. Like, anything that's not important, get fucking rid of it. We don't care. There's not time for civility about this. There's not time for worrying about whose feelings we're hurting. Like, and, like, when it becomes, like, this is realistically something can get hurt or something like this. It's just like fucking truncate, like clear that shit off the, the table. Cause just focus on what's here and now. And then she's totally different. She like, she shuts down a lot more than I do for that. And I really wonder like how much of that is genetic or where it comes from for that. But it's interesting because like, you're sitting there in that moment being like, okay, like training clearly helped there. Like that's certainly something that made sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to focus on. But as you say, like people give up in that, like different people in different scenarios die from that same thing. And not because of a difference in training or skill, but a difference between how they physiologically or psychologically react to that scenario, which is so interesting. Training and, and um, one area where I'm lucky in like paramotoring and paragliding, I, I have a YouTube channel and, and because of that, I walked into paramotoring as one of the most famous paramotorists around. It's not a big, if you want to be at the top of your field, choose a small field. That's the secret. Sure. <laughs> but um, because I had a million subs before I started, like it made it easy. a lot of people who were like legends in this sport would give me time of day when maybe otherwise they wouldn't had. And I, I just have a lot of good mentors who've talked to me about this. And some of their voices were ringing in my head, you know, like th there's one guy, Chris Santa Croce is his name. And he encourages people, throw that reserve, throw that reserve. Today's a great day. You're going to see what the other part of your equipment looks like. Now reserves are a problem. People land, they break legs. They find themselves in the middle of a field with, bones sticking out of their skin like it's usually not the end of your problem it's just a different problem and uh so they like but i don't know i had mentors in my head and and he was telling a lot of people spiral to the ground we don't know why we don't know what they were thinking because they're dead but there's their story ends with that and it made me think like you know mine can't so what do we have yeah. here Chiz is saying that Twitch is aggressively banning any Twitch channel that is streaming the CNN Democratic debate, including uh, Hasanabi, uh, Destiny, and uh, Trihex. That's um, stupid. Yeah, it's it. Look, is it? it I want to hear your thoughts. Absolutely, is for some reason there's a licensing agreement to stream the fucking debate 
that's going to help determine who the next leader of this country is. And and and, and some, some, for some reason, it's behind a paywall instead of being out free for anyone and everyone on every single possible platform. This I don't thing have cable. Be- I don't have like I watched that on I watched that on CNN to start with, and then I actually switched afterwards because I'm like, fuck, I would like to watch. My wife was gone. I'd like to watch this. And when I switched to Destiny's channel and watched the end of that on Destiny's channel last night, that's yeah, fucked up. That he I have. Dead. I have CNN. I have it on Sling, Sling TV, so I can stream it, you know, through my Fire device, um, and I don't have to have a uh, basic cable or anything. And uh, I watched uh, the part one of the Democratic debates last night. I really enjoyed it. But I was thinking when I was watching it, it's bullshit that I have to like, like, like if I didn't have this, I literally couldn't watch it. This yeah, isn't this isn't, a Super this Bowl. isn't HBO's Game of Thrones. This is yes. fine. Like, like that. That I get it. You got to pay for that shit. This is. This is the these are the Democratic na- debates for our fucking potential next president. How is there, this not something? Sanders and Warren, Sanders and Warren up there talking about the one percent and and uh, the the forgotten Americans. Meanwhile, how many of the people that they're that they're like 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 calling out to to vote to them can't afford fucking cable? Can't afford CNN to even hear their fucking words? You're, it, you're, it, you're, you're winning me it. over. Before the show, I had the opposite stance. Uh, there's a YouTuber I watch. I think his name is. Matt Parker, Matt Pacman, something like that. He's a liberal, he's like a liberal Ben Shapiro. And uh, um, anyway, his channel got a copyright strike on it because he was live streaming the debates the first night of it. And I thought about, I was like, yeah, of course. I think I'm a little, um, whatever the opposite of like, um, what is that? Like authority figure rejection syndrome. Filthy, help me here. You're going to know it. The, I have uh, no fucking idea what you're talking uh, about. Anyway, okay. So I think that when I hear an official judgment, I tend to agree with it. You know? That's funny. I'm so the opposite. So okay. interesting. Oppositional defiance is what I was looking for. I'm the opposite okay. of oppositional defiance. And uh, I hear it and I'm like, well, that makes sense. I can see why they landed on that. Oppositional compliance. Yeah, perfect. Maybe I have oppositional compliance syndrome. And then I heard it and I thought, yeah. The, Matt Parker or Pacman was making the stance that he's like, hey, there's a lot of people who'd like to hear my thoughts on the debates, right? This might sound crazy to you, but there are a lot of people who would love to hear me be the commentator on these debates as they hear live. I have an audience and I'm doing a value add on, on top of the base of these debates. Therefore, it's, um, what do they call the free rights thing? Help me, free use, right? Something like free that. Use. And um, Well, uh, to be fair, I mean, everything I ever do on stream is streaming someone else's copyrighted material. I'm streaming a game and I'm adding... I- Hear you. But I, I would so, love there look, this might sound crazy to some of you, but there are people who'd love to watch the UFC with me, right? I, I could take the UFC, I could talk over it, I could give my own opinions on what's going on. Crack a joke, make a commentary, whatever. There there are some people out there who would watch it with me. But yeah, that doesn't sure. mean it's okay for me I'd to I'd love take to do that, the, by the way. Right. But we can't stream the UFC. Of course not. You know, like that's copyright. And and CNN said it. They literally talked to him and they said we spent millions putting this together. Like it it costs a lot for us to host these debates. You can't just have everyone watching it on Destiny. Yeah, but it's and the content. That's the difference. It's almost like these things should would, be done by the government instead of CNN, so that they're public uh, or some public institution. Content. I what take put them in fucking at, 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 at like the debate stage at Yale. Uh-huh, and and, uh-huh. and get get the fucking student AV club to put it on, and I'll still fucking watch. You think I give a fuck what Don Lemon has to ask? I don't give a fuck what Don Lemon has to ask. And I hate the way that they sort of 
so they're they're totally CNN's totally pushing their own narrative with this thing. They have chosen the people that they want to win this thing, and they're trying to 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 like make this guy attack that guy and this girl attack that mm -hmm. guy. They're like, so um, Mister Polling at one percent. Many people say that Bernie Sanders is a radical leftist who will only do this question. and that in the future. What do you think? And he's like, I, I wish he'd been like, I think you're a terrible host and you're a, you're a menace to the democratic process. I, I wish that's what he'd who said. Who said that? I, like, Elizabeth Warren said that. Right, they, they were like, she was like, there are advertisers on this show that don't want that, that want the government to play like this, and they're like, stop talking, Elizabeth Warren, your your time is up, let's move on. Right. I, I, like, like they asked Buttigieg, you know, like, so you're the youngest, uh, you know, um, contender or whatever, you know, for 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 president. Bernie Sanders is the oldest. What 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 do you think about this? Is and what they're trying to get him to go say is, is he too old to cut the mustard? And he's just like, I think it's more about the vision of the candidate than the age of the candidate. I'm, I was glad he, he had a good answer, though. He, it, it was something close to these guys have had 40 points. years uh, to fix this problem and they haven't. So let's give the next generation a chance. I think that was included in there. I uh, I thought I, I watched I watched most of it last night. Um, obviously, I can't watch tonight. So I'll watch some excerpts later. Biden's really the only one on tonight that I can think of that I really care about. Kamala I think Harris, most of the, the one that they attacked, they're together. Yeah, I think that most of the, um, I think all of the non-white candidates are on tonight. Um, and uh, uh, but but last night's uh, I, I enjoyed. Um, I think Warren represented herself fairly well. I think Bernie Sanders always does a good job. Um, he always comes off with the guy who's like, I, I love that whole like the guy. The guy was telling him, you know, that millionaire who was a Colorado governor or something. He's like, he's like, you don't know that it, that bill's going to do that, Bernie. You don't know. He's like, I know because I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> like, that was a really great, good fire comeback. That was a great sound bite. Uh, yeah, they but, should but take I, that other guy and extinguish his flame like it was Survivor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the tribe is spoken, asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, they need to eliminate the people who have less than than 2%. Like, like they, the tribe should fucking speak and get mm. them off the stage. I want to hear more about foreign policy. Like, like, like oh, they're, yeah. they're just hopping around like it's a fucking re like, like, like it's like it, like it's Healthcare Jimmy Fallon show or something like they that. Talked about. Like, I want to hear about about fucking Israel and Palestine. I want to hear about Russia, North Korea, Iran. I want, yeah. I want, I want all. I want a whole night of foreign policy, and I don't want one hour or two hours. If it takes four fucking hours, then do it because I want to hear everything that Pete Buttigieg has to say about North Korea. I want to hear every. Don't give me one minute. Don't give me a 60-second bite to tell you what I think about North Korea because my last 30 seconds is, of course, going to be, and I'm the guy who did this, mm -hmm. this, and that, born from a low-income family and wrote, pulled myself up by my bootstraps, and my yeah, father you get was tired a of hearing their, their own, like, rehearsed buzzwords in there? Like, I think, so um, what's-his-face uh, was saying repeatedly, he's like, uh, on my watch, on my watch, on my watch, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you I know get what it, I, hate? I understand. Anecdotes. There's no faster way to infuriate me while watching a debate for them to say, you know, Johnny from St. Louis. Yeah, and there was like three insulin, or four people saying that. And he drove yeah. all the way up to Canada to buy less expensive Johnny from St. Louis. And I'm like, ah, you're talking about one person. I know it's a broader strip. That anecdote nonsense is has to go i hate it but it's yeah. not gonna like the whole thing is a production right like again like this is maybe me being jaded about this because I, i'm on some level i'm like i was a little bit last night i'm like some of these topics are interesting some of these responses are interesting some of the 
theory that goes that sits behind these responses is really interesting. But I'm not in the least bit convinced that 10 or 12 or whatever the hell candidates it was on a stage uh, being given their 30 second sound bites have any ability to do that. I mean, I listen to like long form podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to Sam Harris. Like I listen like, uh, like Jordan Peterson. I listen to this type of thing because this is an interesting way to have ideas expressed. But that is not the democratic debates. That's not what's happening. There. There's no There's time for that. There's an interesting thing happen that the Democrats are, are fighting about. So on the right, they're not doing this. On the left, they are. On the left, they're trying to appeal to the middle. Because if you can get the left in the middle, you'll win. If you can get the right in the middle, you'll win. Trump is not doing that, right? Every day, Trump is, he must know that half the stuff he says is either racist or gets twisted to looking like it's racist, right? I don't think I'm in any position to judge what he does and doesn't know like there's no there's, that's not sanity anymore oh, like my, we're, there's uh, not we're not working from the same fucking frame of reference i, I can't don't judge think anymore. it's possible that he's unaware he's tied into social media he's tied into media media and he knows that he like he must know the next time he says new york is rat infested they're gonna make that somehow racist you know what he, he's got to stop using infested he's got to throw an attack against a white guy every now and then because he's been kind yeah. of exclusively people of color for a little bit he um, shits on mueller every day you know that, you yeah, know that, yeah, the, true. Uh, but, but wait, there's more. So um, the, the shithole countries thing, and he likes Norway, and he, like, he he needs to be hyper aware of what happens to him. But he's not. He doesn't care. He would love for immigration to be the only topic of the entire next election because he thinks it's a winner. This is the he Trump might is be a right. super genius argument. I don't buy that. <laughs> like this is I for me. I just it's such, such a simpler solution. It's like. This is the tangential connection to reality. I love that fucking word. What's the tangent of a fucking, you know, you have a tangent of a curve, right? It's a curve with a line. The line touches the curve on exactly one point, right? This is a tangent. That's fucking Trump with reality. <laughs> this is like, that is what this is. This is, this is, this is. The I don't one think point he has context. to be. So you're like, you're like, no, he's, no, no, no. You know, I'm not suggesting the, the that he's playing. I'm not suggesting that he's playing 4D chess. I'm only suggesting that he's not so unaware of the impact of what he says. We've all been social media professionals. We know like once you get targeted as like a money whore or something, you need to, that's, this is me. You need to be sensitive about doing things that would have you perceived as a money whore. People don't like it. Trump has been targeted as a racist. You can't tell me that he's so unaware of that targeting, of that reality, of that perception that you know, he wouldn't make some steps to avoid it. I think it's not 3D chess to say he doesn't give a shit. He's happy making the issues immigration, immigration, and immigration. If I believe the government is after me, and I believe this to the point where I'm putting on my tinfoil hat and the rest of it, I'm not doing this because I'm, um, I am, I'm thinking past this. I'm doing this because this is my reality. Okay. So, but where I was headed with that was the left has this debate. Some of them say, hey, we should have health care for everybody. Hey, we should make the laws for coming into the country civil laws, not criminal, right? They want to go far left. And others are like, if you go that far, Trump wins the presidency again. You can't go just left. You have to grab left and middle. And they're dealing with an interesting question. Like, do we have to attack, not attack, but like open to the middle? Do we have to have what the left would consider low expectations? and weak aspirations so that we can bring Trump voters in? Or can we have high aspirations like Trump does, just his are right aspirations and they have left ones? And mm -hmm. it, it's an interesting question to ask. Elizabeth Warren was like, I don't know why I, someone I, would go through all the trouble of running for president just to tell us what we can't do and what we yeah. can't get done. And it's like, huh, 
It's a, I, no, so I think I, it's a very interesting question, especially like when climate change gets added to that, right? There are a number of responses about climate change talking about like there has to be severe, drastic changes to this because there isn't time to do less than that. There's Can no time for to do that politically. It's, it's, oh, gonna, yeah. it's done. No, it's, I'm with you entirely on that, Kyle. 100%, yeah, we, we might but, as well. Uh, <clears throat> don't even worry about pump. It, we're, it's, it, it's like we're, we're driving for NASCAR and we just figured out that stock car auto racing is destroying the planet. And we're in the fucking Home Depot car, and we're like, oh man, we gotta slow down, boys. And the Lowe's car and the mellow yellow car over there, are like, oh, a fuck are you, America? And they're fucking dropping to another gear and going to the inside. Like, like India and fucking Pakistan and uh, and uh, uh, China are not going, they're gonna, they'll just, mealy mouth around oh yeah we'll, we'll change too yeah you should change too america it's even, even, it's even less competitive they're not gonna it uh, the u.s military is the, our biggest polluter everybody talks about our cars like emissions are the big problem like like if like if everybody in america drove an electric car that would save the planet no it wouldn't every yeah. every american out here could turn off their car and never turn it on again and the seas are still gonna rise and the ice caps are still gonna fucking melt the military is our biggest polluter are you sure about that I'm like 95% sure. Like, like, like some of the stuff that they do, some of the ordnance they use in particular, they use these depleted uranium rounds in, uh, in a lot of the, uh, the aircraft to like shoot ground targets and they're just ruining areas. Like, but, like they're shooting radioactive bullets. Okay. Yeah. I, I suppose it's based on that. It might be how you measure pollution, right? If you're talking about ruining an Island where they just bombard it all the time, then yeah. If you're talking about specifically the carbon levels, then you know, in you know, I mean, if you go back to like the nuclear testing and there's that those there's islands out in the Bikini Atoll who are that are just uninhabitable, yep. you know, where they've yep. got that dome that's leaking out there. But um, I don't think that's carbon levels. No, oh, so we're talking all... carbon levels. It's pretty nuts, too. Like, but that's, yeah, yeah. but even that, but I have that same same conversation with my wife from time to time, Kyle, because we disagree on kind of the implementation of that. Like, I mean, I, I do. I am conscientious about this. I do recycle. We do worry about things like that. But it's not fucking relevant. My my carbon emissions compared to like a, a major corporation's carbon carbon emissions or like a cruise like the cruise line stuff that came out, like the carbon emissions they were putting out with the fucking fleets of cruise ships, et cetera. It's just like, yeah, you know, I could I could not emit carbon again, and me and 10,000 people like me or a million people like me could do that and it wouldn't have a fucking dent in yeah. the size of that. Plant, that tr plant 10 trees a day for the rest of your fucking <laughs> life and you won't yeah, even but come close to what DuPont does There's truth to that and, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong because you're right but also I think sometimes people are like I've really cleaned up my act yet that steel molting plant over there is using all the energy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah fuck you don't molt any steel. Like you'd use more energy too if you molted steel all day. <laughs> Whatever I don't know what it's called. But uh, smelting. Smelting. Thank you. That's what I'm going for. But uh, yeah, like if you, I think concrete involves like boiling rocks or something outrageous like that, and uh, and it uses a ton of energy. Apparently, I didn't know this. Apparently, concrete is one of the biggest energy consumption things around, and. Uh, so people think like, ah, oh, you know, I've got LED lights and I'm, I'm doing my job. It's big business that's not. Well, you have different tasks. Yeah. Sure. It, it, it's, a again, it's a lost fight. It's a lost fight. I don't want to hear about climate change. I, I don't yeah. want to hear about because I feel like it's lost. I feel like it's, it's like that, um, that Jeff yeah, but, Daniels uh, sketch from, I can't think of the, the, the news, TV show. News, newsroom or, or something like that. And Jeff Daniels is like interviewing, he's like interviewing a climatologist and, they, and, he, and he's saying to the guy like, like all right, so uh, you've done an extensive studies, and uh, 
what do we need to do to turn around climate oh, change? I do remember this. He's like, um, you know, uh, reduce carbon emissions by by eighty seven percent, reduce this by 35 percent, and uh, we needed to have done it about twenty five years ago. He's like, okay, well, what can we do today? He's like, oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. Nope. Well, let's let's try to yeah. put a bright spin on this for the audience out there. Um, what can we do now to to avoid all this? There's nothing that can be done to avoid it. Okay, um, but let's put it. In what are we looking at in the next ten is, years? This is Woody. Total this melting of the polarized yesterday. caps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is Woody yesterday, right? This is exactly that. There probably isn't a lot of times for a lot of different people in that scenario. There isn't a lot they can do. But you don't fucking stop fighting because you're about to die from it, right? Like you, because I mean, what else are you gonna do? Are you just gonna go down quietly, mouth closed, like no complaints voiced? As we you move inland and we invest in snorkels. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure, but you do what you can along the way to slow that rate of progress down, right? Like, you know, you 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 try not to have it. You, you could accelerate this. You could do the exact opposite, right? If it's really like this is a lost cause, and I'm kind of with you that it is. Like, I, I honestly probably think this we're probably fucked as a species, right? But okay, you don't you don't the 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 some side of that. If you go, this is inevitable. Well, shit. Why aren't we all just like doubling the carbon output right now? Let's live I feel it up. Like the, the Republicans you know, like, like this have is, gone from it's not real to. It is real, but it's too late, so fuck it. And I'm like, no, that's just, you just like fuck it. You just prefer it, I think. Yeah, well, I'm kind of, I think it probably is too late, but I don't think that, I don't think that excuses anyone from doing something. The fact it's too late is our own fucking stupidity. That doesn't mean we get to be yeah. even more stupid now to just ignore it. It means that we still what it means. do what we can. I think it's too late, but, <laughs> that's but what I, it think, might mean. I, I think that the idea that it's a global holocaust or that our species is doomed is is absurd. I think that 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 if hurricanes become twice as powerful and if the if we lose some percentage of our land mass and it, it even if if the uh, the 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 currents of the ocean change and that kills off a large amount of the seafood, we'll adapt as a species. It we may not live at this level. We may take a dip yeah. in living conditions, but we're we're gonna survive as a species. In well, general. Really, it's, a it's so much more depressing to me that maybe you know because I've been a sci-fi fan my reading this type of thing and I'm interested in that and believe that ultimately the survival of the species requires us to expand to other planets and not have all of our eggs in this one basket. But what it says to me is that it essentially seals the long-term death of our species because you're right in the short term we'll survive on the planet but what is the resource cost what is the technological cost what is the quality of life cost what is the future cost of of dealing with the huge repercussions to our environment that we're going to do and those 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 are probably things in like where are the fucking resources going to be for space exploration and space expansion with this yeah, you know like i, I like, think necessity is the mother of invention i think that if we get to a uh, a, a position where you know these things have happened and have happened. I think there will be a lot more money, both federal, both government, governmental monies, and and from the private sector to try to reverse it. And I think it could be reversed. Like like, like we just need some sort of the terraforming might be required on this fucking planet. You realize like, how like what percentage of like our population? And I don't have a number, so I guess what percentage of our people are fucking living as as humanity on the coasts? Do you know what? Like a couple feet. Oh, it's the majority. 20, Most. I know. Filthy, like twenty fucking. Your mic go might on. go mute sometimes. Because at first I, I thought you know you don't know. Okay. If you it go into your do that. Am I very excited today? Animated perhaps? Is it something? If you to go, go into Max? if you click the gear in the bottom left and you go into uh, audio settings, mm -hmm. uh, like voice and video, and then mm -hmm. there's a bar that's uh, sort of orange on the left and green on the right. It's the uh, it says automatically determine input sensitivity. Uh, we drag that all the way to the left, and that that way you're I, even when you're quite low, it gets through. 
Okay. I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that on at all. I'll turn it on if you like. Yeah. Also, yeah. like usually and, and when the slide to the left. Okay. I slid it all the way, uh, all the way to the left, basically. That'll that probably good? fix any issues we have. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for warning me. No worries. Um, let me know if it changes it. Yeah. If it doesn't, we can mess with more stuff. China came up with something. It's like a, almost looks like a silo, like a tower. And uh, it's passive. And air just flows through it through some sort of heat rises principle. I don't understand completely. And it pulls carbon out. And I'm like, and, and apparently, like, it works on a pretty massive scale. And it's made a difference in pulling out carbon and smog and yuck. And I'm like, wow, maybe we should, like, they should take this and share it. And we should all be doing this. And if that's my a, hope. Yeah, not exactly that, but my hope is like people like Elon Musk that we have someone who fucking wealth, in, and, uh, wealth, intelligence, direction, and fucking drive to do this does something because I don't see it happening. I don't see. I don't think this is a political change. I don't think the. I don't think our system is possible politically to do this because I don't think it's incentivized to do that. Like there's a monetary work. incentive. Like I, solar seems to be a very cheap way to get energy. And I understand that there's batteries and there's issues. And if you go pure solar, then the production rates don't always match the consumption rates. There's issues. But man, oh man, it seems like we've got politicians driving coal, even though it's one of the most expensive and filthiest ways. But West Virginia is a swing state, so we got a freaking kowtow to West Virginia in a really severe way. Pennsylvania makes coal too. We got two important swing states building the worst kind of energy. It's the most expensive and it's the most polluting. There are fewer people in coal employed in, in the coal industry than there are at Arby's. Yet still, coal, coal, coal. I've heard more about coal in the last two years than I'd have in the last the 20 before that. But Arby's. But um you know, because they, they, they're in swing states, our politicians... Arby's gets a bad rap. Okay. I didn't Remember mean I to knock Arby's. Arby's. I was just saying they had superior employment numbers to the coal industry. No. <laughs> and, uh, they should. But this is, but this is why this is not going to change. They have the meat. Exactly that. <laughs> like, the, 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 short-term, the short-term drives are too strong relative to the long-term incentives for this. I don't see politics being able to tackle this. It just does not seem realistic. Solar is growing because it's cheaper. And if that keeps happening... We have hope, right? Well, depends on the time frame, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I think it's like that Jeff Daniels news uh, newsroom sketch. I think that mm. we had time that we could have fixed this uh, twenty five years ago, uh, yeah. but that twenty five years has elapsed, and it's fucking game over, bro. Those ice caps yeah. are going to melt, and uh, there's there's so many things that are going to happen as a result of global warming that we haven't even fathomed yet. The, 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 um, the, the, the currents of the ocean, the, the, the ones that like move the warm water, mm -hmm. uh, up, up North and the cold water down that sort of like, uh, that, that, that keep all those fishes that, yeah. fucking alive and shit and, and govern our weather patterns. Mm -hmm. That's going to go to fucking shit. And I, a lot and of I marine wonder. life is going to die out. And a lot of people who rely on fish are going to fucking starve out. And it's going to be a global fucking disaster. And we're going to get so, to see it. You might be right, but I'll just pitch this. Is it possible that it doesn't get worse? It just changes. Now, surely, nope. all of us who settled along the coasts in our favorite climate, we will think it's worse. But if freaking Siberia becomes really nice, no, that's not because worse. Because you know what that's happens when change. everyone gets displaced? 
Do you understand the cost that it's going to be? Like right now, we have huge immigration issues, right? Right now, this is like a huge thing in Europe. This is some of the things mm -hmm. that we are having again in our election, right? Is essentially, what do you do with displaced populations, right? These are like, these are people who have nowhere to go. This becomes violence, becomes breeding grounds for all this. this, this you have winners are... and losers, which is why I bought up most no, of Anchorage. <laughs> sure. I suppose paramotoring may be the future. I don't know. This. Maybe there'll be cities based on fucking gliders for all I know. But with the point being that like, no, that the impact of this is not going to be like, okay, it's maybe we move inland. It's going to be some ridiculous number of people displaced and the huge amounts of economic and political and racial and just violence issues that are come with this. This is going to be a fucking disaster on a the scale that we've fish ever seen. Kyle talked about, right? You know, the sure. Gulf Stream suddenly Probably goes eat them as much down anymore. and the, the Pacific one, I don't know the name of it, goes up, right? Like we, they change, making this up. So does that just mean fish move? Or do, they don't no. all have to die. They just take... I think it has something to do with like the, uh, the, okay, the governing you... of the temperature and the oxygenation and the acid levels of the ocean. I think that when those currents stop, that uh, the oxygenation goes down, the acidity goes up, and enormous amounts of marine life die. And as they die, their deaths compound that because there's so many dead fish in the water. So it becomes a chain reaction. Let me give you another example. This was when I was reading like two nights ago. This was super fun. Uh, my wife really enjoyed me, appreciated me sharing this with her. So I'll share with you guys <laughs> as well. So um, this one was, uh, so one of the things we have as mammals, this was, uh, is, is our body temperature protects us from a lot of attacking like organisms, right? Like microorganisms, right? Mm -hmm. And there's fungus now that as, uh, as the temperature is rising and they've seen this locally in like near cities, or et cetera, where the temperature rises disproportionate to the rest of the environment, these fungus adapt and these funguses are actually lethal to, hum to, to humans and they're hard to treat and they're resistant and they're fucking because of the environmental temperatures going up. One of the things that are driving this is those, those temperatures, they're adapting to the temperature changes because now the, the difference in ambient temperature versus like mammal temperature is no longer the same difference as it was before it's a smaller difference they're more capable of living in us and it becomes something else that gets added to this mix of this it's just like you don't forget about like, the, the 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 mosquitoes that are going to carry all kinds of diseases and the killer bees now when i watched killer bee <laughs> nightmare in 1994 i mm. thought we were, we were gonna we were fucked. Yeah, they showed saying. that red wave that just swept <laughs> to the north. I'm like, we don't have long. Couple years was, at best. I was like, all right, Dad, we, we all need beekeeper suits and those smoking cans. <laughs> like, we need those ASAP. But the point is not not beware of everything. The point is that there's so many small things that you don't think of, like that these chain reactions of this shit that come out of this, and you're just like, oh wow. You're, turns out we're in a really the complicated. The point is, there's fungus among us. There, there absolutely is fungus among us. No, I, I agree. Like, this not is to your make light sponsors. I can't, I can't be <laughs> Fun This episode was brought to you by Fungus Among Us. Fungus, <laughs> our friends. What? Rub it in deep because it loves you. Like, no. Actually, let me, uh, let me do a couple quickly. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do, do that right after this too. Dollar Shave Club has spent years developing, crafting, and refining their products to be of the highest quality. Dollar Shave Club is more than just razors. They have you covered head to toe and everything you need to shower, shave, style your hair, brush your teeth, and even wipe your butt. And Dollar Shave Club can keep you automatically stocked up on the products that you use. Get uh, get what you want whenever you need it. Never again will you waste time at the store wondering if what you're getting is any good. As a Dollar Shave Club member, you know that what you're getting is of the highest quality. Right now, you can put your quality, the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to the test. Their ultimate Starter sets have basically everything you need for an amazing shower, close shave, or clean teeth. The best part? 
you can try each one for just five dollars. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular prices. Get your ultimate starter set for just five bucks at dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. I have all of the Dollar Shave Club products, I think. I, I have all of them. Um, they've been kind enough to send me like, you know, little starter packs along the way. And then I just signed up and, you know, I get them all now. And I, I never run out of razors. I never run out of the butt wipes. I never run out of uh, the toothpaste or any of that stuff. I've always got it. I like it a lot. I really do. Um, We're the I, same I'm way pretty, in this house. I'm pretty forgetful if I go to the store, you know, I I come back. I don't have soap or whatever. So it's nice that, uh, that you know, they're just hooking me up, taking care of all those needs all the time. I, I don't know. All their products just keep creeping throughout their head. Like the bigger their product line gets, the bigger the amount of stuff we buy from them gets. It's pretty cool. I'll tell you one thing they can't help you with. A soft, flaccid penis that nobody wants a part <laughs> of. For that, you need Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it's the real deal, and it's the stuff that works. You can take them anytime, day or night. Just took three a minute ago. Even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up twice as fast as the pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now. This isn't just for guys with dysfunction. It's for any man out there who wants extra for, for performance, extra function in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor visits, which means no copay, of course. No waiting in the pharmacy. Those glorified pill-counting bitches. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. You don't have to tell somebody that your penis doesn't work quite the way you'd like it to. They're made in the United States of America. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to you, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners and our listeners alone, of course. Just visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code PKA, then you just pay $5 shipping. That's it. $5 shipping. You get your first little shipment of pills free. You can test these things out. The proof is in the pudding, as it were. Again, that's B-L-U-E, BlueChew.com, promo code PKA to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Make the decision today to try this stuff out. It's performance-enhancing drugs for your penis. You can be the John Jones of the bedroom. We're talking <laughs> eye folks. We're talking slapping pregnant women. You're going. You're going to be large and in charge. Twelve pounds of twelve pounds of gold around your waist. Your enemies are crying in the ring. That can be. It you. took me a second to realize Kyle, to that hitting clear, pregnant women that... is something that John Jones does too. Yeah, he does all of these things, <laughs> and he gets that... away with it. As an outsider here, was that part of the ad roll exactly <laughs> what they'd given you, or was that ad living a little bit? Most of that was off the cuff. All right? <laughs> He's a all UFC right. fighter who does performance enhancing drugs, and the, he pokes them in the eye. He also cheats a he lot. He runs over pregnant women <laughs> while he's on cocaine and marijuana. By the way, nothing wrong with that. I love that they they pulled him after he's fled. And on scene, marijuana, like, nothing wrong with that. I love it. Love it. They're searching his car and they find a big old bowl in his car. He's got like a like a Gandalf style like <laughs> it was like, dude, if you're gonna flee the scene, obviously with your cocaine to like get rid of that. Take your bowl too. Don't leave the bowl behind for them to find. Ah, oh, you just Cut ran over that slack, Kyle. He's high as a kite. By the way, that pregnant woman, everybody pictures like nine months pregnant, like matronly. She was just a young lady who would, you couldn't even tell she was knocked up. All right. The I fact will that say she was this, pregnant, though. I find to be immaterial. 
She and had honestly, a broken with arm. Warming, like he probably did her a favor. <laughs> she had a broken arm. And my take on it is this. What it takes to like break bones in a car accident nowadays is a pretty significant smashing. It's not like the 70s when I was a kid where every car accident had a few broken bones or fatalities. It was just par for the course. Nowadays, these insulated, like freaking gift-wrapped, bubble-wrapped containers that cars are, you got to hit someone pretty good to break an arm. I mean, the last man that, that he saw in the ring, he literally crippled. So she's lucky she could walk after that collision. She should be thanking her lucky stars that John didn't come out of that vehicle mm-hmm. all cocaine-addled and hyped up, full of, full of God knows what. I'm just glad he fuck, doesn't do meth. Throw her into a Kimura. Fucking, mm-hmm. she's tapping, but Big John's not there. Big John's not mm-hmm. there. Herb Dean right? won't save you now. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Herb, would, Herb wouldn't even get involved with coke, coked up John. He'd back away. He'd be like, I wouldn't either. Not my chair, not my problem. Do your thing, John. Not my chair. It's an old YouTube video where this guy's on acid in a in a closet, and they just put a microphone outside the closet, and he's seeing crazy shit. <laughs> and I, he's seeing he's seeing a lizard, and he's having a conversation with the lizard, and the lizard doesn't want him to have the chair, and he's like, "Yo, not my chair, not my problem. You take the chair, do it, do what you want, Mister Lizard." <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just on acid in this dark closet, going on a spirit quest all by himself. It's real fun to listen to. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I highly recommend the blue chew. It's, it's like, there's rappers of it throughout, literally here, like, like there are blue chew rappers throughout my home, just everywhere where I'm just like tearing these open and chewing them up all the time. My blood sugar gets a little low. I'm having a blue chew. All right. They're, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like sweet tarts. They're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) You ever have pixie sticks? You know, those little paper straws you tear apart and you got the powdered sugar. Yeah. Grind up a few blue chew. There you go. Are listeners out there fucking with just stock penises, unenhanced, run of the mill penis? You need a man's dick. Get yourself some blue chew. Wait, you want to phrase it at all? Or are you good? <laughs> no, no, that's really what I was going for. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's funny. We have so much fun with the blue chew ads. They're always like 15 <laughs> minutes long. There's only like a bit of read. <laughs> I, I have so much fun with the blue chew. Mm-hmm. They don't pay me. I, I, it doesn't matter if we sell a bit of blue chew. I don't get any more money. I get a stock fee here. Yeah, there's right? no flat this fee. This is all art. enthusiasm. Yeah. Your negotiation was upfront for a lifelong subscription of yourself. That's all <laughs> I wanted. This <laughs> yeah, keep your money. I want the hard dick. That's mm. all I care about. I, 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 I'm on a... I'm on a uh, like a ninety dollar a month plan. I get a lot of blue chew. So you're on the one. I, I think we're not supposed to use certain code words, right? We're, we're on. The, what is the drug that you use called? Isn't there like a, oh, Tadalafil. Yeah. yeah, they they mention Cialis and Viagra right in their advertisement. It's technically Cialis. That's the, but the chemical name is Tadalafil, and that's the one I always recommend. Uh, Sildenafil, which is the the Viagra um, chemical name. I don't care for it. I get side effects from it. I get um, sens- light sensitivity, headaches, sort of a hungover, drunky kind of feeling like afterwards, maybe two or three hours afterwards. And but w- and it's only really good for me for like maybe four or five hours. That's the window that I have a performance enhancement. But the Tadalafil, it's, it seems like you've got probably 48 hours of, in- of enhanced performance when I take two. Would you call it level performance enhancement? Like, like I, I don't. I want to yeah. know more about the window. Like, if I take it and then sex right now, 
not in effect yet, right? Not in effect yet. Like, 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 like I chew them up and what I'll do if I, if I'm really trying to get like, like I'm, Oh, oh it's, it's go time. Um, I will like rub them into my gums a little bit. I mean, if that sounds a little fucked up, but like, I'll I don't chew know if them it's up weird well. to snort to Dalafil. <laughs> I don't snort to Dalafil, nor, nor does Blue Chew recommend that anyone out there snort or grind into a paste and insert into the rectum. Neither of these yeah. things are recommended. It's intravenous no, to <laughs> I will, uh, I will rub it into my gums a little bit and mm-hmm. like put it under my tongue to sort of sublingually uh, absorb a bit of it. I feel like that may have an increased effect. And I'll wash it down with quite a bit of water, and I'll, I'll, it gets kind of crushed into your teeth, just like like a sweet tart might. So I, you know, I mm-hmm. rinse well, make sure I get all of it down, and uh, I, I'm gonna say 30 to 45 minutes, and you get the full effect. And probably 48 hours afterwards, you have basically the same effect. Like it doesn't seem like it waxes and wanes throughout that time period too much. It's just real, real hard. It's about 12 times past the, the amount they tell you to stop at. Oh, no. I take two. I take two, and I think they recommend one or something oh, I'm like sorry. that. I thought it was like a four-hour limit you had to be worried about. Oh, oh that's, that's if you're hard for four hours solid. No, he's just oh. saying he gets a man's dick even on day two. Yeah, yeah, like I, it's I, I, I'm under the effects of it for for two days, but not erect for two days. That would be very worrisome. As opposed um, to one of those female penises that barely gets hard. Yes. Well, the, who I, knows I, how much testosterone? Don't judge be. me by my None. porn. That's an incredible <laughs> fucking happy trail. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, a, highly recommend this search uh, term. Really I don't think I've used yet. Thank you, Phil. I should take a note. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, check it out if you're out there. I really recommend it. If you, I mean, it's five dollars. Just do it. Do it. Ch- try it for yourself. If you if you disagree, you disagree. And, and it's nothing ventured and uh, nothing slightly nothing more lost. than free. Slightly more than free, and it's it's just a hell of a good time. Do you want to watch Michael G. Bo- Michael B. Jordan at the shooting range? Uh, I will. I've seen it. Um, it's Dude. it's uh it's fairly I, impressive. I would like your take on it. Sure. Are we uh, queued up at zero? Yeah, I'm there. All right. Ready, set, play. What's up? Oh, great. There's music. Nice find, Woody. But this guy, is it still music? No. His transitions are pretty clean. How would you compare to that? Um, I haven't really trained for this sort of thing, but um, with a little bit of training, I could do this. I mean, my reloads are on par with that. My transitions are on par with that. Um, my rifle shooting is certainly on par. Um, uh, you you got to keep in mind the camera at makes things seem like they're a little bit further away than they are. Mm. He's about seven steps away from these targets at the most. Uh, like 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 those right there. Like he's he's slow on those. He those, missed uh, those a smaller. bunch too. He's missed a few. His double taps are fairly clean. He's got he's got pretty good recoil control there. Although his gun is made to do it, it's ported out. Um, huh? Yeah, you're you're. He's a little slow. I saw this and thought he was amazing, and I think that it's neat that sometimes actors are amazing at things. You know, like Tom Cruise is legitimately a pretty good stuntman. Uh, Keanu Reeves is legitimately a pretty good shot, and he's learned a bunch of martial arts. I've heard too. So the. Mm-hmm legit yeah um i'm watching this guy and it's like holy smokes he can actually do things like that that, that's kind of cool but after hearing you i don't know i'm almost like 
Yeah, I wonder how well I'd compare if you gave me a gun that was meant to have less recoil compared to my stock M&P9 or whatever. You know, he's, he's been trained here. Um, you know, he's going through some very specific um, moves and maneuvers, and it's... it's he reloads it, better it, than me. You, you just haven't... I mean, how, how often do you practice that, you know? Like, like it's, it's one of those things where, like... While. It's one of those things where, like, you know, if, if you have someone teach you the correct way to do it, and that now you know the correct way to do it, now you're just like, well, this seems quick. Oh, well, that seems fast, too. I don't really know. When you get it, 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 it once you've built the muscle memory, you can just mm -hmm. do it. Like, like, like I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from what he's done there. Like, like that's, that's pretty impressive. I bet he hadn't shot a whole lot before he started training for whatever he's training for there. Um, but that's not like pro level or anything. It's not even semi pro level. It's sort of, it's, it's, it's still at an amateur level. Um, it's, it's just an amateur who's probably been training at this for a good couple of weeks, 50 hours. But I mean, those instructors behind him seem like serious business. Are you sure he's not better than you're saying? Nah, they're going to kiss, uh, Mr. Jordan's ass, no matter what he does out there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of positivity out there on the West coast. <laughs> <laughs> they're just outside. Uh, looks, I think they're just outside Los Angeles there. Is, is, it, is it a lot of fun? It doesn't look that fun to me. What That's are we talking fun. about? Shooting? What he's what doing he there is doing? not fun at all. Yeah. No, it's not fun. Okay. No. My, my wife just bought a motorcycle and I'm kind of considering, I was considering doing something with shooting because it's it's big around this area and I'm kind of like, I've just never done it and I've kind of been considering it. So Fun it shooting? Like um, uh, you might you might enjoy sporting clays. That's where you shoot aerial targets with a shotgun. It's uh, it's fairly cheap to like do. Like paramotors? You've, you could absolutely take a man in a paramotor like People that. People talk about it as a military vehicle. It's an awful military vehicle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my calling, God. yeah, they talk it was a military vehicle in the same way we talk about decoys as military like, <laughs> yes. ammunition, right? Like, like munitions. That's the same it's type of thing. such a you bad idea. Could, you would draw a lot of fire for sure. Oh my God. But I'm yeah. slow and loud and low. Those are all bad things. You are a step up from a hot air balloon. Yes. That's <laughs> 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 so true. That's <laughs> so true. It's, it's not a useful vehicle. Yeah, what he's doing there is not fun. Um, okay, it didn't look I, fun. I, it, it's not fun. Like, 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 I like reactive targets. Like, like if, if those were watermelons, you wanted would, to scream. Um, yeah, uh, or okay. scream, or explode, or pop, or uh, or fall over, or, or gotcha. you know, like, like, like react, explode, or or splatter, or something like that. That's that's kind of something that's visually pleasing. Leak. He's shooting metal, you know, just going ping, 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 and it's good for drills like that, and it's it's good to like learn technique, but it's not fun More unless fun you than really paper. enjoy. Paper's the worst. It's, yeah, paper's the worst. Uh, paper is absolutely the worst. Um, but what's really fun to me, uh, it always has been, is shooting um, skeet, you know, sporting clays, um, clays of any kind. If you go to a sporting clays range, it'll be set up like a golf course. There'll be eight to 12 stations, and you sort of ride from one station to the other on a golf cart with your shotgun strapped in and four other guys. And Are you allowed to drink? Uh, officially, no. Uh, unofficially, absolutely. It'll make it a lot more fun. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, a lot, lot of drinking going on out there. There's and, a lot of uh, drinking and shooting going on. You say? I, I, I didn't say that. And uh, and so, <laughs> hmm. you know, you'll get to a station and uh, you'll step up on a little platform, and they'll be like, "All right, this is what's going to happen. Th this is the one bird," and they'll go kachunk. And an automated machine will throw a bird that'll uh, a skeet that'll go in a very specific pattern. And this is the two bird, and it'll come in from a different direction, angle or whatever. And you'll shoot maybe ten shots at that station. First, you'll shoot like four singles, and then maybe two doubles. 
where like first the two comes out and then the one. Mm. So you've got to sort of like one, two and sort of correct. And, and then you tally up the score at the end, just like, uh, just like golf, you know, and whoever's got the, the, uh, the highest score, you know, maybe there's a hundred targets. If you shoot an 85, you've done a pretty good job. If you shoot a 96, you might win a tournament, that sort of thing. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Huh. Maybe I'll have to take it up. I've, I've definitely been considering it. And it's a little cheaper. Um, like, like his shooting, like, like, when are you done? Right. Like, 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 when are you done? I guess when I'm out of money to pay for this nine millimeter and five, five, six ammo, but with sporting clays, it's like, I need 100 shots. Exactly. That happens to be the same size as like a brick of, of 12 gauges, four boxes of 12 gauges or 25 shells per box. You know what you're getting into from a financial standpoint right away. Now the shotguns can, can get expensive extremely expensive in that tie in that game because a lot of those guys um like fancy pretty shotguns but you can get a standard like nice gun for eight hundred dollars they something made fun like of that. me at the three gun competition it, it, all the shotguns were leaned up there in the rack you know near the shotgun area <laughs> they're all like five feet long they have these tubes that hold i, I don't know 11 rounds or some high number of rounds and then there's my like three foot marine shotgun in chrome that didn't fit mm -hmm. in at all. And like, not even, what you want to bring. Even the nice person was like, oh, someone hasn't uh, dove in the deep end yet. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It had a flashlight on the side. <laughs> it was for self defense. <laughs> Wait, sorry, did you say flashlight or flashlight? Well, uh, a little of both. <laughs> yeah, one on either both. side. Uh, flashlight, dude, flashlight. Okay. That's a segue into my next topic. Uh, I'm interested. This, this is actually Chiz's topic credit where it's due but i was just watching this one and i think oh, we have yeah. a candidate for pka cool guy of the week this is pk sex offender of the week are we ready what is yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm there well ready you said that i'm less ready but yeah ready set play so right this, away, this man on the aircraft is clearly masturbating right next to the camera. <laughs> no, he's under a blanket. You can't tell. He could be doing lots of things under there. Who's filming? The guy next to us is... Right I, next... I saw oh, my God. Hand. Look at him go. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. Jackie's like, I still there. Okay, we're good. Look at him. And it's, it's a pink blanket, and the light from the window is shining through it, so you can even see, like, his fist. Yeah. Like... Oh, well, his fist hits the blanket. Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, why does he... He's holding the blanket up. And why does he keep looking? He wants to make sure that... that what did he say? I wish I heard. Or you actually have recently. He said this. Haven't been to Salt Lake, Salt Lake in a while. Um, oh. Well, something really? unrelated to the masturbation? <laughs> How could there be any conversation <laughs> other than the masturbation? <laughs> he was giving it privacy. He's like he's making cover conversation for him. Yeah, the guy's Somebody under a blanket, Kyle. He's airplane. in his I'm own room. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me. He couldn't afford first class to do that. Sir, so. you are clearly masturbating <laughs> next to me. And I would say it like at this level, so that like every row around us. Sir, you are clearly masturbating next to me. It's very inappropriate. I'm going to need go to the bathroom if you want to do that. Not like, me. I don't care if I'm going to help that. a brother out. The guy's afflicted with a medical condition gonna... called horniness. I need to great, create my own tent fort in front of him so that he has oh, more layers. A right? privacy. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I should aren't be you the guy who, a... like, when it came to, like, air, airplane, like, like armrest, like, had, yeah. Yeah, well, this guy's like, not intruding down. on my space. The poor oh, okay. guy just needs a little relief. If I no, could build think, like, a second layer a of tent, tent associated with that. 
You don't think that's intruding on you a little bit? You're gonna smell this man ejaculating next to you. That's not that's not intruding on your space a little bit. It's improving what if he's on loud? my space. <laughs> what if he's loud? Like, what if it, what, what I if hope really, he does? I hope he moans. Oh! <laughs> Forgetting that. Let's just say he's let's say he's dead silent, but his dick's loud. Let's say there's like that's some, a thing. It's real wet. I didn't know Let's ejaculation made some noises. You just made. Uh, wait, is no, this your area of expertise? No, the pumping, dude. Oh, okay. Um, I poor guy, right? Really? Poor guy. Oh, please! Really? Once the poor launch guy? sequence is initiated, there's no stopping it. It happened to him but on a plane. Why was it initiated? This is not the place to initiate launch. Why did we begin the countdown? I'm on team <laughs> masturbator here. Abort! Oh no, no, the guy. The guy. Yeah, this is mission control. Turns that one off. <laughs> fucking airplane right now <laughs> yeah, like, we're gonna pull on back to the main base <laughs> i'm sorry kyle launch sequence initiated there's no turning back now uh ne- negative hey, mission mis- commander mission commander come come in please this is launch control we are denying you permission to launch. five uh, four three <laughs> so, yeah, cancel the launch two <laughs> get me. one someone get me he's got his fucking earphones Plugged into the thing ahead of him. That's airplane fucking shows on this. He's this like is like a PG nine month this old, is... where he covers his own eyes and thinks you can't yeah. see him. I'm that he can see me now. I'm not a sex offender. <laughs> Come on, we're all oh. bros. There's no kids in this aisle, dude. Probably that. That is literally <laughs> some sex offender shit. I would be. Like, like I wouldn't, like I don't care. Like, like it's not gonna offend me because I just don't give a fuck about that sort of thing. Like, like personally, I wouldn't want to be right next to it. But if I'm two people away, I'd think it was funny. But if I'm right next to it, I'm offended. Like I'm grossed out, and I'm worried some ejaculate is gonna get on me. Yeah, bro, next to him, uh, ejaculate. He's got the blanket barrier for you. He's yeah. already thought. What's of he you. gonna do? That? I just imagine him bunching it up and like cleaning his cock with it and like wiping his hands yeah. off. And then he'll like offer a shake to be like, I appreciate you not interrupting me. Hand out for a <laughs> shake. You know. <laughs> He's That's like, a, you're a good guy. That's cool, right. bro. He, he rubs your head a little bit. Like, hand your hair. You know? your hair. A little moose for you. <laughs> we're fighting. Now we're fighting. <laughs> you got something on your face. Oh, <laughs> ah, ah, this is something uh, about Mary. Oh, it burns. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, had, I had the experience. We talked about this a couple of years ago. I was on the show, Woody. We talked about fighting over armrest, and I had that experience maybe like a couple, maybe like a month ago. On How'd the it go? Tell me. Um, it was a lot of uncomfortable like contact with another human being who I had like a stranger because I was just not willing to give up that space. I was in the middle seat on some fucking shitty economy like flight. Sure. And like to and like I got like the worst case scenario where two guys either side of me, both of them pretty big guys. Oversized. I'm a pretty big guy. Like, mm-hmm. well, they're a little oversized and we're all tall, right? So it's just like it's not a lot of space anymore in these airplanes. And I'm in the fucking middle, and it's just like I got like thigh like fucking side of the knee contact on like either side and the one guy was like he just jamming his fucking elbow into me on the fucking armrest for like the entire flight and i'm just like at some point like i think i you know i tried to do it subtly i tried to do a couple like dirty looks or whatever and at some point i just like pushed back and refused to move off that it was we never had a verbal discussion about it i feel a little ashamed that i didn't like approach this but some of it's just like so fucking awkward i'm like you're so clearly out of bounds in what you're doing. Like it doesn't even seem like a, like a point to bring it up. Like there's nothing I can say to you if you're going to behave this way. This is clearly you being the most unreasonable fucker in the world over here. That's like I'm in the middle seat. 
Like, That's how I was in my scenario. I, I don't know if I was in the middle seat, and I, and I didn't hear that comedy routine, which I think it actually legitimately established the rule. But um, the way it, I had it in my head was like a first come first serve thing. So my elbow was there, and I was like, I was also only trying to take part of the armrest. But he decided, it, like, like you know, you kind of share that, like back and front on an armrest, right? Like, sure. One of you behind, one of you in front. Back is better, but and then he just you know, decided to choose. He's just like switch. I'm like, you can't fucking switch. Yeah, we're committed now. It's like three hours. He into just the decided he wants what you have, and yeah. it's like at this point, it's not even about the armrest. It's about you bullying me, <laughs> as you like, do. I yeah, I one up. You know, uh, well, like he wants my armrest. Well, fine. I'm gonna ejaculate. I, I in the figure, middle of the seat. you know, if he's working the in close attack, I need the range attack. Go to the bathroom, you degenerates. <laughs> no, that doesn't serve the purpose. That's not attacking at all. I'm aiming for the eyes, Kyle. <laughs> the <laughs> eyes are the groin of the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's pushing my elbow. I gotta poke him in the eye with a little semen. Jesus, I don't even know. Like, I'm I'm a six foot two dude, and I I am not afraid of eye contact, and I'm not afraid to protect my space on this. What the fuck happens if my wife travels and she gets stuck in the middle seat? She just never get armrest ever. I, I hear you. And, and there are some women who are actually comfortable in two thirds of a chair. Like they don't like they're they're not as big. Two thirds of an airplane chair. I hear what you're saying. But yeah, there are people who are five, two and ninety five pounds. And, you know, that like I, I've had women be like, yeah, you can have the armrest. Like, I don't need it. I, I, I She was just comfortable in two thirds of an airplane chair. But um did you push? Did you like negotiate? Can I get half your seat as well? Can we put the armrest up? I put those armrests down. I've 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 sat down in seats where the people when I've sat down there, like I've come in like you know like second or third into the the set of three, mm-hmm. and someone has pulled the armrest up, and I'm just like ah fucking no, There's not no today, way. fatty. <laughs> right. We put that down. This is my space. You know, it's not like, conceivable that like a couple or a family was there before you. It, well, you have to put them down in between, right? So these aren't rows of four. Know. They got these. Are- yeah. Fucking damn, no, when bitch. my wife and I fly, we put it up between us because it's more space to be shared between you. But it's like when sure. it's a stranger, no. Well, she doesn't even realize I'm taking a, a seat in a third. Yeah, well, right. Because the line exactly. Gone. Some people are comfortable in two thirds. I don't know if my <laughs> wife is or isn't, but I'm just yeah. going to assume she is. So. <laughs> Some people are comfortable with three fifths, and they should start getting used Jesus to it. God. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Let's go that route. Uh, yeah. Well, Trump 2020. I don't know if we have a cool guy of the week yet, but we have a leading candidate. Uh, the masturbator on the seven oh seven? I don't think so. That's that's that. That's the PKA endorsement for this man. That's the that's the PKA's piece of shit of the week, if you ask me. I think <laughs> the cool guy of the week is that guy who who tased that sixty five year old country girl. <laughs> I do like him. The man who did not go for the extra one warning. The man who knew his boundaries so clearly. <laughs> yeah. When he encountered that, he didn't hesitate, look away, or flinch. Yeah. He just pulled the trigger. He's like, you can't He's fucking give me judge a dread. And there's no warning for this either, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sign this. Bam! Taste. <laughs> All right. No, I, I like that. How's a that lot, mic, yeah. by the way? Any better? It has. Yeah, the, the only thing, it, like yeah. occasionally, it would cut out, like like as you're be- assessing beginning that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be a little off. It's a, it's a fucking Discord thing, but once you slide that bar, it's all fixed. It's, it's, it's... Cool. Cool. <sighs> yeah. Fuck that. I, since we're on airplane travel, if you think that guy was inappropriate, Uh-oh. this young lady. Wait, an well, inappropriate lady. Lady! Okay. Now, before we start this, I just want everyone to put yourselves in the position of the unseen man. You'll see him later, but you just hear how he's being spoken to 
by this woman. Oh, I've seen this. I haven't. No, I'm interested though. Yes. Yeah. Just it's imagine that this is your girlfriend. It, it, it's funny. The first time I ever saw this, the volume was off. And I thought the guy in the foreground was like a little weird and unreasonable. But you watch it with the volume on and it's a whole different thing. Are you guys ready? Yes. I'm ready. Ready, set, play. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you better believe that I wear the fucking guts, nigga, in front of public. You want to fucking try to look at other women, nigga, and I'll fuck you. I you wear the nuts in public. Women. And you ain't gonna tell me you're looking at other women. Look at her. Yeah, I know. I fucking consult the fucking child. There's a little boy right behind you. I already know. I look, I'm not gonna say nothing if you don't say nothing to try to cause a commotion. Because he's a fucking problem. He looked at another woman? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that guy in front's a little weird now you mention it. That's the take home, right? What is the take home? The guy in front's a little weird looking? I'm not ever gonna see you again, I swear to God. Don't you ever come to my house, nigga. I'll call the police on you. Fuck you. Oh, really? You're going out of control. You shut the fuck up. She hit him. She hit him. She hit him again. She's in a giant. Whoa! I think she hit him with a computer. Oh, she hit the the stewardess person. I'm gonna get my purse. Look at her dictating the terms. Yeah. See, this person, if she got tased and arrested, I'd be all for it. Fuck oh, you, yeah. Mamo! Ma'am. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm going over here. You're going to be charged with assault. Fine, whatever. Oh, yeah, Mamo! She's going for him still. She's, oh, yeah, Mamo! I ain't done with you yet. You better hope an air marshal up in this bitch. <laughs> You're going to be charged with assault. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Lady, I don't think yeah. you know. State assault is a pain in the ass. Federal assault is a real pain in the ass. Ah. That's, that's a yeah, real... Yeah, I have no sympathy for that woman. No, least, if, 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 if I, I wish they had just ejected her from the plane, like, like, yeah. I, I don't need everybody to buckle up. We're going to pull a suck the crazy bitch out maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gone. All right. Yeah. They were on the ground that whole time, right? We're on the same yeah, page I, there. I, it's yeah. hard. I think so. Yeah. I yeah. think if you do that in the air, that's like 10 times as bad as an offense, right? Like they're landing the plane or like turning it around for that. Shit. I don't know if they draw any lines. Oh, they really? would definitely land. Yeah. Oh, like, like, like maybe, maybe it would escalate things just because of the hassle. How fucked you are if you make a plane land because you're they might charge you for the fuel if yeah. they if they charge you for what? that fucking fuel that would cost tens of thousands yeah you'd be you'd be on the hook for like thirty forty thousand dollars worth of fucking yeah. uh jet fuel yeah and like and if you have video of that you're never like no one is ever on your side after that display no that that's no a, that's like a, you know she's right. totally legitimately i'm kind of on her side what you don't understand, Your Honor, is he was you know, looking at other bitches. And <laughs> that stewardess clearly just instigating. <laughs> I mean, she was over there right in her face, right there, right at the commotion. She should have yeah. just backed off. She made the offer. I won't say nothing if you don't say nothing. Stewardess couldn't leave good enough alone. That's right. Fair offer. <laughs> it's a, a fair offer. I, I hate the negotiating positions of her and the country girl. The like, yeah. you know, what you, you, listen, you gotta, you gotta sign this. I won't. You gotta get out of your car. I will not. You know, like, yeah. bitch. 
it's it's actually it's a little amusing because it's a little bit like streaming because this happens sometimes in stream like some okay. some fucking troll says something like that and it's like i don't think you understand the position i have all of the moderating tools it's literally a channel built around me and i have no repercussions to doing whatever i want to you saying banning whatever and it always blows my mind when i get the argument on that i'm just like your power the power differential here is like the most extreme it can be in an online community here. You can't actually keep going here. And it's, just, it's like these people are not realizing the situation there. The power differential is a passenger on this plane where she's having a like domestic dispute with her partner in the middle of fucking public here with a with a stewardess telling her to stop. There's no there's no recourse here. It's not like she's close to like even on here and she can dictate terms. She's fucked. Like it just it just blows my mind sometimes. But it's fun. I want to know what happens to her. Uh, I assume they said sit back in her seat. She did. They flew up a little bit and then ejected her. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. Like about that's halfway. Flying, yeah. yeah. I wanted to be like that scene from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where, where he fucking punches the Nazi and throws him out of the Zeppelin. And everybody's <laughs> like, what the fuck? And he goes, no ticket. <laughs> everybody's like, produces their tickets real quickly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Man, I'm looking forward to watching the debate tonight. I guess a lot of shit's happening. I, I think uh, I think Kamala Harris is uh, making herself look like a real dummy. I think Tulsi Gabbard c accused her of like concealing evidence that made innocent people go to jail when she was a prosecutor, and uh, and laughing about legalizing marijuana like three years ago or something like that. Looking like a real fool up there, Kamala. Does anyone have a like? I have a, a filthy. Might not know what our guests, our our audience does. Kyle and I bet a hundred dollars. Kyle has okay. Biden and Bernie. Bernie. And I have everybody else as the to who becomes the Democratic nominee. Kyle. Oh, man, I'm I'm starting to think that I'd rather have Kyle's side of the bet. You know, like it not not that I'm trying to change it, but I, I there was a time when I felt pretty good. In the same way that if I gave you the Patriots and some other football team and I had the other 30, I'd like my odds. You know, it, it's but you give me, let me pick two NFL teams. I might do that too. <laughs> I think and I so, will. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I picked the Stanley Cup last year, like no. before the season oh, oh, started. I, you I didn't you pick the, the Blues, blues. No. but I, but I picked the other team. Like, like I, I I was like we we Would were you like pick the Capitals. Maybe not, or maybe it was the NBA thing. Maybe it was the NBA Finals. It was something like that. I'm pretty sure I picked it. Like, like I I was like these sports are dumb. I was like there's like six teams ever in it, and it's usually just two or three of them. I was like, it's, it's going to be this guy or that guy or this guy. And, and it was like two, one or two of them or something like that. That's how it always is with everything. There's just front runners. Always is too long. Like no one would have thought Toronto was going to win the NBA this year at the start of the That's season. That's true. That's uh, true. That's true. And then no one would have thought the, the Blues, Blues would win. Yeah. Long shots big time this year. But football. Wait, is I, that Taylor's team, the Blues? It is. Yeah. 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 They won the they Stanley won Cup. They won in the end? They did. They, they went won from the whole Stanley I follow. From, I think I follow Taylor on Twitter. And I think there was just like outrage for a while from that side of something so i just assumed they lost just based you, they on went from worst in the league to, to to winning the stanley cup huh taylor was telling yeah. us about the blues subreddit like in january when they were the worst in the league they're like i don't understand with our roster why we're the worst team in the nhl <laughs> and and sure enough they were the best just took a bit yeah 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 i i, I i'm i'm pretty I, I get you know it's it's still there. There's still other people that I would prefer. Obviously, I like like I like Bernie. I, I like Bernie enough. Like like 
he makes a good point. When we talk about, oh, this is unaf- unaffordable, this is that is unaffordable, it's like, well, shit, every time we need a new aircraft carrier, we fucking find a way. Every time we need to invade another Middle Eastern country, we just fucking do it. So, like, maybe we can pay for everybody's college and just, just maybe that's a huge investment into our infrastructure rather than a divestment into a desert somewhere. Uh, it may, you know, may, maybe it makes sense. Um, I don't but, know. Um, it, it turns I, out. When you're like nine foot underwater in a fucking sinking boat, you're willing to try some uh, extreme extreme hmm. solutions. You're Have you give seen it a shot. Kevin Costner's Waterworld? <laughs> exactly. Things are going to work out just fine. For the, us. Yeah. The thing yeah. about paying off college debt that kind of rubs me the wrong way is that you're paying off debt for a pretty wealthy class in America, right? These are like college graduates, I assume. Uh, it, we have a lot of debt. So keep going. I'm interested now. I, I just, you know, there's a lot of broke people in America. A lot of them never sure. went to college. But it's like, if you went broke this particular way by choosing a very expensive private school to spend four years learning it, and not working, and now you've been, <clears throat> you're on the other side of that where presumably you have a higher income and a lower unemployment rate because that's what college is for and it's what it actually delivers on, we're going to solve your problem. So uh, I make quite a bit more as a streamer than I would have uh, fulfilling my profession. So on average, college does that, but carry on. Consequently, my wife, for example, who did finish the degree that I would have earned, but she finished it with her PhD. She's now a full professor and she doesn't make fucking jack shit. For the amount of education that she has to have for that position, like the pay is not in remotely... Turns out a two-year degree from a community college to work on HVAC systems would have been much more profitable. Yeah, probably would have, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I always recommend. I don't know shit about shit, but like I always recommend that to anybody who's like, I don't know what to do with life. You know, I I barely made it through 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 high school. No way I'm gonna be able to do four years of college because then what am I gonna do? I'm not a computer programmer. I'm not some I'm not gonna work in an office building. I'm like, dude, go to a two-year technical school. It's cheap as you can imagine it, it's so cheap. It's I almost did that. Cheap. I told you I Learn, earlier on this stream. I almost did that to your technical college because I was just like, "Fuck this bachelor's degree. It's not doing shit for me." Learn no to work. Take work your, on HVAC. No one takes and, your and, HVAC job and ships it off to China. No, they need they, they need you right here, right now. It's expensive as fuck, and the people who need it need it. You might as well be the toilet paper delivery man. <laughs> they call you up. They are not going to say no if you say it's five dollars a row. They need it right now. <laughs> it, 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 blazing summer, freezing Man's winter. From Hotland, they they want your work. Oh my god, I've been without AC for a day or two. It's a nightmare. You'll pay whatever they want. <laughs> You work two or three years and you save up enough money to get your own fucking truck and an ad in the yellow pages. And your your life is kind of on a new trajectory where maybe in two to five more years you get another truck and you hire a guy who used to be in your position just coming out of that technical school, put him in his own fucking truck that you're getting most of the profit from. Now, how how long is it before you got five trucks and then ten? Maybe you go to a new city in in twenty five years. By the time your retirement age, your son's working on the whole infrastructure of your of your southeast of the united states hvac system company you know like like you can you can pull yourself up from nothing with a two-year degree and something that a lot of people would scoff at that's true in terms of career advice i think everything you said is right um it is work you know like yeah there's no ping pong table at the crawl space like there was at cisco nope you gotta you gotta earn it but uh 
but there's no, there's there's still less stink though, isn't there? <laughs> you walk down the hallway of Cisco, it smells like curry and shit. <laughs> <sighs> I like curry. You're I like curry too. <laughs> no. Would you? Would Phil be saying? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was running for office. <laughs> May, well, I mean, maybe in the South on a Republican ticket. <laughs> yeah, could be. Every work. time I walk down the streets of this city, it smells like shit and curry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send them home. <laughs> I was small town born America here. Home work. is right here. <laughs> ah, you're a little shut brown. up, back Medinajad. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, I just worry like I, the whole pay off the college loan thing. Like, it, I, I know Filthy's pulled out his you know corner cases and anecdotes, but in general, college raises your income and lowers your unemployment. I was suggesting future college is free, like 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 you know like 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 going forward. And the issue with that is who qualifies, who doesn't? You know, do those rich guy, rich kids still get free college, or we're we gonna just charge them? The real issue, in my opinion, I don't even know how you change this, is college is too fucking expensive. Like, like, like I hate. Well, it's, it's worse well, than that, even. Like, you look at some things like compare. Like the ones that always gets me are comparison studies, right? This is like this is this gets around some of the fucking like you know here's my sob story shit. But like compare our compare, compare our country to other countries with college education. Look at what this does for in terms of motivating people. Look, looks at terms of what it does for like brain drain. What it terms like it's ridiculous that our system is so fucking backwards that we are essentially holding our college students at the end of this accountable for things that other countries are paying them to do because of the benefits to their country to have that done. That yep. that to me bothers me on some level. So I don't I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I don't have a solution. I but think the like, problem I is see the problem. It, somehow in my in my case it's this. 18-year-olds are making huge financial decisions and they make them like 18-year-olds would. You know, this school's yeah. got the nicest gym. This school's trees were blossoming when I did my uh, campus tour. This school yeah. has, you know, the clubs and the, our football team was got second in it the It was a serious consideration when I picked one of my colleges, the proportion of men to women to it. Okay. That was a serious consideration when I was making Here's what decision. Hope like, had yep. to deal with. One, fiscal responsibility had been taught to her since before she could talk. And two, I was like, hey, here's what you get funded. We will pay for UNC. If you go to a school that costs more than UNC, this is an in-state school for people that know it's a little less expensive. If you go to a school that costs more than UNC, I will pay the amount that UNC would have cost. And if you go to a school that's less than UNC, then you get that extra. And she chose UNC. She got in. But uh, in that, that financial driver was huge for her. It was one of the <coughs> primary reasons she went there. But a lot of people are like going to whatever university of Chicago, cause it's the best school that accepted them, but they're not from that state and it costs a bundle. And now they decided to just engage in $80,000 worth of debt to start their life. You know, my, graduate, my graduate school decision was based a large part on financial. I got accepted into two colleges. I got accepted into uh, university of North Carolina, excuse me, um, North, Northern Illinois university and the university of Hawaii at Manoa. Those are the two places I got chosen at. And I went to Illinois. Aloha. And I went to fucking Illinois because they offered me both um, tuition. Way, they, they offered me full boat in terms of uh, tuition and a stipend. And uh, Hawaii said one or the other. 
Dude, you had to be tempting, though, to go to fucking Hawaii. Though. It was very fucking tempting. And as an mm-hmm. undergraduate, I would 100%. And I also now... I don't know. You're a little like, pale for the Pacific. Uh, yeah, right. Like, I might have died of skin cancer. But, <laughs> but, but, but nevertheless, I love Hawaii. I've been there, you know, I, I've traveled there, and it's been fucking incredible. And I sometimes wonder what life would have been like differently for that. But I made that decision because it was like, this is the difference between walking out of a student, my, it, my education with a huge debt or not. If school so. becomes free... My fear is that it becomes like the military or even healthcare where like people are just disconnected from the prices and therefore the prices go outrageous. You know, I, I've, oh, I've read a thing again, like recently. My graduate school was on, free. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not I talking still, about like, you. I, I, oh, but but you know, I'm saying that if the government pays for free school is what I was trying to get at. I can see where you came mm. from. Um, then, you know, 14, but the government would, if they do that though, couldn't the government do some price fixing and be like, look, look, look. No, no, no. That's not what it costs anymore. It costs this. Oh, well, we'll just pull all federal funding. Possibly. Well, but do they do that? Is that how our military what, runs? No. We have $1,400 coffee cups and $900 toilets and like, you know, like outrageously priced is, ashtrays and hammers and whatever. And we just get raped because the people who are watching the money, it's not actually their money. So they don't really give a fuck. If you have single payer education where Uncle Sam is footing the bill on everybody's mm. collegiate experience, it's, they got to be like, look, look, look. UNC, that's not what, what's it cost? No, no. Now it's fifteen thousand a student. Oh well, well we're gonna we're gonna downgrade you to a level C school now. You're now your your graduating class will will be mm, three hundred and fifty people a year. Hmm. All right, <laughs> good day. <laughs> I, I feel like they could do some price fixing. They could, they they could fucking force these colleges to come come down to something reasonable. I hate the athletic systems at these colleges. I hate that somehow it feels like the the students are somehow funding football, even though the really? football system is is incredibly pro- for profit. It seems like their athletic systems should. Isn't in, in the so many don't these programs bring in absurd money to the colleges? Isn't this if why they did, then so... the school would be free. Well, no, it's just that the the money doesn't go that way like doesn't make it that far right it's it's not that they aren't bringing in absurd amounts of money to these colleges it's just those savings are not passed on to the student right where's like, it going are they well i, I know in some ways somebody's pocketing that money we need it, to find yeah. that faggot i'm like <laughs> tip him upside down and get like, like some I of it like, goes I, towards I know the facilities UGA, like, like i know LSU, they just got new locker rooms. They're outrageous. Yeah. I, I forget who the pro player was, but I think he plays for the Panthers or something. He's like, my locker room at LSU was way better than it is now as a professional <laughs> football player. And they just upgraded, and I saw it. And the LSU locker rooms are insane. Every locker is like a little individualized, and there's televisions, and there's like, like it, it, the LSU locker rooms are bonkers. Oh, my God. Do you have a picture yes, you could share? I, just Google LSU locker rooms. I, what the fuck are they doing in Louisiana? $28 million? <laughs> I told you they were really good. Dude. What talking about? What's, what's it? Is it Kobe beef that's like hand massaged? Important. <laughs> you got to hit that shit. Oh, yeah. That's absurd. That's absurd waste, wastefulness. That's So some of it goes there. And then I can tell you this. Every collegiate swimmer has a little thank you for the football team that funded them. You know, every (laughs) (laughs) like we know no one came to watch us. You know, it it was you guys who brought in the money to the athletic department and and made it happen. That's just upsetting. It's just upsetting. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see who the we'll see if we get a new president. I still don't think we will. I think Donald Trump's going to win again. Uh, I don't think any of the Democrats can beat him. I think that what you talked about earlier, what you touched on a bit, the whole um, needing to be a bit of a centrist 
to, to take some of those former Obama voters who became Trump voters and turn them back into Democratic voters. I, I think that if you get somebody like Bernie in there, some of these, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, for sure, um, they're, they're, they're too radical. And, and uh, certain parts of the Democratic Party are like, you know, we're going to stand by our ideals. And it's like, well, you're going to lose the fucking race. You think Donald Trump has ideals? Yes. Donald Trump has wins and losses, and, and he I cares. Said this, I said this four years ago when he got elected. Like, I, I, this, is, this is not a— Trump this, is not game, aiming at the middle. The game know? changed. It doesn't matter what, what it was before. It doesn't matter what you believe. The game of politics changed. Trump just overpromised. That's what he did. That, if that was if Trump no, had any magic, it was, it's we're going to make America great. We're going to bring back all the coal jobs. We're going to bring back all the manufacturing jobs. We're going to bring back that, whatever right? your favorite thing. Okay. Whatever your favorite thing is, that's what's going to happen. And a lot, we're going to fix Medicare. What we're going to do is we're going to make it so much more efficient. Everyone is going to have the best health care, and I'm going to do it on day one. I'm going to build sure, a wall on day one. I'm going to, like His level of day one stuff was so outrageous. I don't even know it was supposed to be believed, but that's but how he won. Because, exactly, but, but what, what you just actually described, and, and this is what I'm saying exactly that, but not... It doesn't matter what the words were. It doesn't matter if he promised you a wall on day one or, okay. you know, the world will be a single government under Trump and world day one. It doesn't matter. What he's actually done is taken the, the, the concordance of reality with, with politics has gotten vastly different than it's ever been before, right? It used to be you get caught uh, in a lie. The concordance politically... of reality. What does that yeah, mean? It's just, like how, how, like. <laughs> How realistic, okay, what you say and do are no longer any way near related than they, any way nearly as related as they were before, right? Mm -hmm. With Trump, right? Like Trump is the first president to do this in any way, right? Political scandals that would have killed any other president, crippled them, have just rolled, like washed off of him. Because it's, it's the wonderful. Game has changed. He's like, oh, are there 28 rape charges against me? Well, let's yeah, change the, the topic to changed. racism. Yep. The game has changed. It will never, if you go back to playing as it was before, then you're going to lose because this, there's a strategy that beats that now. And the strategy that beats that is the strategy that we've seen in the last four years. If you don't adapt to that, you're fucked. This is just gaming. This isn't anything to do with politics. Mm -hmm. This is just straight I, up. I love the This topic. strategy is better. And like, we're never going to go back to that. You're not going to be able to put that back in the box unless there's serious, ridiculous reform. I don't believe it. I'll see it when I, when we, when I see it, I'll believe it. Until then, I don't. And if you don't fight fire with fucking fire on this, you will always be behind. So I'm yeah, terrified. I'm terrified the Democrats will do that this year. That they that this, this in the next year and a half in this election cycle, they will go back to the previous tried and true shit, and they will lose again because the game has changed. Do you think? I think if you if, lose if to President Kanye, <laughs> I think if you're a betting shit. man, I think if you're just you're just placing a wager on it and you're taking all of your emotion out of the out of okay. the thing, like you would have a, a boxing match or a UFC contest. It's like, oh, well, I really love Connor, but he's fighting. Khabib Namagamedov, the Dagestani Eagle. I'm a betting man. I have to put it on the man called the Eagle. <laughs> he's never lost before and he smashes. So I, I think that, that in this in this in this race, Donald Trump is the Dagestani Eagle and and yeah, everybody like, else is is Conor McGregor. I don't you know. Use, you can use UFC, you can just go further back. Like I mean UFC wasn't wasn't the point. Correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm not a huge UFC guy. But it wasn't the point of UFC to bring in all different types of fighting styles initially and see which one was the best. Yeah, this is fucking karate. People are fucking. This is if you want the analogy. <laughs> the politics is we're still doing karate over here, and people are doing fucking mixed martial arts over here. 
Like you want to, you want to, you want to play karate versus fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Go for it. Let's see what the outcome of that is. Gore's posted. Look at him. Right? Look at him. He's doing tai chi. <laughs> I'm gonna poke him. The eye. I'm gonna poke him in the eyes right away. Watch this. Watch this. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Did he say Osposkarugan? That's fake. <laughs> you can't Osposkarugan people. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Stretching out? Come here, bitch. <laughs> I'll stretch you. Not out. gonna work. It's not gonna work. That's... You know how many yoga instructors I've raped? Please. <laughs> Filthy makes an interesting point. I'm not sure he's right. Right. I do know that Trump just won by lying, which is you know the summation of what you said. But he. Yeah. Barely won, right? He barely won in an upset, and he got fewer votes. So I yeah, don't know that it's any the unbeatable strategy. Take, take take even the even the people who were in the race with Trump. Take like Hillary Clinton. You think she could have survived any of the things that Trump survived? No, I don't. It's a weird kind of double down, never back off that works for him, right? Like never apologize. That would be the opposite of who Trump is. It's tangential again. Here's reality. It's this curve. He touches it on this one point, and that's it. I don't think I understand that analogy. Like, how is it? Tan- because because it doesn't. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what reality is on this, because he only interfaces with it at that one point, and that one point is you electing him, right? Like, this is the only point that it fucking matters on this. The rest of that, after that fact, after the fact you've elected him, it doesn't matter. He doesn't matter that he is a fucking you know homophobe that he's a misogynist that he is advocating these horrible things that he's uh you know that his policies are terrible that he doesn't know what the fuck is the ass end of anything it is because he's not engaging with reality that isn't his engagement at all and if I, you fight him in reality you lose that kind of supports your point i thought it was interesting that for the first like six or 12 months of his term he would constantly talk about what a landslide victory he had sure right he's just redefining it it's not reality I, it, he would talk about it in terms of votes and say the actual vote counts are fake. But if you take out all the illegal aliens who voted for Hillary, I won the vote and it was huge. And then the mm-hmm. electoral vote. Oh, now that was an absolute landslide. And they're like, I'm going to mess up my numbers. But, you know, well, three out of the last five presidents all won by bigger electoral margins than you. You're actually a little below average. It was a close race. And but it didn't matter. He just repeated again and again and again, yep. trying to act as if he had won a landslide when when. The numbers don't support that. Yeah. It's pointing at fake news. It, it's just like, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a thing. Like he's not, he's not engaging in this in the same way. It's not like a, I don't know if you want to call it like, uh, I, I see this in like, again, like the long form podcast, they call it like good faith arguing versus not good faith arguing. He's not, he's not engaging in good faith politics. So let right? me ask you this. Oh, oh, did I interrupt? Do you need, do you have No, more? no, go ahead. Uh, so um, the Democrats are currently trying to decide whether they want to adopt less extreme positions right like let's take healthcare. do you want to offer a public option that competes on a fair ground with a private option or do you want to get rid of private insurance entirely change this and just have the the government supply health care like they do in some other countries one alienates the middle a little bit and what trump does he doesn't give a crap about the middle it would seem He'll just do and say whatever, make promises that aren't real. Which strategy do you take as a Democrat? Do you make strategies? Do you say things that aren't real? Do you go far left and excite people? Or do you take the middle and hope to get you lots? You say things that aren't real. And you do it yeah. because you're, what you're actually doing is the policies that will actually be enacted and the legislation and, and reality of, 
of ruling this country are not actually related to what the political process of being elected are anymore. Those are now disjointed enough that that's not the approach you want to take. The approach of defining and elaborating on and, and defending the position you believe in isn't, isn't related to the outcome of being elected anymore. So you don't what a try to you don't try to make you would those. construct, right? Like you don't, you don't do that anymore. It's just bad. It's just bad at being. It's bad at it's, getting elected. It's a bad gaming, right? Like the game is now being elected, and once you're elected, you can do things. If you can't get elected, you can't do things. So you do what you do to get elected. We've just seen this. That one. That one the last time, and I don't think you can go back. I have a new topic. Go on. If uh, my dad has two separate individuals in his life who are being catfished as we speak. And he, and he doesn't know how to tell them. Okay. His, uh, his catfished apps, on what domain? Uh, dating sites like like a mobile apps. Okay. Um, <clears throat> his half sister came over the other day. He's like she was beaming. I've never seen her so happy. Her husband died maybe eight years ago. She's fifty. He's like she was so happy. She's like I have found a man. She he's show, she's showing him all these pictures of this guy. She's like. He is in the military. He is serving in Syria right now. And, uh, and you know, he comes on and he chats with me all the time and this and that. And, and, uh, and, and I think we're in love. And dad's like, well, that's, that, that's unbelievable. That, uh, that, that, that's great. That, that's great. That's great. Could I borrow $800? Because he, uh, <laughs> he needs uh, this and that. And I was going to send him uh, some phone cards so that we can continue speaking. And uh, he needs some phone cards. And, uh, and dad's like, um, let me get back to you. Let me get back to you on that. I don't have any cash on me right now. And you're being catfished. And so he, I love my, he didn't have to I ask you my, if it was a scam. He was aware I'm so proud of my father. Okay. Um, you know, he, he, he did not get into sort of computers or the internet early in life at all. Like, like my, you know, we, we were all quick to, to, to take it on. You know, we had a computer when I was, I don't know, 10 or so something like that. Some gateway, what it, what you might call it on dial up. And we, you know, we got on the internet and did our thing and we learned as we went email and everything, et cetera. He would, he not so much. he, he was never interested in it. He, did, he didn't get the the value of it. It really wasn't until he um, he became single again uh, when him and my mother split, and uh, and he saw the the dating sites. He saw you know like plenty of fish and uh, and on the various dating sites, and he re that really motivated him. You know certain certain things when you see that that will, will motivate you, and, and that did. <laughs> he became fairly internet literate. Because I'm sure he's the man would have learned HTML if there was some pussy on the other side. He, that's fair. There were, he'd have been fucking coding with the best of them if that's what it took. All right? He'd have learned Anaconda. He'd have, <laughs> I've heard I've theories about that being the basis of art. He'd have had so, one of those, yeah. like, he'd have had one of those. Um, um, he'd look like seven of nine. What's his name from Apple? <laughs> Was it Steve Cook? Steve Jobs, like, like, like maybe? Steve Jobs. He had one of those Steve Jobs, like one ear microphone <laughs> yeah. things. Like, no, Ishtar, no, I don't think so. <laughs> if we code it like this, not only do we... Come on, come on, Ishtar, <laughs> get with the times. <laughs> so, uh, so, so he's a, he doesn't know how to tell her, though, that she's being catfished. And then he has this guy that works for him, this guy who's maybe late 40s, early 50s, something like that. Not a great-looking guy, but not deformed or anything, you know, whatever. And, uh, and he, he works for dad 
and uh, and he's like, Lamar, I have found me a woman. She is. Let me show you. Let me show you. And he shows my dad this video that that he has on his phone of this woman speaking to him, and she is beautiful. Like she's like like any of us would would be is like she beautiful for this guy or like internet Hollywood object- beautiful objectively beautiful. You're saying. She is internet hollywood beautiful. Okay, she okay. is like 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 her hair's done like classy like 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 you can tell like a woman who's spent ten dollars on her look a hundred dollars on her look five hundred a thousand ten thousand like, so like there's levels to, as a stand-in for expensive there's levels to this sure. shit all right her hair is done very well her gotcha. nails are done very well her makeup is immaculate she's beautiful she's maybe 30 35 Gotcha. She's and and she's she's sort of it, talking and she's going ha 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 yeah I love that. she's flicking her hair and stuff and she's talking into the phone and dad's like <clears throat> why can't I hear her and he's like oh her uh, her microphone doesn't work he's like hmm. wait her microphone doesn't work so but but you've spoken to her right oh yeah we talk all the time but you've heard so you've heard her voice Ah, uh, now her microphone you know on her phone it doesn't work so we text we text <laughs> um um i did give her my debit card and my credit card and you know she's been taking some money out you know for, for, for stuff she needs you know stuff she, she needs she <laughs> yeah my, right. my dad's like like james i hate to break it to you this woman is not real she's not a real individual Nobody's phone, nobody's microphone on their phone breaks and they don't <laughs> fix it. That's the main part of the phone. That's the thing that makes it a phone mm-hmm. is the microphone on the goddamn phone. Like, like phones are cheap as shit now. Like, like it's not like everybody has to have a thousand dollar phone. Like you can go get a phone for 50, a hundred dollars. Like, like, like this is not a real woman. Someone is sending you a recording of a beautiful woman flicking her hair and speaking animatedly in at a camera like just you gotta being that beautiful that, right? sets off alarm bells for hypothetical single woody gets tricked by a girl who's 38 but looks like 34 right you know like like that's about the li- if some 22 year old dime is in a bikini flipping her hair telling me she likes me <laughs> no she doesn't no, she doesn't. There's no way. <laughs> <sighs> These poor people. These poor people. They're both like. I, I know he's lost. He said he, she's taken like fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollars out of his account to like buy she. Yeah, and somebody this dumb, fifteen hundred is a bunch. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It's you know there, there's maybe five in there and fifteen hundred's gone. Yeah. It's 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 real sad. Um I I am I, I'm like I don't think I've ever been I've caught catfish before, you know. You know, I I'll, I'll catch them right away. You know, I, 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 I like to too. think I'm I like to think I'm smarter than the average bear and uh and and you know, I'll right away be like, you know, something's fishy about this. I don't something about the way you're saying things and the way you can't do this or you can't do that or it just doesn't add up. Why don't Give you an send example? me like uh, not not to like I don't question your the, the conclusion of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm just curious. Sure. Like you 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 have been. I mean, like I've I've seen your FPS your FPS Russia shit. You've had you've been an extremely big internet celebrity at some point. I'm kind of curious. Was it related to that or was it just sure? Like, 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 like you know I um I've had lots of girls you know you know contact me through the internet. You know one of the things. <clears throat> 
long before Tinder was a thing, Facebook was a thing. You know, uh, I've got a couple million people on Facebook, and if two percent of them are women, Jesus Christ, that's 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 a lot of mm-hmm. women. Okay, um, you know, that's that's twenty thousand women or something like that. So, you know, I'd post something on Facebook and be like, "Hey, who wants a free T-shirt? Leave me a comment." any comment on this post i'm gonna pick 10 of you y'all get free t-shirts y'all get free this this that or the other and i would just go and i would add every single female to my personal facebook (laughs) and so at the time i want to say a personal facebook had a limit of how many friends you could have i don't recall what it was 150 250 i had four personal facebooks that (laughs) were nothing jacked full of women and so like, like 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 i just had thousands literally of of women no, I'm, who, clear. I'm not judging you at all on that that makes from like a, some sense of like resources it makes a fuck ton of sense so. yeah yeah I, I mean i i wasn't lying to these women i wasn't being disingenuous in any way um but but you know these were women who were clearly interested in me and maybe not maybe not sexually maybe not in some sort of relationship at all but I would filter those bitches out <laughs> stop and analyze filthy's response like i'm not judging you at all on having 2,000 women you know, that you're working on at one time. Not. From a biological evolutionary perspective, that's how men spread their seed. I, I just, so. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so, and so I studied I this traveled. in my master's. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not what I'm saying, Woody. My point was more along the lines of, I, I could see if you had a system at your hand. Like, okay, this is dating sites to some degree. It's not exactly that. He's in a much better position than you would be on a dating site. Dating site so is designed... Yeah, exactly. The dating site is designed to give you reach in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise. Okay. If you already have reach, part of what you're going to do with that reach is try to use that reach in ways that benefits you, right? And if one of those ways of reach is benefiting you is you're looking for someone that is interested in you or you're interested in or is attractive to you or whatever else, of course you're going to fucking utilize that. So it's, Absolutely. it's interesting to hear yeah, yeah. that. I don't judge that at all for that. It makes total sense. Every human, every human being has some desire of that. It's a matter of ethics when you get into things of like, what is he doing? Is he lying to all these people, et cetera? So like, the end of itself that he would do that makes me laugh. Makes me laugh as a man, right? It makes me laugh as a male. Of course, if you had fucking 20,000 women interested, you would do your best to fucking sort that in a way that would be helpful to you. But it's, yeah. it, but it's, but it's I would spend an enormous level, right? amount of time sorting these people out. <laughs> sure, because, right. Because like, yeah, you, you'd, you'd have, have to, to be filter entirely out. sure. You'd be on a plane, for example, and your neighbor would be intrusive, but you wouldn't really let that bother you. You'd be sorting. I, I Sorting. <laughs> yeah. Sorting all the time. Like Because, all right, first of all, we got to remove anyone who's underage. Like, like that—that's—that's that's a no-brainer. Like, 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 that's that's not my proclivity. That's not. I'm not. I'm not looking to get any kind of a trouble. Uh, you know, if you're if you're 17 or younger, like, get the fuck out of my Facebook. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not even. I'm not gonna like groom you either. Like a you, weird um, motherfucker. Like somebody we know. By the way, I could I could send you fucking transcripts of you know who. Grooming seventeen. Who is, who is, you know who? I don't we know all, who. The same person I always like to mock. And... Yeah, just for the record, he's not <laughs> talking about me. I just want everyone to know that. It's, yeah. God knows. No. I'm on the other end of this camera. I don't want to be yeah, out. I am too. And I'm like, <laughs> like oh wait, wait I know the guy. Pizza. It took me a second to realize who he was talking about. No, what he what he's a what he's a very upstanding citizen. Um, um, certainly no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even if it were if it were you, I would never even infer anything like or, or um, insinuate anything like that. No, of course not. Not Woody. Not Woody. Not Woody. But Wings. Wings was grooming. <laughs> he <that> said seven- it. <laughs> Wings was grooming that seventeen-year-old girl. He said, "Hit me up in four months." 
like, 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 was Wings like, like 18 at this point? My age. <laughs> 30 just... fucking two. Oh, <laughs> Grooming a 17 year old. And look, look, I, I came mean, Wings on this is show. an attractive man. I could see that. He He's was a good looking fellow. It, it was probably, he probably assumed it was legitimate. Look. Wings was grooming the 17 year old and she and there are transcripts of of her talking about how he was grooming her and how she it really weirded her out. How at first she was just like going along with it because, you know, like, like, hey, I'm just going to play along and be like, you know, I don't want to be a stick in the mud or whatever. But like, Jesus Christ, he's like he's grooming me like when are you going to be 18 and blah, blah, blah. Like, like, like you can see when that girl was like, like, like you can see the, 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 the messages from that girl talking about how weird it was that Wings was literally grooming her as a 17-year-old um, for when she was 18 and he could possibly meet up with her or whatever. But but that's neither here. That's not what I was heading towards. Sure. I, uh, uh, you know, I, I was just saying, um, I don't know how, how, we got, how we got started on this topic, you know, but essentially... I derailed. I asked a question for a clarification. I don't remember what the fuck we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, essentially, it, it, you know, that was my... That was that was how I dated uh, for sure. a long time, because it, it still is, I guess, you know, like, like, like there are just a lot of women who are, or for whatever reason, like, like think I'm attractive or interested in me or whatever, and when they get to know me, they, they find me to be intriguing, I suppose, because I'm, I'm a real nice guy. Just now you've included yeah. the Georgia prison system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I'm dangerous. That, that, that only adds to that's the, right, the, true. That go. only adds to the allure, you know. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a bad boy now. You should come back tatted <laughs> the fuck up, right? Just so, yeah, neck tats by prison tat. It should say prison in the shape of a necklace around your neck. <laughs> like yeah, Kyle my, is two months in a, a tennis camp. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun if you yeah. came back jacked like if you if you're yeah, right. noticeable yeah yeah when i go i'm gonna i'm oh. definitely gonna work out you know you, you know what i want you time. to try for real um <laughs> there are prison anal. potato it's chips anal. that are oh. supposed to be out of this are you not familiar potato with these? chips yes oh there's no... i'm not joking uh i will yeah, google it i'm actually no, uh, not you're... let's start with catfish look i watch a lot of prison youtube and no here they are. They're called the whole shebang. They're not sold. Well, they're sold online, but they're not sold in stores outside of prison. But they're sold in the commissary. And apparently they are outrageous. So very good that when people leave prison, it's the thing they miss most about prison. The whole sure. shebang. Tell me, uh, tell me what makes them so special. What I, do they have in prison that they don't have elsewhere to make them this good? Because that's where I immediately lose all faith in this. Oh, it's, it's just whole shebang rest they're not a sponsor people i by the way i think we have more ads to do but um we do we uh, do i'll knock them out right after this okay but yeah apparently I, I i keep hearing amazing things about the whole shebang potato chips they're sold yeah, in commissary I'm in prison, that's what i'd be like woody i want to sell you the whole shebang how are you selling this how are you selling this to us right now what do you what, mean? Okay, how what, am I selling this to you? You are you are excited about this right now. Well, so I get tell excited. Me what sets this apart? I don't why know. Is, why is why would you believe in a prison potato chip? Uh, well, it, it, okay. So you might not know. I have. I was going to say dozens of hours, but that is wildly undercutting it. I have well over a hundred hours of watching like Twenty Three and One, Big Mike. Um, like I, I'm trying to name all the prison interviews and YouTubers. There is a, a genre on YouTube where people come out of prison and tell you how to survive in prison, which I am oddly interested in. And yeah. 
I don't do other people have this thing. I don't know, but whatever. And the whole shebang potato chips are supposed to be out. Of, I might order them. They have them on yeah. Amazon. You have to try it. I would. I would. I would want to see that. I would watch that. If I were a PK viewer, I would watch the shit out of you eating a whole shebang fucking potato chip and actually giving like your opinion on that. Because that, that just strikes me as so odd. I've added it to my Amazon cart. They, what do they, they call Amazon? I, I, I mean, I'm getting them too. I mean, if you're getting them, I'm getting them. Let's see here. The whole shebang potato chips, eh? Yeah. The... But you can get them on Amazon. I thought you couldn't get them out of prison. You can't get them in stores. Oh. Yeah, and I think the internet, I don't know how new that is, but uh, people get introduced to these potato chips in prison. The 30, and, oh, here's an $11 bag. Okay. Yeah, I got them for $11. I'm like, what the heck? But I, I think we're buying like a... Wait, they have original and extreme. Oh, I got the default. I don't know get, what to... I'm getting, I'm getting extreme. Get, oh, good. Oh, good. We'll you try. get the extreme. That's how it works. <laughs> what is it? Extreme Place order. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's is it double shebang? Extreme, of course. That's the difference between Schillinger. Salt. These are yeah. Schillinger's fucking potato <laughs> chips, all right? Yeah, that's right. These are that's fucking right, Nazi tattoo salt. on your ass. <laughs> Nazi tattoo on your ass. Shitting in Schillinger's face. Extreme potato chips. I believe it was those. a brand, a Nazi brand. I, am I right on that? Was no, he tattooed his fucking ass the first fucking night. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah, yeah I was looking at what the commissary was like, 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 like what foods I had available, and I was like, oh, I bet it's fucking like low, like low grade, like, like what you get at a convenience store, essentially, like gas station food. Mm -hmm. No, it's like fucking Whole Foods. It's like fucking Whole Foods. Like, like it's it's like everything. I got like eight cho choices of shampoo. Like, 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 like eight choices of shampoo. Like, 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 like four different combs and brushes. Like, like, like robes literally robes and and, and 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 nike tennis shoes or new balance tennis shoes for the track there's a squash it's court funny. i have all this advice on how to like uh, because you don't want to go into a level like three prison i think three is like oh. where prison starts as legit like one and two That'd are kind of not so bad which is where you if, would be yeah like even but, midi what you, even Kyle, medium security if Kyle applied your advice to his prison it's, wouldn't it's, that be perfect <laughs> Well, for example, if you go to a level three, right, and you've maybe got money on the outside, you can't just go and go wild, you know, like, like just furnish your cell on day one because people will see that and then you'll be a victim uh, or a potential target for all kinds of like, um, blackmailing is not what I'm looking for, but, you know, they'll basically tell you that oh. you need to pay protection money weekly and, and, you know, find a way to extract that money you have on the outside under threat of violence. So, but I think in level one, that's not really an issue. He's got other people committing like cyber crimes and shit like that with him. Hello? But, uh, so yeah, I was, I was about on the edge of being like, Kyle, you can't go furnishing your cell. You can't, uh -huh. you know, the, buy a dozen ramens and robes yeah, and sandals and stuff out of the gate. It turns out like it's really the size of your lazy okay, boy that's, no that determines the hierarchy in this fucking prison. It sounds like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're flat screens only what? <laughs> uh yeah um the uh the commissary is fucking cool there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy shit there there's a full fucking gym they got a they got a squash court they got a fucking like tennis court got a got a running track it's gonna be a good time it'll be a good fucking time i dude what i want is for you to get the t prescription and then spend 
five, seven days a week pounding iron and pumping. I was just like, like, come back a fucking super Kyle. I'm not going to shave the whole time. I'm going to come back. Can. I'm going to come back with that, with that wild man beard. And, uh, and I'm definitely gonna get the tea when I come out. I was worried about getting uh tea and then going in because I was worried that maybe I couldn't get that done there. And that that was going to fuck up my whole, like, uh, like, like, um, what do you call it? I system, must not be tracking what tea is. I thought you meant testosterone. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting fucking uh, testosterone replacement therapy. I'm looking into getting that. I've already went really? to one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's is this because like, like low levels, or just because you want to fucking do it? Yeah. Okay. Performance the, the enhancing ladder. drugs. You don't. It doesn't say <laughs> anything about performance fixing enhancing. We're gonna be Kyle's gonna be, get a big S on his chest by the end of this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Tattooed by Big Mike and the boys. That's right. <laughs> It's very submissive. Big Mike is the. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to process that. So, Big Mike is a YouTuber, but he was previously a shot caller in prison. So he would tell people when they had to put in work, which of course means. I don't want to put it in work. Yeah. Oh, there's a term for beating someone up. It's not cracking heads, but it's like. Uh, I forget. Splitting wigs. Splitting wigs. Yeah. Splitting wigs is putting in work. And, uh, Where I'm going, they don't split any wigs. Um, <laughs> they have a, it's literally yeah. like uh, people who are doing like five years or less of white collar crime. I'm in there with a bunch of tax cheats and shit. And uh, it's, um, uh, there's no fences. There's literally no fences. Like there's no cells. It's a, like a dormitory environment. Uh, it, it, they call it a camp. It's essentially camp. What? And uh, I'm curious. Do you know if your I'll call it a cell. Does it have painted cinder block or drywall? Neither. Like, like I'm in a big room, like like uh, like, oh. like like military barracks. Like 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 yeah. everybody's just in a big room and like beds. full metal jacket. The exactly like full metal jacket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, don't say where I'm going. By the way. Like, like, oh, I'm aware, know. but I'm. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the reminder, uh, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're no like deal. no fences, uh, and I was about to say, well, but there's the X, and I'm like, you know what? No hints either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, 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 like, like honestly, like I got no fear going in. Like, like if anything, I'm looking forward to a controlled environment where I'm going to be able to work out, eat healthy, stay focused, and like not have any distractions or anything. And sleep I'm going to try schedule. to call it sleep schedule. Sleep schedule will be like super good. Like, like I think I think we will go to bed at like 10 p.m., wake up at 7 p.m. or some shit like that. Uh, you know, and I, I think I think we end up with some kind of a job. I'm in for such a short period of time. It's unusual. Like the fact that I'm going in at all is, is, is very unusual. Like most people there are like a year, two years, three years, four years, five years. Synchronized um, swimming. Yeah. I don't know if they got a, they got a, got a pool, uh, but the, the <laughs> fact that I'm going in at all is, it is unusual. So like just the, the, there's a process of like checking me in and a process of checking me out. That's going to be one eighth of my entire stay. It's just the checking in and checking out period. It takes so long to do both of those things. You know, it's, it's uh it's an unusual thing. So I don't know if I'll actually ha get to have a job. And yeah, do I want to take a second to virtue signal just to let, let you know that I'm really pleased that it worked out that, that well, man. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right. My <laughs> probation officer was like, so you got a really good attorney, huh? I was like, couple of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have a question uh, based on the like TV shows I watch and stuff or whatever. It sure. seems like they don't always know the date they get out. But that seems like something you'd know. Like my last day is, uh, I'll make it up. What is it? July 31st, um, yeah, yeah. which is today. So like you just sort of wait and count off until that day happens. But it seems like guys are almost surprised that they've just been selected to leave. 
Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Um, I know that I got two months, and uh, I know when I go in, and uh, but I don't know and if they mean count to two. I well, I don't know if they mean twenty eight month months, twenty eight day months. I'm sorry, yeah. I should say, or yeah. thirty day months. I don't know. I don't know exactly. So I I don't know exactly what day I get out or whatever. Um, I, I don't. I, you know, it it'll vary up and down four days or whatever the fuck. Oh, uh, I, I, I guess. Yeah, if it's twenty eight or thirty or thirty one day months or like whatever, whatever, yeah. what, what they call it. Um, yeah, I'm like in banking, they're thirty day months. So duh, as if that's relevant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it is relevant. I don't. I don't know. Crime. <laughs> yeah, right. The white collar. Yeah, right. They use the thirty day system there. Get charged yeah. with something else. Different system. Yeah, I, uh, I I think it's gonna be pretty interesting, and I'm gonna try to like uh, it, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna call to the sh- I'm gonna call like one of you guys, and like we'll record like a phone call, like like in my dream world, like maybe like you and Taylor could get together, and I could call in, and we could I don't know if I'm allowed to talk for ten minutes or two hours, mm-hmm. but like like <laughs> Woody, I need some advice. Can you get in touch with Big Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Woody, I need you to send eighteen thousand dollars to a man named Ricardo. He's in Juarez. He's in Juarez, New Mexico. And it needs to be done today. Here, well, like, two questions. Two questions on that. One, um, I think I'm coming on again in September. Chiz was talking to me about, and uh, I don't know if that will be that during that time period. I would love to be a part of that. If there's some way to overlap that, I can fucking be. Flexible. It will. It literally. <laughs> will. I want to hear about that. So it literally that's will. The first. The second is what? What's the outcome of that long term, uh, Kyle? When you come out of this, are you? I know because I, I know you're a big firearms guy, right? And this has been part of your. Yeah, life. I'm a felon. I can't get guns until ever like, again. Like, yeah, until until they pass some sort of law. Uh, okay. Eventually, I I think eventually, like like that'll come full circle. But but who knows? Or maybe some state will refuse to observe federal law. Or I might just go to another country. Like like I'm willing to do any of the three. Um, okay, but that was a felony charge that knocks you out of that that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that there's the, any the felony charge that you doesn't. Had. Right, yeah, no, they do, they all do. Sort of an all off on. To, yeah, yeah. All those are when gone. I first came yeah. up PKA and like you were showing off all these, like I was surprised about what you had in like the background the first time I was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all gone. That's been cleaned yeah, up for sure. Yeah, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they destroyed all those cool guys. Destroyed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the big what, gun owner on PKA now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. That's what they do. Cool guys. Huh. Okay. Oh. Yeah, there was... Yeah. I underestimated the severity of this. And it, it continually did that. Like, it, even three months ago, I keep saying the same thing. Like, I was like, they're still mad about that? You know? Like it, yeah, but I'm that's over the it. in the fucking car we watched to start the show, right? Say like, it's again? exactly that. It's like a disconnect between what's happening and what the reality is. Right. right like it's exactly that like yeah it makes no sense to me even and i've been like right at the center of it for for years now uh you know I, it just it doesn't make any sense to me i don't i don't get it you know it's a, it's a fucking plant that grows out of the ground and, and they act like it grows I, anywhere I, they call it weed yeah call it weed you know and it, it doesn't make you some kind of it's not crocodile it doesn't like make you some it's not pcp you know i i, I don't get it um and, and i think and a lot of the people in the system don't get it either it was so it was such a weird disconnect to hear the prosecutor even talking about you know Mitch McConnell's got into 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 marijuana distribute, distributing distributing now yeah he's gotten big into it and it's like why are you going after me <laughs> uh, I, I don't know I don't you probably done this a million times on show so I'll try to keep this really really brief I haven't actually heard what were the actual charges that you ended up can being we do charged the, um, real quick I'm getting 
nervous. Yeah, like, yeah it's getting too antsy. Late. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah I'll take a second. Uh, smart mouth. Everyone hates talking to someone with bad breath, that humid, awful smell. It keeps you from focusing on anything other than finding an excuse to leave. Now just think about all the times that you were the gross, smelly one. And the other person was thinking about trying to get away. You probably can't think of any examples, then that's because we rarely have an accurate read on our own breath odor. In other words, you could be walking around with trash mouth and not even realize that you're grossing everyone out. That's why Smart Mouth, Smart Mouth invented. Smart Mouth's clinically proven two-liquid system that combines to instantly eliminate bad breath and prevent bad breath from returning all day. Rinse once in the morning for all day cl clean breath. <laughs> and once before bedtime to prevent morning breath. Just two rinses a day, and you will never have bad breath again. Guaranteed. Whether it's the boardroom or the bedroom, having confidence in your breath spells success. Go to smartmouth.com, smartmouth.com, now for a free, free coupon. And you can find Smart, smart Mouth products in the oral health aisle at Walgreens, CBS, Target, Rite Aid, Amazon, Amazon, uh, Walmart, or wherever you shop. Once again, that's smartmouth.com slash PKA for your coupon. Big fans. You've been hearing about Smart Mouth for years now. You know there's a bunch of you out there who haven't tried it yet, but you're curious. There's a piece of you that wants to know what the what the hoo ha's all about. There's a link in the description. Click on it, try it, and uh, it's actually good. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You think that no one wants your data, or that hackers can't grab your password, passwords, or credit card details. But you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why we decided to take action, which is why we're recommending that you get ExpressVPN to protect yourself from, to protect yourself from cyber criminals. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address, ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and or tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than $7 a month, you can get this same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar, and it comes with a 30-day money-back Guarantee. Protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash pka. Link down below. That's expressvpn.com slash pka. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N. Uh, three months free for a one-year package. Yeah, visit them today. You don't want anyone snooping on your online activity. If, if you're into happy trails, that's between you and your browser. Nobody else. Yeah, if you're into anything data. sexual too, that can be all sorts of weird. You don't want that shit out there. <laughs> I don't know about what you're doing with happy trails, but like my things that I'm looking Trust at. Trust me, it's sexual. It, it... <laughs> it's, it's definitely sexual. And it's private. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> <clears throat> it's dark. So what it's you dark. were asking, Kyle, prison questions. Yeah, yeah. Um the the, the final charges was uh intent uh, was uh possession with intent to distribute. They uh the intent to distribute was because uh, they had proof that my girlfriend smoked a joint at my house one time uh, through like some messaging or some email or some shit like that. Um, that's distributing. I never sold any drugs to anybody ever. Um, that that you know, did, never did anything like that. Um, but but sharing marijuana with a with a, with a third par a second party uh, is distribution. 
mm-hmm. by the law. And uh, it was made clear in court, like to the judge and even via the prosecutor. She was like, yeah, he never sold any drugs. We're not saying that. We're saying he distributed drugs. You know, it, it was it was a big nonsensical thing. Originally, they hit me with a whole myriad of charges that were essentially meant to force me to plead guilty to these lesser charges of, of possession with intent to distribute um, by a scare. Did you, up, did you end up pleading guilty to lesser yeah. charges? Yeah, yeah. I just pled guilty to those lesser charges because this... it was zero to six months of jail, you know, versus what I was looking at with like all these absurd charges that were that were just false. You talk about false. the serial was... number one? Are you comfortable talking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had a gun that had been coded by a, another company and they had they had like coded over one of the serial numbers and it was hard to see. Literally, if you scrape on it a little bit, you can see it. And they were trying to hit me with this sort of destruction of a serial number on a firearm charge, which is like a 10-year federal sentence. Jesus. It's meant to target people who are scratching the serial numbers off of weapons that are used by criminals. You know, you see it in movies when gangsters have like a, a gun with a yeah. serial number scratched off. The serial number wasn't scratched off. A little bit of the coating to make the gun look cool had like went into the the, the engraving on the serial number. It was, it was something that... I. It wasn't a new thing to. It, I didn't know it was like that, you know. And it, it was. Uh, it had been like that for like two or three years, like that. And I didn't do it. That charge was crazy. That that to me was the craziest one. It's why I brought it up. So, um, while this played out, I didn't ask Kyle details about it. One, who knows how tapped all this stuff is? You know, obviously, they Barry. saw his text messages, right? So, so uh, just communicating is an issue. And two. It, even if he told me something via some secure thing, now I have a secret to keep. That's not my specialty, right? So I just didn't get any secrets. I, I, I stayed in the dark so that I wouldn't be a problem. And when I saw the serial number one, I was just like every other fan, like, what the heck? And I, I started plugging in holes in my head as to what might have happened. Um, Kyle owns a lot of guns. He buys sometimes used guns. I thought maybe a gun came into his possession that had previously had a destroyed serial number, and now he was like in trouble for it. That was the you got to be in the like the the one percent or less of people of gun owners, right? And the number of things that have gone through you or your companies for the things you've done on your channel. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the for number sure. of crazy fucking shit that's come through. Right. Like, so I've I've I thought one on slipped through with the weird sure. serial number, and I'm like, man, that sucks. Like he's in a lot of trouble for it. To what actually happened is he bought a brand new gun from a gun store, all perfect, sent it to a professional gun coding place who sent it back with coding on the number. Like, that's nothing like like the charge made it seem to be. Yeah, absolutely. All, like, like, all the charges were like that. Every one of the charges were like that. Like, like, like even the distribution charge was nonsense. Um, you know, like... like um, their search warrant was bad like we could have gotten out of this whole thing because their search warrant was such nonsense if i hadn't owned not um like like federal firearms like suppressors and stuff like that that because their their search warrant was garbage we could have argued against the search warrant and and anything that they had found at my house would have been inadmissible but every bit of evidence they had would have been inadmissible if not for the fact that i was like into federal firearms and that grants them sort of access regardless of of anything else um, it, it was a, it, it, if, um, if not for a, me being a license to manufacture, like you didn't have a regular license, you had a super license. No. Yeah. I had the highest level of licensing for everything. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And um, that means that you sort of submit yourself to be, to lack of privacy. 
Yeah, yeah, essentially, like, 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 effectively, that that that's the case. Um, and it, it's it, and it really isn't that license as much it is as it is anyone who has a suppressor. Like, if you've it, you're you're sort of agreed to a a certain uh, lack of rights as, as far as that goes, whether you realize it or not at the time. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you're kind of on a database of like, oh, this guy has this, and and I, I can't remember the exact um terminology for it but essentially they have the right to come in if, if if you get caught with any sort of marijuana or anything like that so but but their search warrant was bad it really was um you know they the reason that they supposedly searched my house was because i was wearing shorts what that's what it says in the search warrant i was wearing shorts that was that, were they uh, that cargo makes... shorts because if so you should have known better yeah, they were basketball shorts. For, <laughs> tell me that for a while now, and the, the last pair of shorts I purchased weren't cargo shorts, not because I don't like them, because apparently that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, yes. they were basketball shorts, <laughs> and uh, they, they said that it was unusual that I was wearing basketball shorts, and therefore, uh, when I was caught with marijuana, then I must have been heading right back home, because there's no way I'd have been going anywhere else but right back home wearing those shorts. And it's like, dude, to be it's fair, August. Cal, do you often wear pants? Or shorts at all, like when you're home? Uh, yeah, I go naked 100% of the time when I'm home. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What would they have yeah, thought of your pajama jeans? Below my shirt. Yeah, it, it just didn't make any sense. They had just written a bad warrant so they could get inside my house. Um, it, it, it was a whole thing, but, but you know, there's nothing I can do about it now. So I'll just move forward to the best of my ability. I, there, there are certain states that are going to ignore any sort of federal guidelines. There is the possibility that, you know, maybe that, that if certain people get po uh, elected, then they'll start expunging records. And there are various countries that I could just go to, and I'm open to any three of those options. And I'll do one or the one of the above. Uh, I don't know at, why at the country point. one seems so close to me. Like I don't. Maybe I'm no. There, there's a lot of country. There are a lot of countries with gun rights, and uh, there are a lot of countries that you can uh, immigrate to, uh, regardless of having a felony, especially the kind of felony that I have. You know, they're they're like, oh, that okay, we don't care. So you um, you haven't named them? Is that on purpose or? Um. Canada would be the one I would go to. I'd have to ha hire an immigration attorney to work mm -hmm. through a few things, but I could probably go to Canada. Hmm. Yeah, I sorry to bring it up, man. It's just curiosity. No, I don't care. I don't. I don't mind at all. You know. Yeah. It's, it's, no. It's this it, whole thing. It, it was a not a good topic before the trial ended. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. I, I've been on here a number of times and asked prior to that and you've been like no let's not talk about that and I'll let it go but i've just been kind of like i've been curious like i want yeah, to yeah 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 i didn't want to talk about it too much when it was ongoing and like a yeah, thing no shit. that was that, that was <laughs> makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah i wanted to i wanted to you know get as good of an outcome as i got and uh, and i did you know i went from a level 31 federal offense to a level six federal offense which uh which basically means i went from 25 to 30 years in federal prison to um, zero to six months in federal prison. Is that level 31? Toys? Does that mean? No, points? no. And, <laughs> um, and and I could tell you a funny story off the air about, about how the sex toys came into the search. It's very, it's, yeah, I want to hear. Tell me after. It's, tell me it's after. very <laughs> funny. Um, it's, it's very funny. Uh, they did not want to look too thoroughly in the sex toy drawer, you could tell. They're like, I ain't searching that one. <laughs> nah. Good thing nah. too, because that's my sex toy bong drawer. <laughs> that's right. I opened the sex toy drawer and I was like, well, I didn't find any of this stuff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been an interesting little ride. I you know, I I, I have a 
the way I look at that and, uh, you know, like, like, like having to go to jail or whatever and all that stuff is like, we do a podcast here and we sort of sell our stories. And if I was some vanilla, boring, you know, plain Jane kind of guy, like you run out of stories at some point. It's like, how many times am I going to tell you about, you know, some fight in high school or, or a poop bandit or, or, you know, at least 10, right? <laughs> once you get a 10, you're kind of running. <laughs> Fred's running bare. But, uh, but you know, I, I kind of, and I told my parole officer this uh, a week ago. I was like, you know, this is great for me. This is great. <laughs> I, I was like, every interaction that you and I have, you know, like, like going to jail, all that stuff. I was like, this is hours of content that people find interesting and I find interesting. And it, it, it's ridiculous stuff. And, you know, I think we both know that someday that this How is only going to look that? back. Oh, he, he, cool he get, oh, he gets, it's a really cool guy. I like my parole officer a lot. Um, he's, he's a, he's a real foodie. He, uh, he cooks a lot. We watch the same YouTube channels about cooking. Fantastic. Um, we're both into sous vide, which is, you know, when you vacuum seal things, yeah, yeah, you yeah. put them in the hot water bath. I know it's sweet. Um, I yeah, have he, a friend uh, that does that shit. I've been considering, considering it. Do it. Do it. Give yourself a, a $90 sous vide. It, like, like I made filet mignons for my whole family the other night. Just incredible steaks. Like, like as, uh, Incredible steaks. They're just perfectly cooked, medium rare. Sear them on the outside with butter, rosemary, and garlic, and they're just incredible. So good. And uh, so you know, we talk about that shit when he comes over. You know, I think he's got like he's got a lot of parolees under his uh, attention or whatever. And I'm sure a lot of them are actual like violent felons and criminals and people who aren't nice people. And I, if, when he comes over to my house, it's clear that he, he's just like, "Hey, how's it going?" You been watching any sous vide everything? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Have you seen the mashed potatoes that he makes in the sous vide? He's like, yeah, there's a whole stick of butter in there. Can you believe it? I'm like, that's how the French do it too. They put a whole stick of butter in there. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know. It's terrible for you, but damn, it's good. And yeah, we talk about food. Yeah, you know, the same thing with like, I had like a, I got a court ordered therapist and uh, they, they send me to her for like um, substance abuse. Mm -hmm. And I get in there and she's like, so is it methamphetamine or opiates? I'm like, I got caught smoking weed. <laughs> and she's like, huh? <laughs> she's like, like you were injecting marijuana or <laughs> no, no, I had a uh, had half ounce of marijuana and uh, that's what I'm in trouble for. She's like, well, that's like a slap on the wrist, right? I was like, well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> she's like, they send people to jail for that still. And I'm like, yep. Sure do. She's like, that's crazy. I'm like, tell them. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever use the therapist for others? Like if, if I had court order therapist, right, for weed or something, and we're like, all right, let's brush past that topic. I got to tell you, I was kind of sad last winter. And I had that's night terrors do. after a robbery at, you know, 17. That's exactly what I did. You know, I talk about actual traumatic things that have happened in my actual past. I'm like, 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 just... Now that we're past the nonsense of this marijuana thing, I did have a rough time four or five years ago. You want to talk about that? And she's like, yeah, let's talk about that instead. And like, <laughs> so I talked to her about that. That went great. I was so happy to get like this $20 because it's like subsidized by the federal government. Uh -huh. So I pay like nothing, like $30 a month or something for this like legit therapist. And, uh, and, and now I have this therapist. We don't even talk about me. I'm giving her recommendations on what gun she should buy for home protection. <laughs> really? We're talking about what security system she should install. I'm like, you want to get them nest cameras. All right. They give you a notification all the time. I'm like, look, 
that automatic pistol your husband has you using? Can you even cock it? Can you even rack this? He's like, it is hard. I can't even get the bullets in. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I was like, look at my hands. I have a hard time with it. What We're going to get it? you a Smith and Wesson semi-auto. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, here's a, here's a list of guns you need. I'm right now. I'm, I'm like, you need, I would get you a 20 gauge Remington 870. All right. You can handle the recoil. Cocking it scares the hell out of anybody who comes in your house. And if you have to shoot them, they're dead as a doornail or a revolver. It never jams. It you know how many bullets are in it all the time. It's easy to shoot. It can't miss fire. It just works. <laughs> And she's just like, yeah, yeah. That's what we talk about in therapy. <laughs> how long does it last? Like a, an hour. An hour. No, no, no. And like, a, it, like in months and years, how long does it last? I don't fucking know. You don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Pro it's probably over next week. Next week is probably my last session with her. Hmm. Um, uh, I think they wanted to make sure that I was, uh, I thought I was done. Like she's already like dismissed me once. And he was like, maybe you should go back a little more. And I was like. You're the boss. This I'll is the parole back. guy you're thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he just wants to make sure I don't like fucking. At twenty off bucks a week, and... I think I'd be like, you know, no, he said I got he more said to talk about. Month, Woody. Oh, yeah, it's like thirty a month or something. It's like nothing. Okay, yeah. yeah it's at, a... <laughs> at eight dollars a session or whatever it works out to, I might be like, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about token up again. <laughs> I should talk to my therapist. Yeah, and you could even phrase you could even be a more like a little bit more subtle about that and be like, I'm thinking of moving to Denver. You know, yeah. like, just, you I know, told like, them I'm moving to Denver. Legal and the rest they of the all know country. I'm moving to Denver when I'm on my probation. I'd show up. They'd be like, who's she? What, you don't do couples? I was thinking couples this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they all know I'm going. Her, I think about things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all know I'm going to Denver as soon as this probation thing is over. <laughs> I'm free to go. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of I here. I time in Denver. I was there not too long ago. Nice place. I love Denver. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I was, I was talking to my dad about Denver last night. He's like, as soon as this probation thing's done, I'm definitely going to Denver with you. I'm like, hell yeah, we're gonna have a great trip. Yeah, dude, I was hell. I was in Salt Lake City recently, and part of me was like, dude, you should me go too. to Salt Lake City. You'll love it. I, I oh, it's really neat climate and this. Like, wait a minute, that's the opposite of what he's looking for. Like, they're Mormons. They're, they're yeah. They'll be the the fiftieth state to legalize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too. I, I've been they to Salt might Lake. Prosecute him on the Facebook accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Bigamy. Oh, actually, they like that. Yeah, yeah. They, they might be down. They're like two thousand. Well done, Sir Kyle. It, it, it's like that. It's like that scene in Inglorious Bastards where Brad Pitt walks into Hugo Stiglitz's cell and he's like, "We heard you was into the Nazi killing business." Wanted to see if you wanted to go pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we had you into the bigamy business, my son. <laughs> we all wanted to see if you were looking to go pro. <laughs> Join the Mormon religion. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Guide me to the celestial temple. Let's go. But yeah, that 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 whole thing's been just nonsensical and ridiculous. But but you know, unlike that 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 sixty-five-year-old white lady in her car, like you're not going to take me down. I'm smart enough to be like, all right, let's go to step B, because step C is after that, and there'll be a step D, and then y'all leave me the fuck alone. Finally, like, well, you just just jump through the hoops and get it over with. Yeah, you don't have any choice. No choice. No choice, exactly. Unless you want to like keep getting deeper in Unless mind. you want to escalate. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you just escalate. You just escalate. Just 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 I'll just I'll just be me, be a nice guy. And uh and you know, everybody in the system so far has has enjoyed my presence and uh 
is kind of surprised that I'm even there and, uh, and I'll continue to make it that way. Yeah. Hopefully it's, hopefully, I mean, I think we're moving that way as a country. I don't think this will be something that will happen that much longer. Yeah, like, I don't think so either. I, I think I think we're a decade money. away from it being nonsensical anyway. Yep. I mean, like not even a thing. Like it's such a huge waste of money. The money they yep. spent, like like messing with me, uh, you know, over over like what would fit in the palm of your hand of marijuana is just is just absurd. It's just absurd, you know. Punishment like, did like not fit the crime. Even the light punishment you got doesn't. No, fit no, of course it was. It's absurd the amount of punishment that I that I've endured. And I'm I mean I'm glad I'm not doing some stupid prison sentence for like forever for mm -hmm. years or something like that. But still, well, community just, service. Can you imagine that? Fuck. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't be fun either. That wouldn't be fun either. I don't want to do anything. I wonder what you know? your job's gonna be. I hope you pump iron in prison. I hope that you just come back. I am. Whoa. I, I don't know, but I mean, it's just it's just a little bit of time. But like, like, like I don't know if I'm gonna be pumping iron. Um, but but I'll definitely work out. You know, does and the I'm world be... know the length? I haven't said it because I don't. No, know no. It, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be gone for uh for for a, for maybe eight weeks or something like that. We're gonna we're gonna time that with PKA so that like I miss as little PKA as possible. <laughs> like we're gonna do a PKA like the night before I go in, and and like I I don't maybe we'll do a PKA like maybe a day late if required to like get me the day after I come out or something like that. So we, I miss as few PKs as possible or something like that. And I, like I said, I'm going to call from the prison phone and, uh, and maybe do like a recording with these guys. I don't know. We'll work it out somehow or another. Once I know like the ins and outs of what prison phone calls are like, I think I'll have a better idea of what I'm capable of. Uh, but I think it'll be fun. Uh, I mean, I don't think it'll be fun, but I think it'll be interesting for the viewer, for the listener, et cetera. Yeah, you'll have what you're telling us is you're going to have some experiences there, regardless. It doesn't matter what the facility is. You'll come out of this with some fucking interesting experiences to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Like, 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 like the time I spent in county jail was like three hours worth of stories with these people <laughs> who were treating boiled eggs like currency. And like, <laughs> they, were, they were like, hey, you want to eat that boiled egg? And I'm like, no. I'm not going to eat this boiled egg. Can I have it? And he like takes it and stores it, like hides it in his little. They cubby. do keep. They what? do keep, I guess. You know, to some extent. You know, like so you're like, telling me you encountered someone who was into keto. He was into <laughs> he was into anything other than the shitty ass meals that they they fed us. Um, county jail was awful. You know, I was worried they were going to send me to a jail, especially out here in Atlanta. Like like yeah. some sort of Union City Jail or something like that. That was actually going to be rough and scary, but yeah. like where I'm going has a tennis court. <laughs> I didn't realize that was something that you built in jails. It is. They didn't even bother to build a fence where I'm going. <laughs> Just Wait, I got lost. Say. Build what? You a fence. What the fuck no. do you build a tennis court oh, oh, for in a prison? He's mixing. At what point are you like? You know, you know what we need in this prison? A fucking tennis court. I don't understand. So I'm glad, but I don't understand. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Uh, I think I think I think it's pickleball actually, um, which is similar to tennis, but like mini tennis with this little stupid ball and these little mini paddles. It's like a somewhere between ping pong and tennis. I think it's called pickleball. Some mm. shit like that. Well, the I kitty actually plays tennis, so I buy it. Yeah, yeah. Kitty's like, oh, you get good at pickleball, you know why? We can play when you get out. I'm just like, no. No, oh. no, that's okay. Don't discount it. You never know. You might change. I might. I plan on reading a bunch of Harry Potter and uh, sleeping <laughs> a lot and working out and uh, Jesus, eating. I hope they keep you on that therapist. 
Oh, I, oh God! I've heard not. a couple of great audiobooks. I don't know if that's on the menu out there. I don't think. I th- I think I do get an. I think I can on the commissary. I looked and I can get like a a player, like a like headphones and like a like a. I don't know if I can get digital though. I don't know if I'd be able to download digital music slash audiobooks from the internet either. So I, I'm not gonna be gone long. I don't know. I I, I like reading like text anyway. I'll, I'll reread Harry Potter while I'm away. Hmm. I like hmm. that shit. Yeah, yeah. I just I've, I've had a couple lately that I thought were outstanding, and I was excited oh. to share them. If you could, you might like books. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah share them anyways. I'm interested. Uh, you oh yeah, I actually wrote down because you mentioned that you were a sci-fi fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm a noob at it, but I'm like diving in head first. Do you know we are Bob the Bobiverse? We are Legion. Are you familiar with this one? No, no. Nope. <laughs> I just finished it and. I thought it was outstanding. Like it was really fun. It was a fun read. That my listeners have heard this before, but the basic premise in fast forward is wealthy dude dies, but cool, and he comes back to Earth in this like dystopian future, and the government grants no rights to corpsicles, and they have they have him do this job that you know he likes anyway, having to do with like space exploration, and then it turns into this whole thing with battles and engineering problems to solve and and he's a spaceship he's a software program that's the corpsicle that is there it's called a von neumann probe i think and they go to another planet gather resources and replicate themselves every time he replicates himself it's like a little variation in his own personality so um you know, like, you know, picture you, there might be a version of you that gets a little anxious, a version of you that, that gets down to business, a version of you that's very romantic. And, and every time you replicate yourself, you know, like a version that your mom would recognize pops up, but just a little more stressed at that aspect of you. And, uh, and then before long, there's a whole legion of power and it's pretty neat. It's really, neat. I've gone pretty deep into the spoiler on that, but it, I loved it, and I just finished it. And uh, yeah, uh, the three body problem was one Harley from Epic Meal Time recommended. Uh, I read three body problem, but didn't really like that that much. Really, I yeah. So, in my defense, I'll say this first: I often listen to audiobooks a little distracted. I'm driving, I'm flying, I'm doing something else. I found three body problem to be at like the limits of what I can understand, like micro black holes and the problems that they present, like like. Where are they okay? Where are they not okay? You know, the, there's a, like, I guess the universe, like, the, we all know the Big Bang Theory where it starts. Well, there's a theory out there that it's kind of a pulsation thing where you get the Big Bang, it goes out, it hits sort of full volume, and then it comes back. And this happens over this period of time. There's interesting social constructs where people can hibernate. They can put you in stasis. Well... If you want to, you can just fast forward to another time period. And then that yeah, creates I interesting. That too. I'd love to do that. It'd be so fucking interesting. Okay. But that means that there's like a lower class who's just stuck and living wherever we are. And there's an upper class who maybe just fast forwards to the future and lets their investments ride and, and does whatever. And, and you know, the rich get richer and the, the rich have not immortality, but like a version of it almost. Probably and, eventually uh, immortality. Say that again. Probably eventually immortality. One way or other, it'd be digital or some other way, but yeah. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. If you if you go to stasis to a point where they can do what I just talked about in you know, We Are Bob, then yeah, you know, you, you just go to a point where cryogenics work, you know, by going in stasis until they do. And um, interesting social issues around that. And the three-body problem, there were aspects of that book that I found so complicated. I'm like, wait, what? 
I don't, just the three-body problem itself. Maybe you could explain it, but like, if you have two spheres rotating, that's pretty predictable, right? Maybe one's heavy and it's like the earth around the sun. We all kind of get that. When you have three of them and they're kind of equal weight, apparently it's very difficult to predict their path and, and what happens and where it's going to be, you know, 10 minutes from now. They're just in that like weird interaction of each other. And uh, that plays a major role in the book, as you know. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like they can't somehow convert the current trajectories and locations and mass into math somehow and forecast it? Like that's not a thing that they can do? I thought they'd be able to do that, but I guess it's hard. Um, but yeah, three-body problems. So you're just getting into this, into this uh, genre? Can I recommend a single book? I would love that. I just finished right. my last one. My, my, my favorite sci-fi book of the last 15 years probably is uh, it's an author's name is Peter Watts, W-A-T-T-S, and uh -huh. the book is called Blindsight. And it is my probably, I think at this point, maybe my, I've read so much science fiction, I can't, I don't know if I can say my all-time favorite, but this is probably my favorite of the last 10 or 15 years. And it, it's, it has to be an audiobook. Do they do a good audiobook? I haven't read it, I haven't heard it as an audiobook. Oh. I'm sure there is an audiobook, but I don't, I don't, I can't vouch one way or the other for that. But that's the author okay. in the book. Yeah, It's the first of a series, but I don't recommend the rest of the series, but that book itself was fucking phenomenal i do this thing about twice a month where the round trip is 10 hours mm. and uh so that's 20 hours of content and i can chew through some books you know because of that and then yeah. you add flying and i'm you know it's another 10 hours that's so i i'm a well, guy Lincoln, i don't know if you need to be distracted while you're in the air anymore let's keep you <laughs> yeah seriously i saw those headphones yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But no. shoot, me, uh, shoot me the one if you wouldn't mind dropping it in uh, the text of the uh, the Discord. I'd, I'd take uh, I'd take that recommendation. I haven't read that first one you oh, recommended. That yeah, as a matter, when I heard it, another uh, it was a paramotor pilot who's like, I know that book. That's a good one. It's a three part series, and and I like this a lot. It's finished, right? So yeah. I got into another one. It's Fantasy: The King Killer Chronicles. Yeah, I heard the I, I'm first aware of Patrick Rothfuss. Oh, I heard the first one. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. I heard the second. Somewhere during the listening of the second one, I learned that the third one, like this series, millions of people finished. love it. And it's Game of Thrones style almost. Like where they're like, oh, it's been eight years now. I'm kind of mad. Did you like the second one, Woody? Because I hated the fucking second one. I loved the first one. I hated the second one. Oh, or, I like uh, the second Rothfuss. one more. Really? The second one was so coming of age, like children's story to me. And the first one wasn't. And that really bothered me. Like it felt like he started writing like I was a teenager and I was suddenly not interested. in. Anything. I like the second one. So for people who don't know, uh, the main character in the first book is very young. Does he start at like seven or something in the beginning know, of the young. story? And, uh, uh, you know, he has, he has serious problems, but he's solving them as a seven year old. And, and I don't know, at least in the second book, he started to get some like man features and have some man accomplishments. And I like that about it. So I like this, I, and I'm almost more excited about the third one because he'll start off as like a useful person and not a damn child, which I've been listening to for 60 hours. Yeah, you say like the third one, but there isn't a third one yet. That's the issue, right? So. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, me too, me too. So, but but it's it's almost Game of Thrones-like where like there was this unknown sea of people who've been waiting for more content for ages and the yeah. author, I think he, did he get divorced or have some sort of like issues in his life that really derailed his writing? 
I don't know that. He's a Wisconsin writer. So I'm up in Wisconsin. That's Patrick Rothfuss you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, he's a streamer. You know, he streams. He streams games occasionally. Oh, no. I need to go in there and unleash no, you a can't. wrath of people. No, his mods, it's, it's, it's prohibited. It's in his, it's in when you like, when you agree to like enter his channel, like it's in the list of things you can't talk about. It's asking about the next book, which of course makes total sense. If you were that fucking popular and you were live streaming something that wasn't you writing that book, that's the only fucking question anyone's going to ask you. And it would be the most annoying goddamn thing in the world to hear that. So would it I'd be totally motivating though. <laughs> no, it would be the most irritating thing in the entire world. You don't think he knows at this point people would like to hear the end of that? I, I mean, I, I know that you're right. I just don't know that I care <laughs> about his feelings. Sure, sure. <laughs> All I want <laughs> is for him to be like, God damn it, the world is pressuring me to get this done. And first, I feel like, honestly, like on a scale of how this uh, the abuse flows too, I feel like Martin, George, uh, George R. R. Martin, the Game of Thrones writer, deserves the abuse before Rothfuss at the very least, right? Like he owes us this book much more than Patrick Rothfuss does. Not that I think. I don't know that I might it. disagree because George R. R. Martin at least was somewhat involved in the conclusion of his story. We know how it ends now. Patrick. Well, Rothfuss, we know how HBO ended it. Oh, it's going to be this. I think he's even said it would be the same. Uh, we just they just didn't fill it out. They did, like the Danny's character turn and Bran's you know rise and all that stuff that happened in Game I would of Thrones. Be so fucking disappointed if that ending is the same ending because that ending was shit. But it might not be shit if it wasn't all based on one story in the second half of the last episode of ten years. Like you know yeah, it possibly. You know what makes a great leader? Stories. Oh, you know I saw a meme where um. Tywin is the name of the, the patriarch of that family. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking to Tommen. I'm so bad with names. And he's like, you know, what makes a good king? And he was talking about how a kind king gets walked on and a mean king gets rebelled against and a, a, a good king is somewhere in the middle, if I recall the scene. You know, imagine if Tommen came back and he was like, uh, stories? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how Tywin would have responded <laughs> yeah. to that. Um but at least Ger Martin, like we got the end of it one way or another. Rothfuss, it's just, I guess, eight years of nothing. Oh, my no, he's written a couple of books. He's written um some oh, that makes it worse. Well, but they're in the they're in the world. They're in the universe of that. He's written uh the the under one one about the underdark with uh, what was her name? It's not Ari. It's something similar. Um, do you know the the girl uh, who lives under the uh, the academy there? Yeah, yeah, like under. He wrote something fleshing out her life a little bit, I think. What do they call it? The children. underworld or something? Yeah, something like that. It's not. It's not exactly that, but it's something similar. But yeah, yeah. But I, I hear you. Like I, I hate picking up series that aren't finished either. So uh, yeah. So the Baba verse is done, and that cool. That's good. Uh, and it's it's um it's a light heart. It's not quite as like hard to focus on as um. Uh, three body problem, for example, which took my full attention. I don't know. Maybe I, my brain's not very good, but no, no, it was deep. It was a, it was a, it was a read. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So Peter Watts blindsight. Well, I'll have to check it out. I uh, yeah. We do it. I, it's another one you'll need some attention for. It's a. I like. I like. Um. What do they call it? It's a. Holy shit! It's a. It's an. It's it's the. I can't think of the word right now. The terminology for it, but it's basically an untrustworthy narrator, where the it's written from the perspective where you as the reader have to kind of check the narrator because the narrator tells you things and it's not always the truth. It's 
from their perspective. And I love that. I love that where part of the engagement with the book is figuring out what's actually happening above and beyond what you're being told. I like that in the book. That's interesting. Yeah. You do so, blind sight, huh? Yeah, I, audible.com what is one. I think audible.com slash PKA maybe is their code PKA. It, they're not a sponsor tonight, but um, that's how I listen to my books. I, I use them. This clip, <clears throat> this clip of uh, Tulsi Gabbard slamming uh, Kamala Harris. Ooh, Harris. I, I haven't seen it. Great. Can we watch it? If you scroll up, it's uh, 1037 from Chiz. Okay. Let me just make sure. Yep, yep. I'm at the right one. I have a 956 one. Is that the one you're talking about? I don't see a 1037. No, I do. Oh, it's, but you're, oh, sorry. You're an hour before me. So, uh, uh, wait, an hour after me, rather. So, the 856 one, I guess, would be it. 956, you said? 1037 is where I am. So, you can the see her. Do you know what change. she looks like? She's on a blue background. You only sent two, and it's the one where there's just a single woman. Okay, got it. And I'm not. Of her record. Oh, I do now. I didn't have audio at first. Are you guys ready? Yep. Ready, set, play. Proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people. What just happened? Labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place. That impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. When you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you did not. And worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people, you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, oh, you owe them an apology. Oh, that just ends there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go and see what the reply is. I, I saw um, Philip DeFranco said something like, and her reply was, I'm against the death penalty. And, <laughs> and you know, Good like, one. Yeah. I, uh, I'm interested in seeing what the rest. I of like it is. Tulsi a lot. I have heard I hope somebody that, picks Tulsi up as their running running mate. Uh, I, I've heard that Kamala Harris has a vulnerability in her uh, tenure as a prosecutor that hadn't been exploited yet. So I guess it begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, hmm. I I like politics. I, I I care about the country and stuff, but I also enjoy it on like a strategic level. You know, I like watching the moves that people make, and you know, I don't have to like Trump to recognize a, a good move, you know, that he might make in his case or a good line or whatever it is. And yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's the season starting. Politics I like it from a WWE level. Yeah. I like to, I like, I like what we saw just there, there where she just really, really made her look like a fool. I like it until I realize it has uh, outcomes that are associated with act- my actual life. And then I don't, ah, like it's it. going to be the no same way. Don't worry. So. <laughs> I, Kyle's partly right. You know, it's going to be the same either way. It doesn't matter, you know, because a lot of times that, that stuff is true. Like, my life hasn't changed, and I didn't want Trump to win. I'm just basically, just, I don't know, coffee maker's still in the same place. And there's no change. Mm. Um, on the other hand, I think, you know, these four years as a Republican and the two Supreme Court justices they put in place is going to have a legit impact on people who care about um, reproductive rights. 
It'll hey. save a lot of babies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. They sure will. But Papa Kyle might not like that. <laughs> oh, I go to Canada, motherfucker. We didn't talk about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so that's a thing. Um, well, I don't know what other, of course there's the deficit. I don't know, but that's probably the same either way. I don't know if a Democrat got in, if they'd be more fiscally responsible or not. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's all good probably. Right. <laughs> what you have done? We're watching the decline of America, right? And it's not yeah. a Republican or Democrat thing. Oh, please. In we're our, making America great again, motherfucker. We're, China yeah. will be great coming out of this. China's going yeah. no. <laughs> to, the, they're going to implode. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't grow that fast. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I, I like, I like, I do enjoy that comparison sometimes hearing about like the 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 year plan that China has where the fuck it is at this point. We've got like the, I heard, I think this was on the Democratic debates yesterday. It was. was. Like, like the, uh, we're like, oh, we've got like the, 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 the next election plan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the 24 hour year cycle. fucking plan. Like, fuck me. They've got like a 10, 50. 10, 25, yeah. 50 year plan, and we've got a 24 hour news cycle. I thought that was a yeah. really good clip. Who like, said that's it? Clearly it was. Yep. You remember who I, said it? I don't. Oh, well, it didn't help a much. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's not for them. I think it was good information. Like, yes, you're right. Correct. Well, they're, <laughs> that's on I'm pretty sure they said it for them if it was during the debate. Said, on my watch, this could have been that. <laughs> yeah, right. In which right? case, I would know, but no. Uh, I'm still a little, yeah, the, the, my paramotor incident is still like, it, it just, it's not leaving the back of my head a little. Are like, your nerves tingling from it? I told, I told you guys this on another, on another PKA, like when I watch climbing videos, the bottom of my feet tingle, like I get like nervous, uh, interact, like act, activations on the bottom of my feet from climbing. So I'm kind of curious now, like when you think about it, do you feel it? My, no, not that, but it, it's like, there's like a, a monumental kind of load on my mind. And it's weird in that I feel like I'm the only person on the planet going through this. Like a, a major thing just happened. And I'm you know, sort of almost intentionally like minimizing it for Jackie. And the kids don't want to talk about it at all. And, uh, you know, the rest of the community was like, I'm a, I want to say it's stupid, but like I'm a, I'm a known person in this tiny community. And they were all shocked. And now it's, well, that was, yes, they've all moved on. You know, they did. Heck, we move on from deaths in two days. You know, people just yeah. like there's no dead paramotor pilots. They're, they're gone. They just kind of leave the scene. And then, like Spartans. <laughs> maybe. I, 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 like you're in the climbing community, filthy. <clears throat> you know, you might know people that died and then they just kind of they're not around anymore. You know, all the people yeah. doing this are still alive. <laughs> that's that's how deaths work. And, what uh, impact you at all? Think you'll change anything? Will you do something different? Um, if you're in the same scenario you were in when that happened. Was it was it last night? Yesterday? Yeah, it was last night. Um, <laughs> was would you do the same thing again yesterday? Tomorrow? It's uh, I the 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 changes I'm talking about making might be minor to other people. It's like I think one of the big contributing factors is I moved to a more advanced wing. I did something I had been doing on a more a safer wing. And uh, I had taken that more advanced wing over the water where you learn new things for two days, which isn't a lot. And I was like, oh, it's going good. Let's try it on the motor over a farm. And that probably wasn't long enough. You know, I probably should have had 
two or three times more time over the water before I tried that fun stuff over the dirt. Um, if, if, if I had had both bad reserves and just sort of spun and hit the water, I'd probably be okay. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I saw that last month. A guy spun into the water, and he was fine. He flew later that day. But uh, over dirt, it change your life. So <laughs> that's a way to put it. it well, it might life. change your life in that, like you know, amputation, broken bones, paralysis. Oh, yeah. it might end it. I um, thought it was a very uh, like a bit of a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a get a college a, degree or hit the dirt real hard. <laughs> there's a guy I know. He tells this story a lot, so it's not a secret. But uh, he did a kind of landing that's very dangerous. Things are more dangerous close to the ground. That might sound backwards to. People aren't in it, but yeah, there's no time to react. There's no time to fix it. And the kind of landing he did, he'd come shooting towards the ground, then turn sideways. One wingtip would hit the ground, and he kind of like skirted it and landed. So he did this all the time. It was kind of like, you know, this is how Chris lands. It's so badass. Like every landing was that. And he's in Utah. So Utah's ground is just even more prone to having little prickly grabby things than like North Carolina or Georgia or whatever. Like here our grass tends to be relatively consistent. Now, he was over grass, but little prickly things happen and it grabbed a wingtip. And there are some accidents that look like a nightmare, but they're really not. You know, it happens in cars a lot too. They like, Oh, the more pieces that flew off, that's all energy dispersion that can happen when a paramotor hits the ground sideways too. It's like, yeah, you know, Props went flying, things went dangling, but the pilot was okay. And then there are other accidents that don't look like much, like his, but are horrific. And he landed kind of seated and just popped. And he, he broke his uh, back, right, just above his hips. And yeah. they weren't sure he'd ever walk again. And uh, he was like, well, you know, my new life is on wheels. You know, like, we're going we're gonna to do everything we can in physical therapy, but... They're not sure I'm walking again. And uh, uh, if you do stuff low to the ground enough, then you keep tempting that fate. Uh, he's fine. You know, it, 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 he had like kind of a, a bad walk for a little bit. And then a couple of weeks later, like his quads are firing. And now if, like, I can't tell that he was ever injured. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. But uh, this stuff can be life-changing. And I had an event that was almost life-changing. And I'm like, what do I take from that? You know, some people would take never fly again. Some people would say fly conservatively. And then, you know, maybe on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, why don't you just progress more conservatively? Maybe two days with that new wing isn't enough to declare yourself fit for it. Uh, so I'm processing where I am on that spectrum. Take it to the limit. I think you need to get back up there. Some Live this thing a faster, lot harder, stronger. <laughs> I've got a spare motor. We're ready to go. <laughs> you know, yeah. we'll fix the old one next week. If we'll you had more power, you could have brought yourself out of that spin. If you'd had those Duh. jets on your ankles, those rockets. Mm -hmm. If you could have pulled the rocket boosters, Little Iron Man feet, action, <sighs> spin right out of it. I think mm. I was watching uh, Alex Hanald on uh, Joe Rogan, right? Okay, and, uh, I saw, and they were that. talking about. Which is pretty fucking interesting as a, in of itself. But they were talking about wingsuiters and how like the whole community that founded that are all dead. Yeah, because at some point there is a limit to what you're doing and what you what you long term what is actually sustainable. 
So I don't know what the stats are on that, right? I know it's dangerous. But I have observed that almost every community points to the other one as the crazy people, right? I fly paramotors and paragliders, which is the same thing with no motor. And uh, it's like, what? Us crazy? No. We are skilled and capable of handling these situations when they come up. It's those base jumpers over there. They're the crazy yeah. people. And the base jumpers are like, me? No, it's the rock climbers. And the rock climbers say, no, it's the wingsuiters. And the wingsuiters yeah. are going to point to somebody else, NASCAR drivers or something. It's You're not crazy. What you're doing is just uh, you know, the natural progression for a man of your skill and decision making. Yeah, so does any of that like sink in with you at all? Oh no, no, uh, yeah, yes, no, okay. it does. Yeah. yeah, like I, I, does it sink in with you? Do you climb rocks? Like, does that? Do you just do indoor? Am I making this up? I do indoor and outdoor. Yeah, there's risk. There's a rope though. I, I don't free solo. Yeah, I have two. Yeah, reserves. you don't free solo. I have two reserves. It's better than one yeah. rope. Yeah, maybe. no, it's not. <laughs> 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 the yeah. rope can hold your truck up. <laughs> the reserve it? works apparently 10% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how reliable those ropes are. And I'm not uh, uh, crazy reliable. They don't break. <laughs> Is that true, Filthy? Filthy, yeah. you told us a story where your rope was hooked up wrong. Yeah, but that's not my rope failing. That's me failing. Oh, okay. Well, provided that it's rationalized, it's not actually dangerous. I also no, I made a I mistake. Didn't say it wasn't dangerous. <laughs> I said, uh, I said this, and I, I still have no idea how I fucked that up, and uh, that haunts me. Not like I wake up nightly thinking about it, but it has impacted my climbing to be aware of the fact that I was so close to death and not aware of it, or so close to permanent injury, at least. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say that's parallel to where I am. You know, I, I tried something tricky on a wing that was new to me, and I, I, I had a lot of um like mitigating factors that make it safe, right? I, I was up super high. I had like two minutes to sort it out and throw a reserve and, and do my thing. And, uh, and if my reserve didn't work, I had another one. That like literally like 1% of people fly with two reserves, but I'm in that extra cautious category. And, uh, and I'm fine so far. So who's that guy who free soloed El Capitan? That's a- Alex Fernald. Yeah, that's Alex about. That guy is bad fucking ass. I want. I got. I started watching his shit. <clears throat> First, I watched his Rogan interview. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's then very I watched, interesting. Rogan. Then I watched his TED talk. Then I watched him climb El Capitan, uncut. Did you watch? Then his I movie? watched him. Then I watched his movie. Then I watched him go to Patagonia and climb rocks that had never been climbed before. And he's like, I don't know. 400 feet up on this cliff face and he's sitting there with the other guy and they're kind of in a safe position. They're just like relaxing. He's like, I don't feel good. I, I think I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> he gets like food poisoning or something way the fuck up there and has to come down. Wait, like, he like went he, down? Yeah. Well, they, he, don't, he didn't down climb though, right? That's an odd thing to go down. You know, usually you just finish the climb. Like get down as he was, he had food poisoning. He was violently ill. Yeah, um, no, it's down's not, harder. It's not, That's, it's not about exactly. that. Down's harder. Well, it depends. I guess how depends how far up he was. It like was a uh, portion up compared to down. That guy's really interesting. Um, that guy's really interesting. Like his you, diet, his van life. You know, he you lives. See in any of the stuff where they looked at his? They actually looked at his brain, and he processes no. fear differently. <laughs> oh, really? that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. That was interesting. 
I wonder. Like, yeah, it's like he's in like a super small minority. If I'm remembering this correctly, he's in like a super small minority in terms of how his fear response impacts him, like in, in the brain level. I bet that's learned. That's got to be learned because the coincidence that like he, the well, one guy who has that, this. But it's very easy. The other way could be true too, right? Like if he's like, if this shit doesn't scare him, then he's doing this shit, right? Like, so I don't know. I don't know which way it comes out either. It could very well. Yeah. Be, he says it scare him. It scares him, but I don't think it scares him the way it scares me. No. <laughs> no. And I'm just watching TV. Yeah. He's functional. If I'm in his scenario there, I'm not fucking functional. Really? Because I've been like yeah. 50 feet up a tree, like with a climbing deer stand and been like, pretty high up and like it, it'll like lose its traction and you'll like you'll like slide down or you'll like lose your balance and it's just i'm overwhelmed with adrenaline response i have to take a minute yeah and he, he says, doesn't seem to get he, that well he says specifically if you're experiencing a strong adrenaline response you're in the bad shape because you're doing it wrong it's not about that like the whole point yeah. is like yeah so it's, he has a neat way of describing his intensity level right like, like he's the a, speed he's a cool climber guy. guys they're zooming up 10 but in a safe environment he's like you know, if I'm pushing it past a four or a five in free solo, then something's wrong. Like he he he's just doing easy stuff for him the whole way. His body's interesting to me. Like it, yeah. If you were to just look at him not very carefully, you might see a guy that's like a computer programmer or something. You know, like not fat, but with clothes on, he doesn't look impressive. But if when you he look takes a little closer. Off. <laughs> yeah, all the tell me about back it. muscles all the, like yeah i actually yeah. have his back. climber he's got a climber physique it's his back his yeah. forearms his back. and his hands you never watch women cl like okay women climbers so like my wife's a climber right uh -huh. and like i see that too like when she's really active in climbing the muscles that appear there are like totally it's a it's a climbing pattern it's a very different kind of physicality it's not a big bulky physicality it just isn't so yeah it, it, it i didn't see his back now i want to but his hands and his forearms just are they get work done. They're pretty interesting to me. His back looks like, I, I don't know, he looks like Spider-Man to me. Like, he, like, like that's what I would think Spider-Man would look like. Some of the holds he does. Oh, like my those, God. Finger strength is insane. What professional climbers can hang off of. When he's yeah. fucking just grabbing nothing, essentially. It's uh, it's really impressive, and I would be so afraid. I would be so afraid. I can't, if you just, like, snapped your fingers and threw me on that mountainside. <laughs> I would just I, I, I would just freeze until I lost all, enough strength to hold on and then I would die. It, and he's <laughs> so high up. He's he's I don't know, eight, nine, a thousand feet up, and he's just on nothing. He's on he climbs this crack where he's just doing he's just like wedging his palm in and then sort of flexing so the muscles like here expand and it's like, oh yeah, that's grip. And he does it again and again and again. <laughs> and his feet are doing this, and he's just going up a goddamn crack. Oh my fucking god! But I love climbing on a fucking rope. I hate lead climbing. <laughs> yeah, like I'm... I do lead climb, but I'm I'm like okay. But the, this is this is so clear to me how I mean this is always something that's been interesting to me as I've gotten older, right? As I know my mind better, I realize that most of the things I do to make myself a better person are about cheating my mind, not going with my mind. As a kid, I thought as I got better, as I got older, I'd get better. And in reality, as an adult, what I actually learned as I got as I got became a more of an adult, what I learned is my limitations and how to bypass them or cheat them, right? Like if I want to run, if I want to work out, I don't decide that like I'm going to just have the motivation to work out. I set routines and patterns to make it so I can work out efficiently. Right. This is how I do that. I don't I don't I never got to the point where my motivation got better. I just learned that my motivation was finite. Like it's it's the same thing for this for like climbing. Like as I lead, like lead climbing is where you're 
So he's he's free soloing, no rope at all. Lead climbing is you're climbing up above your rope. Mm-hmm. And then like and then top roping is your rope is above you. And there isn't much of a difference between lead climbing and top roping. There is, but there isn't, right? The the, the difference is a bit more of a fall. It's it's a little bit more dangerous, but mostly it's not that different in most scenarios. My performance is massively different between lead climbing and and top, top roping. roping. Because internally, my brain doesn't fucking get it, right? Like, it's just a limitation for me on that, right? Probably I could train out of it if I do it enough or whatever or find a way to do it. But realistically, what I know is I'm a much better climber when I'm on top rope than I am when I'm lead climbing. Just how it is for me. I'm uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, like full of confidence now. I don't know if it's warranted, right? which is a weird thing to say for a guy full of confidence. But I'm like, I was just tested last night, you know? I was all business all the way down until I, you know, got it sorted. What's your out. grade? Well, give me like a one to one hundred. Like, what's your what's your grade? So you you survived. That's absolutely phenomenal. I'm glad you're here with us, Woody. But uh, what's your grade on that? What would you give where yourself? The, How do you rate where does yourself? It start? This is um. I think it's an A. Like 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 he 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 went through like three different hardships and he came out on top. Like like he did everything in the order he was supposed to do it as efficiently as he probably could have done it. it, it he's got Although it was a, a self-generated issue though, right? Right. That's why. So what's the grade? Mm-hmm. If the grade starts at we have a problem, then really high. Uh, okay. Like almost a hundred. Like uh, I, I do the first reserve that went into the wing. I wonder. So you're supposed to throw it down. Right, but because I'm sideways spinning around, like imagine a bucket of water as you twirl it around. Yeah, yeah. Down wasn't down. Down was sideways. Right? Would I have done? Could I have thrown it to my side, which would be down? Like, a, I don't even know. I don't know if it's possible to throw it better than I did because sometimes it's that happens to perfect throws. But why maybe did the it second was. one hit. Why didn't the second one hit? Why well, did? Well, why did the second one go where you needed it to go, but not the first one? Was it the other side? Right? Was it my downside that I threw, and that's why so is I that out blind okay. luck? Then, well, I'm gonna do both sides. Um, Are you spinning? Yeah. So oh, I do yeah. my right and my left. Right. You know, the 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 reserves are on I'm, different I'm sides. I'm super bad at spatial manipulation, so I don't know. Like, it seems to me if you're spinning, if your left and your right aren't they exactly identical depending on the time frame? Well, you're you're spinning. Remember the bucket of water where we're holding it sideways, yeah. and the bottom of the bucket is actually pointed sideways. So one, if you don't do anything, you sort of throw it up, and the other, if you don't do anything, you sort of throw it down. Now I threw them both sort of down in a way, which is what you're supposed to do. But could I have gone downer on the first one, being aware that it's hard to go down when it's your high side? But I did pretty well post-accident. I think I almost flawless. Getting into the accident was where the decisions went wrong. Like, uh, usually in aviation, it's a cascade of problems. You know, first I decided to fly in bad weather. Then I ignored this caution sign. Then I, and it's like, if you stop that cascade anywhere along the way, you're okay. So first I chose an advanced wing. And then I chose a maneuver that I'm still getting my arms around. And, and chose to do it over land. Yeah, right. The other two that would be okay if I was in an SIV environment, but like over water with a chase boat. But um, uh, and I chose to do it over land, which maybe is at the beginning. And then the cascade sort of stopped. You know, when I'm in trouble, I tried to sort out the wing for a while. That's not a decision that I would revisit. I like that. You know, I know I knew my altitude. I intentionally started at a very high altitude so I'd have time to sort things out if something went wrong. 
Um, so that was like a mitigating factor. And then I used that altitude to try to sort out the wing, almost fixed it. I, I've like six of the seven twists, we'll say I got out. Um, and then I made a decision that it was reserve time. And it was. Not only was it reserve time, but it was like reserve time in time for two reserves. You know, I didn't wait till the last hundred feet. I waited, that was like 900 feet. And I'm like, all right, I've spent 2,000 feet trying to fix this. Time to switch plans. You know, if I wait any longer, then I'll have fewer options. And I threw that reserve, it didn't work. But I had enough time to throw the next reserve and that did work. So post-problem, almost perfect. Uh, Pre-problem. There's no confidence in that. That's a crisis though. scenario, right? That's a crisis situation you just came out of having survived it and done it in part because of following the training and, and things you need to do for that. There's some confidence inspiring in there. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of the post problem, you know, is because I've seen enough videos on it and I've done some real life. I've, I've thrown a reserve in a test environment before. And um, so there's some training and some study that, that contributed to the post problem. Getting into the problem in the first place, well, that... There's some, well, technique and judgment problems to be there at all. And that's where like the, the mental spinning is happening. You know, like <clears throat> how reserved do these judgments do? A lot of people watching, a lot of people who met me in Call of Duty may think of me as like, you know, some lame dad, but that's not who I think I am, right? I think of a guy who started surfing hurricanes at 12 years old, taking jet skis out in the dark in the inlets, a, a guy whose you know, favorite thing was rescuing people as they're drowning in bad surf. I, I think of myself as you know, off-roading through the mountains and like, I, I've been playing this thing like a throwaway account since I was a baby, but a lot of people don't see that. They just see like Woody started something dangerous that's new. It's like, nah. Like, you think this is my first cheat death? <laughs> no, it's not. So, uh, I don't know. I'm processing like, I think I got too close. So, yeah, Filthy, uh, by this time next year, you'll probably be a full-time member of the <laughs> We don't have medical, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> But according to Wings, I could be a billionaire by now, I think. Yeah, that yeah. Case, right? uh, that's yeah. only if you get the money that Taylor gets that he stole from Ooh. Wings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, I assume Taylor was dead at this point. Uh, he texted us. Uh, Taylor texted a couple hours ago. You know, I, I think that the medical emergency is okay, non-life-threatening, but he's going to be taking care of the, uh, the family member uh, who was affected for the next... The rest yeah, of the no, night, I was, essentially. I was making a joke. Yeah. Oh, I know you were. I just thought I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, well, yes. that's, that's that's four hours. I think I've eaten my chicken. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling. I hadn't eaten all day, and I, I had to order some Popeyes. Get some, get some of these delicious biscuits. I almost want to stall for a few seconds just so we hit four twenty. Four twenty exactly. Huh? <laughs> Do we have any post rolls? Oh God, I wish. No, no, no. What are we eating, Kyle? Popeyes, Popeyes chicken. Did you get Postmates delivered during the show? Absolutely, I did. Yeah, I got myself a breast, got myself a wing, a thigh, Ah, a Cajun. I'm hungry. Some red beans and rice. But it's 11:30 at night, and two dinners is not the the behavior pattern of someone who wishes he was thinner. Well, I woke up only. I woke up at 5 p.m. So this is like. (laughs) This is first lunch. This is this is, this is lunch for yeah. me. You know, I, I'll be up all night, and then uh, you know, my wife's out of town, so I'm eating like shit right now. So of course I want hungry. What so. I 
What I actually do in scenarios like this, when I behave, is uh, a glass of milk and a tomato. That's you. Those go well. Yeah, you're the whitest man on the planet. <laughs> a glass of milk and a tomato. Seriously, Honey, would you bring Legit. me a glass? Of it's a few calories and a little bit of something that fills your belly, and oh, you go to bed on that. No, I don't want any salt or pepper. I just want to get like <laughs> I do a, have like salt on the tomato. Yeah, but um, I think that's what I'm gonna do any minute now. So, <laughs> all right, PKA 450. Don't you wish you ate like me?